Dominic Lawton can be wild. Welcome to the Bad Movie Cult. everybody to the bad movie cult podcast my name is dominic lawton i am with kenby wild hello there happy halloween everybody yes it's the most wonderful time of the year <laughs> i'm gonna play the music <laughs> dun, dun. <laughs> I will, i'll say that again at christmas today we are going to be covering all of the original halloween films from the first one through to the sixth is it curse yeah, if we're going to look at the other ones as well, that miss half of this out. But uh, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll do that. We'll do that timeline first. So we'll kick off with the 1978 John Carpenter's Halloween. Halloween night, a small American town, 15 years ago. <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis as Laurie Strode in her film acting debut. She was also in films like The Fog, Prom Night, Terror Train. Trading Places. Also in Trading Places, <laughs> A Fish Called Wonder, True uh, Lies with Arnie. Yeah, she, she's uh, she's pretty prolific. Uh, we also have Donald Pleasance. Yeah. <laughs> he plays psychiatrist Dr. Samuel Loomis. <laughs> he plays psychopath Dr. Samuel Loomis. <laughs> just increasingly gets mental. He's fantastic. Yeah, I, I'll say right now that um, he makes these films for me. Yeah, well, yeah. definitely the later ones He's, he does. Uh, he is absolutely superb. If you don't know Donald Pleasance, he was in The Great Escape. He was probably the most famous of the Blofelts. For, he was in You Only Live Twice, wasn't he? Yes. Uh, he has also been in two other collaborations with John Carpenter. He was in Escape from New York as the president of the USA. <laughs> of course. <laughs> of course, why not? And he played the priest in Prince of Darkness. A uh, very, very good film as well. Yeah. We have Nick Castle. He plays The Shape. Uh, he co-wrote Escape from New York with Carpenter and has is, is uh, been a director for the majority of, of his career. He was basically cast as The Shape or Michael Myers uh, just because he was on set that day. <laughs> He was like watching Carpenter to learn from him and uh, ended up playing Michael Myers. Anyway, the tagline for this is the night he came home. Powerful. It still is as well. As we get further on into these films, the more taglines these films have. <laughs> I think the last one has about 10. The plot. I've got a little plot for you, Ken, here. Yep, hit us with it. 15 years after murdering his sister on Halloween night, 
Michael Myers escapes from a mental hospital and returns to the small town of Haddonfield to kill again. Nice. Yeah. Sums that up nicely. It's as simple as that. Yeah. This is made, this is an independent film, which I think I don't know if people forget about, but you know, it's interesting. It went on to gross forty seven million dollars at the box office from a three hundred thousand dollar budget. It's still making money now, isn't it? They keep re releasing it, keep doing different formats of it. And and we keep buying it. It's the equivalent of over 150 million in today's money. It's, it was the most successful independent film of all time until it was beaten by the Blair Witch Project. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Did you ever see that? Yeah. Liked it? Oh, I thought it was all right, actually. Yeah, I liked the original. I'd, just, I'd like to see people with their runny noses really, <laughs> really close up at the screen. Looking it's, right up there. Yeah, it's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> That's real horror. <laughs> <laughs> the original title of this film was The Babysitter Murders. Yeah, yeah, I'm good. it's a good job they changed it. Yeah. I don't even think that was actually Carpenter's idea. I think it was the producer of the film said, why don't we call it Halloween and set it over a single day, which budgetary... Mustafa Akkad. Yeah, it's him. Yeah. He's everywhere in these, isn't he? Yeah, he's all Absolutely over them. All over this thing. Yeah. The entire franchise. Yeah, and actually shooting it over one day uh, saved money on costumes and, you know different locations and things like that. The mask, Ken. <laughs> oh, we, everybody knows this by now. <laughs> what are you going to tell me? The mask was originally going to be a clown mask with frizzy red hair on it. Because <laughs> <laughs> at the beginning, he has that clown mask, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, but uh, they tested it and it just looked shit. So they went with the classic William Shatner mask. Took the, took the. It is a classic, isn't it? Everyone was wearing a William Shatner mask back then. <laughs> it was a nineteen seventy-five James T. Kirk mask. They took the sideburns off it, combed the hair back, painted it white, cut the eye holes out. There you go, Michael fucking Myers for you. Yeah, no, no more Billy Chance. Deborah Hill co-created this with Carpenter. She wrote most of the dialogue for the female characters. John Carpenter did it for. Uh, most of Loomis's stuff, and also anything that had Michael Myers in it, he wrote. But <laughs> he didn't say much, did he? Mike. <laughs> I watched a uh, a documentary about this actually, an interview with Carpenter from Mark Kermode, uh, the film critic. He describes Halloween. See what you think of this, Ken. Who who's this describing it? Mark. Mark Kermode. Right, yeah, okay, Mark go, Kermode. Go for it. Uh, Halloween is having a ruthless simplicity, not least in its plot, which concerned the epitome of evil, Michael Myers, returning to the small town where he first made his mark as a child and attempting over the course of one long night to kill a bunch of people. No rhyme, no reason, no motive, just fear. Yeah, fair enough. Which I think is uh, is great about this film. The plot is super simple. The first one, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the first one is exactly that. It doesn't matter. Nothing matters. He's a murderer. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. I, I said I, I love films where people are just nasty, just evil, horrible. Yeah. There's, there's no point. You don't have to know why. They just are. And they just do things because they feel like doing it. Yeah. I feel I feel um, bad to bring him up this early, but same with like Rob Zombie with the Devil's Rejects. There's no ever mention of the Devil's why Rejects is yes that yeah. one in particular. I yeah. think yeah. There's no ever mention. There's no real backstory to those characters. They're just horrible. Yeah, which is good. Yeah, yeah. I, I like it. Like, it obviously, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. They're just out there. They just do stuff. They yeah. don't care. Yeah, it's just you know just things like that because we don't need to know. We don't. We yeah. don't have to have the backstories, and we don't. You know, it's just you accept it, go for it. I think actually, John Carpenter said as well, like he likes characters like that where you don't need to know the motive or yeah, the backstory. Yeah, bad, bad things happen. 
Yeah. You know, you don't have to go and delve into why it happens all the time, do you? I mean, this was the... I know we, we had slashes, but we had like Black Christmas before that and uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre before this as well. But this is the one that really kicked off the slasher movie mm. boom, wasn't it? Because of how successful it was in the 70s. You got a fucking shit ton of slashes in the 70s after this film. All of them pretty much following the, brute, the, the blueprint that this film set. Yeah, but they had uh, Friday the 13th as well. Yeah, but that's. Um, I think this was the first one that brought it into like town. Yeah, it? this was like it can happen. You don't have to go into the middle of nowhere for something to happen, and that was what everything else was. You had to like travel, and you're out of your comfort zone. You're out of your depths. Some bad things happen, and you're just stuck. But this was you're at home. Yeah, <laughs> and I think that was what was more scary. Yeah, it was like it was in you the middle. Mean, yeah, you don't have to go anywhere. It's yeah. just in the middle of a busy street where everyone lives with the kids, and you know, it's just there. Yeah, middle class, yeah. suburbia, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, just br- brought it, literally brought it to home. Absolutely, yeah. As I say, and, and you know, the, the killer, he's out in the day, he's just walking around. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's quite bold of him to yeah, be honest. He's just not bothered. But also, setting it on Halloween gives you that, doesn't it? Because he can walk around exactly, in a mask. Yeah, yeah. And they, they they do they feed into that as well, don't they? Carpenter did say as well about Michael Myers that he did intentionally add supernatural elements. You know, the, like he can't die, he can't, he can be anywhere in the house, he can disappear in an instant. He wanted the audience to think that maybe this guy isn't quite human. <laughs> yeah, and then they throw uh, Loomis in just to doubly make sure that there's no doubt about <laughs> it, <laughs> because <laughs> all of his dialogue is superb. <laughs> Without him, he's just a, a bloke in a mask. But yeah. with with Loomis and all of his dialogue and absolutely everything he says about him, yeah, you know, like we we spoke about uh, like Seagal films and everything. It's just like there's always some sort of like explanation of how tough he is or like how how badass he is as a character by somebody giving you an example of what he's done. This is Loomis. He yeah. does this for Michael Myers. That's his everything, whole role, isn't yeah, it? Everything he says builds Myers into something more than a man in a mask. Pleasance is superb as him. Yeah, it was originally offered to Peter Cushing and Christopher Lee the role, which were they both turned down. But Donald Pleasance is brilliant in this. Yeah, I mean he, he's he's quite manic in the first one, but yeah. God, he he's just he, he gets escalates. off the fucking rails by the end. <laughs> I absolutely love watching him in the later ones. Yeah, because <laughs> those ones I have watched recently, four and five, I think he's super. Yeah, <laughs> practically just shouting in kids' faces. And yeah, <laughs> yeah, he. he, he he offers Michael a small girl at one point as bait. That's what he does He's towards brilliant. the end. He's brilliant. I love him. Yeah. I met him 15 years ago. I, I was told there was nothing left. No reason, no uh, conscience, no understanding, and even the most rudimentary sense of life or death, of good or evil, right or wrong. I met this six-year-old child with this blank, pale emotionless face and the blackest eyes, the devil's eyes. I spent eight years trying to reach him and then another seven trying to keep him locked up because I realized that what was living behind that boy's eyes was purely and simply evil. 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 (laughs) It is superb. Honestly, his dialogue is amazing. Yeah, I, I really and delivered did. superbly. Yeah, it is. It's, it's um... <laughs> oh yeah, I'm not going to keep doing these dialogue. I just thought of another one that made me laugh when he says it. <laughs> Cue the theme music.
I think that is almost its own character, isn't it? The theme music. I think I, I read somewhere that they did try without the music. Oh, and, really? Uh, like in a test screening, yeah. and nobody cared. Oh. And then they put the music in, and suddenly it was just like, shit, that is terrifying. Yeah. Because it is like, it's, it's, it's like Jaws theme. If you just got like a camera underwater, who cares? Yeah. But you put that music over the top. And suddenly it's just like, what the hell's happening here? Something, yeah. Something's going on. Yeah. And uh, it I mean, just keeps rising, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, Same it, with the Jaws. I think mean, Carpenter writes all of his own stuff anyway, doesn't he? Which uh, I think it just, it's it's another another talent that he seems yeah. to have. He's in the credits as the Bowling Green Philharmonic Orchestra, but it's actually just John Carpenter doing this. And I think it's something that he actually learned from his dad, this, uh, this music this he plays. This particular theme. Yeah, yeah. His dad taught it him as a kid. Um, yeah, that is like, even not just the theme. It's like the other bits where you just see him, especially the bit where he sits up at yeah. the end, like when it's just like done, 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 like that. And it's just like it's understated music, like but it's it's exactly right because everything else is silent. It's a silent scene except that music. Yeah, and it's and, yeah, and it's the, just foreboding, isn't it? It's, uh, and the bit where it's from the POV shot where he looks up and the light comes on. It's like mm. diddly. Yeah, and the light comes up. <laughs> there was a bit actually. Uh, I watched this with my friend years and years ago on a uh, on a sleepover night, and um, obviously we were, we were laughing about it because we were just two lads watching horror films, pretending it was just funny instead of shit your pants scary. <laughs> and there's a bit where um, they run past the car and he steps out from behind it, but they don't see him, and the music just like. He <laughs> <laughs> just, just, just made a laugh. He just stood up and farted while <laughs> the people ran past him. But I watched it again and uh, I still think that. <laughs> it's just funny. It just, it's like he's just let off a little little fart out. Little little Michael Squeaker. Yeah. And I think that this this opening bit just is uh, is is what cemented it as just an absolute like classic because you've got the the music you've got the jack o' lantern opening bit with the the fire yeah, in the yeah, eyes. Yeah, because I've I've been made made notes about the other opening credit scenes and uh, this they're nowhere near as good as this. I think the last one doesn't even have an opening credit scene. I don't, I've not seen that one for yeah. a long time. I, I told you I needed to watch that and I've failed in my quest. Yeah, I will do. And then we get the POV opening scene. This is the one that really, and I think people actually, maybe even possibly forget that that's a like a startling reveal that that's a child that does the killing there. Yeah. It's a six-year-old boy that is the killer. I mean, it's look POV shot all the way through the house. We see the boyfriend leave. He's fooling around with Judith, and then the the killer gets a knife from the from the no, the no. kitchen. Did this start off the everyone has an enormous knife in in American kitchens? It's it far too big for anything practical. Yeah. Everything, you'd just you be there thinking, oh, I'm going to use a smaller knife. Yeah. What's that for, that thing? I don't know, removing from a stone <laughs> to become king of England? <laughs> Honestly, it's, it's like the biggest blade in the world. It's incredible. <laughs> Especially in that like, point of view as well. Yeah. Yeah, it's just too big. Yeah, so he goes upstairs, ends up stabbing his, his sister to death, comes down, the parents come home. Michael, <laughs> Leslie. <laughs> oh, if only he was called Leslie. <laughs> Ends up taking the mask off, and then it exits POV, and it is a child holding the biggest fucking knife. It is knife. an enormous knife, even bigger 
when you see it like that. Yeah, I think he did it stylistically, but it always makes me laugh that the parents just stand there motionless. Yeah, just looking at him. Because <laughs> it's this a crane shot that starts in the kid's face and zooms all the way to the you sort of yeah, you can see the whole the, street, you've got can't the you? Police, haven't you? The police lights flashing and the sirens and everything, and yeah, it, it's yeah, it's a hell, it's a hell of an introduction, isn't it? Yeah. I believe um, we also got tits, didn't we, in that opening scene? Tits, titsky, yeah. Tits, yeah. I was a little bit of mention that. Yeah, you know, we wouldn't be wouldn't be doing our job if we, <laughs> we didn't mention the, the old tits on your that one. your job, Judith's tits, <laughs> which is your band in high school. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we didn't get many gigs <laughs> or tits. <laughs> we got none of them. <laughs> Yeah, I think this also started the sort of fall around and die trope in horror, didn't it? That was sort of made. Yeah, yeah. And again, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw you the Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah, I was going about to say that that probably cemented it, but I mean, Carpenter didn't even um, that wasn't a, a conscious thing that the, the ones that fall around die. It's, it's the fact that you know it's convenience, really, isn't it? Yeah, they're, yeah. they're too busy falling yeah, around let to the guard notice. Down and everything, yeah. yeah. And he said, like, you know, that's what teenagers do. You know, Laurie's the one who's the odd one out because she's sort of repressed and uh, very, um, I don't know. Is she repressed or is she just good? I don't know. That's what the word he used to describe her in an interview. So that's Wait, no, I, I can't, can't go against that then, can I? Yeah. I didn't write the bloody film. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we see Loomis as well. We'll talk about his, his first scene. He's with, he's with Marion Chambers, the nurse, on the way to the, the asylum. This is a great shot as well. You've just got iconic shot after iconic shot yeah, in this yeah, film. It, it is. It's, it's, it's one of those. Um, I watched this last, last Halloween and uh, the previous one and the one before that as well, uh, to the point that if I do suggest we watch this film, I get the what again? Nice. <laughs> yeah. So he's basically telling Marion about about Michael. The whole point of Loomis in this film is to just tell everyone. That's how- what I mean. Yeah. Everything he does, he just builds the other character because Michael Myers, ne- he's never going to speak. He's not going to do it himself. Yeah. Uh, and nobody else knows what what the hell's going on because yeah. everyone who did know isn't in the film anymore. Yeah. It's Smith Grove Asylum, I think, yes, is where he's. Yeah. Where he's staying at, and as they pull up to that, the one of the scariest shots in the film for me is is this, where you see the mental patients roaming around yeah. in the dark. Yeah, it's a bit like a, like Arkham Asylum, isn't it? Where they're just loose and on it's the in the rain. Yeah, it's yeah, and and what is it? She says, uh, "Are they always allowed to like run around like this?" He says, "No, yeah, never. Yeah, Some, something's wrong." <laughs> You're there thinking, "Yeah, no shit." And, you know, like Rob Zombie, like there was no need really to see um, Michael in the asylum and how he escaped from there or anything like that. Like I like the fact that you get here and it's already happened. He's already out. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. It, it, there's no it, there's no time wasted in this. There's you, no paper yeah, we, masks. We, we don't have to. Yeah, we don't have to know. Paper masks and Danny fucking Trejo. <laughs> God's sake. That was your band in high school, wasn't it? Danny fucking Trejo. Paper masks and Danny fucking Trejo. <laughs> Danny fucking Trejo is a great name for a band. <laughs> Maybe we should call the podcast that. I'll tell you what, he'd probably endorse that as well. He would, he, yeah. He loves helping out, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, we see Michael. He jumps on the roof of the of the car whilst uh, Pleasance is out. Loomis is out uh, trying to open the gates, isn't he? And uh, sticks his hand through the uh, the car, attacks the nurse, and ends up flick getting out and fleeing in the car. Yeah, because he's... And, you know, he, he may just have been staring at the wall, yeah. not seeing the wall, seeing through the wall, <laughs> whatever <laughs> whatever else he's not been seeing and seeing. But he's also learned how to drive. Yeah. Which is an, a common thing that uh, people do point out. How the hell has he learned how to drive? Yeah. But he has, and he can do it quite well. Yeah, he gives a fuck. Yeah. 
That's another one, isn't it? Yeah. Well, they recognised someone was saying like, oh, he he was driven places and and observed people driving. So I mean, I don't think it's that simple. <laughs> he hasn't because he's been there for fifteen years. He doesn't get driven around the place, does he? <laughs> he gets driven. <laughs> it's not a holiday camp. <laughs> He's been in. He's been in a room for fifteen years. Loomis tells us, and also learned the rudimentary skills of driving, driving. and the highway code. Yeah, so he can drive one hundred and fifty miles to Haddonfield and, and geography. Yeah, he's also learnt maps. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a built-in like a homing pigeon. But yeah, I, I wanted to talk about those first two. Um, those first two scenes. Um. A couple of other any any scenes that stick out to you you'd want to talk about. Just every, every time the music kicks in, to be honest, I, yeah. I love it when the music starts, and that's actually through all of them. Yeah. Perhaps not part five, but I've got uh, I've got a bone to pick with the part five use of music. Yeah, but uh, we'll we'll get to that. Yeah, but it's, it's like the, the music does it for me. The mask and the music is absolutely fantastic. I lo- I do enjoy all these films. Different levels of enjoyment for different reasons, perhaps. But I, I even like the shit ones. Yeah, and I know yeah yeah, and you know which one I'm talking about as well. <laughs> so do you, Buster Rhymes, <laughs> you idiots. <laughs> yeah, but I, I do. I, I I love all these films. I I think Michael Myers is an absolutely fantastic character, which is weird since he's not spoken. <laughs> for, I don't know, like 40 years. But yeah. I think he's a great character. He does one thing in one of the films we'll get to, which really pisses me off. He's shit. He, he has a shit. He shits in his overalls. <laughs> <laughs> My bad is the only words he says. Yeah. Does he say, here's that's, to us? That's Michael Jackson you're thinking of. <laughs> <laughs> he says, who's bad? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like the... Uh, there's a couple of scenes I really like. I wanted to point out just because I like them. Is, you know you said that we're not going to deep dive into these, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty deep so far. Carry yeah, on. Know, we're yeah. about three minutes into the film. <laughs> we yeah, I'm, past this yet. As I say, I'm skipping well ahead now. I'm going to... Uh, the end. Yeah. <laughs> Next film. Yeah, and he's gone. <laughs> anyway, part three. <laughs> not even in it. Part seven. <laughs> Carry on, sorry. Uh, the sheriff's daughter, Annie, is walking along with um, Jamie Annie, Lee Curtis. Annie, are you okay? <laughs> is what they say. <laughs> We're not going to get through this, people. Uh, it's Michael. Come on. Every, every, everyone's a Michael. Uh, he drives past them and she shouts, hey, jerk, speed kills, and he just breaks the yeah, car. Yeah, and I, just, I like that as well. I love yeah. that bit. He's, he's in the big station wagon, isn't he, yeah. now? So he's he's, uh, he's driven it all that way. Uh, yeah, and he just drives quickly, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. And the the common theme in these films, as well as obviously being a, a murderer on the loose, is that the main girl's friends are always bloody annoying mm. in every film, mm-hmm. I've noticed. Yeah. So, you know, that's just something. I know, I know that's usual, I guess. You know, you're not supposed to be rooting for the other ones. You're supposed to be rooting for the, the good one. Yeah, it's teenage but- girls, aren't it? They're all annoying, aren't you? <laughs> Any listen out there? Yeah, bloody if annoying. you are a teenage girl, let us know why. Why are you annoying? <laughs> why are you all so fucking annoying? <laughs> why you never shut up? Yeah, <laughs> giving it all that. Talking about cheerleading practice <laughs> all the time, and and Brad. Yeah, and talking about Bob. Yeah, whoever whoever they are, the, why, the quarterback. Why is there a teenager called Bob? For God's sake. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> I don't know any teenage girls. It's alive! It's alive! It's alive! 
I like also the kid when they're running outside of school and he runs right into Michael. Yeah, like, hold yeah, on yeah. To him. There's that that bit of music as well, isn't yeah, it? When he runs into him, that's that's a kind of similar to the fart noise that's later on. Yeah, because I like that because you don't see from the neck up of him, and he just he then lets him run off, and then he just starts following Laurie yeah. like, in one continuous scene as yeah. well, which I think looks great. Which again got me through lots of horror movies when I was a kid because I used to think they won't kill me because I'm a kid. Yeah, that is what I used to think. Yeah, there was a um, there's a scene in Horror Express where that happens. There's a I don't know if you've seen that one. It's um, is it it's Peter Cushing and yeah, Christopher yeah. Lee yeah, and, and Telly Savalas. That's good actually. That it's a very good film. Mm. I, I watched it. Uh, my parents let me watch that, and it scared the shit out of me. It's with the eyes, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But at one point, the the beast goes into uh, the cabin with kids in it, yeah. and he doesn't kill them. Right, and that, and that was the only thing that actually allowed me to sleep because mm-hmm. I thought. Well, I can sleep because it won't kill me even if a monster comes because I'm a kid. Yeah. I also used to pretend that it's just being happy would mean that no one would ever kill me because yeah. they'd, they'd think it was a shame. What about the <laughs> fact that when you watched that, Ken, you were 23 years old? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's bloody scary. <laughs> you got white eyes, man. That's actually in Creepshow, uh, the series, isn't it, that film? Yes, yeah, it is. Yeah, he goes into the film, doesn't he? Yeah, it, part it's, of um, it's a bloody good film. It is a really Horror good film. Express. Yeah. Anyway, yes, that, that may maybe discuss that later on. Yeah. But still, continue. Yes, yes, yes. So he, he, he lets the kid away. Yeah. Obviously, that's not continued throughout the series. These uh, kids do become casualties. <laughs> yes. Yeah, especially the third the third one with but, the, the uh, masks. Yeah, but, you know. Technically, not his, not his bollocks. That one, it's not his problem, is it? <laughs> that was the subtitle for yeah. three. <laughs> not Michael's bollocks. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I used to call it. Yeah. I'm not afraid. Bull. I'm not. Then go in. Chicken. Go ahead, Lonnie. Go in. Hey. Hey, Lonnie, get your ass away from there. Uh, I want to briefly talk about the the Loomis scene where he scares the children. Oh, hey, Lonnie. (laughs) Yeah, he bloody loves doing that. What's that voice that he does there? I don't know, he just is... Just his normal voice, isn't it? He (laughs) just puts his hand over his mouth a little bit. Hey, Lonnie, get out of here. Yeah. And he does, and he's like... (laughs) Those were the kids that uh, that were bullying Tommy, I think. Call it like about the boogeyman and stuff. Like he gets called that quite a lot in these this series, doesn't he? Michael Myers gets called the boogeyman. Oh, he's well, Loomis confirms he is at yeah. the end, doesn't he? So you know, but you see the meme that's actually quite funny. What's that? When she, uh, it's the them two, and she says, "Was that the boogeyman?" And he's just like, "Of course not. Grow up. <laughs> <laughs> How old are you?" <laughs> it's the boogeyman from uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> the boogeyman from the WWF. Oh God! <laughs> Eating worms and uh, voodoo, voodoo nonsense. Yeah, we'll get to voodoo later on. Yeah. Uh, best killer of the film has got to be the the killing of Bob, hasn't it? Would you say? I guess so. Yeah. I mean, it's one of the most memorable, isn't it? For reasons, um, especially with what he does afterwards. I guess. Yeah. They're, they're more tits in this. They're more tits. In. Yeah. Uh, Bob's girlfriend. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you say Bob, I think tits. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's how that works. <laughs> yeah, Bob's having some it's sexy one, sex. It's only one O from boob. Yeah, <laughs> having yeah. Some, some sexy sex with his girlfriend. <laughs> I've done some homework, but not a lot. <laughs> uh, he goes downstairs to get her a beer, and Michael, in a jump scare, 
explodes out of the door because the door's slightly open. Mm-hmm. Bob goes to check it out, and Michael, um, at pace, comes straight in and stabs him. Well, or chokes the, him for the fastest he moves ever, probably, yeah. isn't it? He's yeah. the very epitome of I'll walk faster than you can ever run. Yeah, I'll still be there. Yeah, chokes Bob, lifts him up off the ground. You see his feet lift up off the ground and stabs him and pins him to the wall. And uh, Nick Castle would ask um, John Carpenter, "What's his? You know, what does he want him to do in the scene, and what's his motivation for the scene and stuff like that?" And he would always say, "You want to get from here to the marker over there, and that'd be all of his direction <laughs> to him." Didn't tell him how to walk or how fast or anything like that. Uh, but the only time he did give him was this, where he told him that he needed to stand and look at the Bob. Head, the head tilt. The head tilt, yeah. Which, um, again, has become almost over, overly done with murderers, isn't it? Masked murderers, that's pretty much the only thing they can do yeah, to he, show any kind of emotion is to tilt, tilt the head, isn't it? Yeah, and it's, he said he wanted him to look at look at Bob on the wall like an object, not a human being. It's a bit like a dog. Yeah, dogs do that, don't they? When they don't quite understand something, they they they, they tilt their heads around. Yeah, when dogs um, stab their owners, <laughs> attach them to the wall, it happens. <laughs> I've seen a documentary. We then get probably my favourite visual of the film is uh, Michael Myers with a sheet over his head <laughs> yeah, and the glasses on. A little prank, isn't it? <laughs> Which again shows amazing awareness that that will get him free reign of the house, the bedroom, and the tits. Yeah, where do you get the sheet from? If they uh, was wearing it. Right. Oh, yeah, that's true. And the girlfriend just thinks it's Bob. Starts, of course it is. It's Bob again. Look, look at these. Glasses. Look at these tits, she says. She rings up Laurie and uh, then starts doing sort of sex noises down the phone. So Laurie thinks like they're, they're messing around, but it's actually Michael's slowly walking up behind her in the sheet and uh, ends up choking her to death. And uh, in credit to Laurie as well, she's not like an idiot just thinks, oh, ha-ha, puts the phone down. She actually does think that something's happened to her. She's babysitting, by the way. This is the babysitter murders. The uh, yeah, they're all babysitters, yeah, aren't they? Yeah, this this is what she's doing at the moment. It's why she's not messing around with people like Bob. Yeah, I like it. Michael picks the phone up and puts it to his yeah his ear and listens on the other end and says, "Hello, baby." <laughs> no, he doesn't do that. That would be ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> Just farts yeah. down the phone at Laurie. <laughs> and then he just laughs, puts his hand up to his mask, laughing, move, moving it up and down. <laughs> his to, shoulders. To show, to show us that he's laughing. Yeah. The, the other friend also gets killed in a silent scene. You just hear his breath and her struggling. There's no music or anything in Is that. in the car? She gets in the car, doesn't yeah, she? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's been a year. It's been a year since I've seen this, I'm guessing. Yeah. And one last scene, obviously, to talk about is the closet scene where you... you she hides away from Michael when he starts attacking Laurie. Yeah, yeah. I think we we discussed this, I believe, in uh, one of our previous podcasts. Where if there was a harpoon in the closet, yeah, yeah it would have been a different ending. Yeah, sadly there wasn't. <laughs> no, she has a coat hanger, stabs him in the eye. <laughs> Not quite the same, is it? She has a but knitting I, I, I needle I suppose, as well. I suppose point. it's more practical in a closet, yeah. a coat hanger, than a yeah. harpoon. Get to move R. Kelly out of there and, and Tom Cruise. <laughs> yeah. Hey, now, come on. What if he's listening? Oh, no. Sorry, R. Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, stabs him in the eye, gets stabbed in the neck with a knitting needle at one point. Tommy frustrates the shit out of me by not opening the door quick enough. Yeah, <laughs> well. Fucking hell. That's Tommy. That kid. Uh, is it Tommy Doyle, isn't it? Tommy Doyle. That's Tommy Doyle for you. He does the sit-up, which Undertaker stole from him, from the WWF. Yeah, very, very effective. I recently, uh, somebody posted on Twitter a fa- a um, 
audience reaction to that from 1978 when it was in the cinema. Yeah, because it's, it's shot really well. It's yeah. like blurred in the background, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she's in focus, isn't she? Crying at the front because uh, it's all over, finally. And uh, yeah, then he just sits up in the back. He's still slowly. He's still out of focus, even when he sits up. And then he turns. He, the mask turns to look at her. Yeah, because yeah. it's even because it's bright white. The mask you yeah. can see, like even though it's um, out of focus, you can see everything that it's yeah, doing. It's 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 very very well shot. All of this film, and obviously Loomis turns up, shoots him. Well, she stabs him in the face again, doesn't she? Or rips he, his he mask takes, off. Sorry. He, yeah, yeah. She takes his mask off. Uh, as Loomis comes up the stairs and we do actually see his face because people were very upset, weren't they, in the most recent one, that he, he didn't have his mask on. And it was yeah. just like, we can't, we're not supposed to see him. It's like, you see him in the first one. It's like, right, yeah. it's, like, it's like the very original film where you see his face. Carpenter actually said like he was in screenings when they took the mask off and people would like scream in horror, but he's, it's just a, a person. It's just a, yeah, a, a yeah. lad. I think there's a little bit of prosthetic on him. Because he, he got stabbed he in the eye. Yeah, he does, he does look a little bit scarred up. Yeah, but, it's literally just because of the eye thing, but it's just a normal looking man. That's the point, I guess. Yeah, he just pulls the mask back down, and uh, Loomis opens fire. Yeah, he, like he's just standing in that. Like when he, he gets into the doorway, Loomis, yeah. Michael is just standing <laughs> he just there. Stood there, he's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, just shoots him, and he flies out the window. How many times does he shoot him? Because I don't think that's mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> I guess the change has done it. <laughs> Some people six say six times. Six times I shot him. <laughs> I think he gets shot seven though. In the in, he can't shoot him seven times. In, in the, a six shooter or, or five. <laughs> he should just shout bang at the end. <laughs> the seven throws time. the gun at him. It him in the head <laughs> naked gun yeah <laughs> um, and there was no sequel in mind even though he does disappear at the end Loomis goes out and looks at him and that's, that's a great ending as well isn't it yeah I know you've shown me a different ending of that I was about, I've got that written <laughs> down here Pleasant's actually <laughs> Pleasant's actually said to Carpenter he says I can play this two ways I can look down and be surprised that he's gone or I can look down and Already, he, he like looked down as if he knew that would already happen. Like he's not surprised that he's gone. Uh, he, and uh, Carmen said, "We'll do both, and I'll see which one I like more." And guess which one he went with? I don't know. I don't know what he's doing in that scene. <laughs> I just think but, he just looks just drained. Yeah, I think I think he, he he's went, like he's like disappointed rather yeah. than shocked or yeah. he knew it. He was just like, oh. Yeah, I think he uh, he went with the he knew this would happen because he starts looking out and uh, yeah. If he was shocked, he would have been like, Michael, Michael, I shot you six times. <laughs> Just shouts that into the darkness. Yeah. Um, what came to be about earlier on is there is a <laughs> there was a YouTube channel and a Twitter channel. And it was called the Walk of Life Project, and its um, its statement, its whole point of being was it The Walk of Life by, is it Dire Straits? Dire Straits, yeah. Was the perfect ending music to any film. So you would have every YouTube video it put out was the end of, <clears throat> excuse me, the end of any film where they would add The Walk of Life to it and they did it for Halloween, <laughs> which we'll put the link to in the show notes because it's fucking great. <laughs> it does actually go, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's annoying actually. It's so, it's so good. It's not, was it the boogeyman? He's like, actually, it was. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's gone. <laughs> and it's like cuts. He's like, woohoo. <laughs> and he just got Donald Pleasant just staring out into the night. Thing is, okay, back to the actual film though. <laughs> the the end is again very good. The fact that we just see 
different places in yeah. Haddonfield. Just yeah, like the nobody house. there. Just like deserted. It's just like different scenes. And somebody said like, yeah, it's um it's supposed to be like it could be anywhere. Yeah. But I, th- I think I think it was Slash in the Attic. I think it was uh, another podcast. Was having a piss. And uh, <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> you have to ask them. Uh, and they, I think they said it, it, they, they they prefer to think of it as it's like where he's already been that's forever yeah. changed. And yeah. now it's like tainted by his, his memory. to Halloween 2 it was directed by Rick Rosenthal released 1981 6.5 on IMDb 31% on Rotten Tomatoes really? yeah I actually like this I really like the sequel I think it's good as well yeah we've got Jamie Lee Curtis she's back as Laurie Strode with a wig can I I point out about uh, Jamie Lee Curtis she's the only person to have played the same character uh, in films over six decades. Yeah, I saw that stuff. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, that's a ridiculous uh, statistic. Yeah, because she was, what, 17, 18 when she yeah, did the so first one? Yeah, she did one? the 70s. She's played uh, Laurie Strode in the 80s. Then she did the 90s with Buster Rhymes. Well, and, the one um, before that, Josh no, Hartman. Sorry, that was, Jay, that was oh, no, she H2O. Was in, she was in yeah, that one then, there that briefly. was the 2002. So, yeah, so she did the, that one. And then she did Halloween Kills in 2018. Yeah, uh, Halloween in 2018. So. Yeah, and then Halloween Kills. Yeah, in 2020s. So, yeah, so that's the, this will be the sixth decade she's played the same character. Yeah. Which is ridiculous. That is crazy to think. <laughs> but she's still having fun. I, yeah. I, I, and I, yeah. <laughs> good. Yeah, and fair play because she's always, you know, I mean, she obviously turned down being in the fucking later sequels, but you can't blame her. But, you know, she's always, she's never said, like, she hated being a, some, like, horror actors, when they start in horror, they don't want to talk about, like, Jen, uh, Jennifer Aniston. And um, Jennifer Love Hewitt. Yeah. Has oh, never she... been in another horror film. Yeah. And I think she was offered the lead in, what was the film now? I, I saw it, yeah. But then, I know what you did last summer. I still yeah. know. Yeah. Uh, that was the last one she was in. Mm. And she was offered the lead in Urban Legend, I think. And she turned it down because she didn't want to be a screen queen. Yeah. And it was like, why? I haven't seen her in anything else since. Because yeah, Jamie Lee Curtis did, as we said earlier, did do a load of horror films after this. And she's never been shy of talking about it and how, no, how but, but it started she, her career. But she's also done like dramas. She did action films. Yeah. She was um, she was a cop as well in Blue Steel. Mm. That was a good film. Yeah, she, she was Art as Nails cop and stuff like that. She's done comedies. She's She'd do anything. She did a, a TV show, a horror TV show, didn't she? Scream, Scream Queens is what Scream Queens, called. yeah. Yeah. 
Donald Pleasance is back. So just, just, just turning this the the, he's, the he's dial up to up eleven. A bit. He's gone yeah. up a little bit. He's not quite at eleven yet, but he's he's just turned up the insanity here. Um, you got Charles Cyphers. He was in the original as Sheriff Lee Brackett. He's back again. He was actually in Assault and Precinct Thirteen, first uh, John Carpenter's first film. If anyone hasn't seen that, by the way, that is a fucking great film. That uh, yeah, don't watch the remake. They change it all. Just yeah, ruin it. It's not even the, the same uh, film. No, yeah. but. Plus the music in that is superb as well. Yeah. Dun da 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 Yeah. Dun da 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 That's a great film that is. We've the, also yeah, got the opening scene of uh, Salt and Precinct Thirteen. It's just amazing. Yeah. That that is one of the things where you just think what? Yeah. Because <laughs> that doesn't happen anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Which is why they changed it. Yeah. Um, we've also got as the shape or Michael Myers, Dick Warlock. Yes, my favourite of all Warlocks. Yeah, he has a son, you know. <laughs> <laughs> he has, yeah. Yeah, Billy Warlock, yeah. who was in... A um, member of Society, wasn't Society, he? Society, yes, that we covered on this podcast. Dick Warlock was Kurt Russell's stunt double for 25 years. What, just in real life? Yeah, just... If, if Kurt Russell fell shop. over, he, he would take the tumble. <laughs> yeah, he's done stunt work for Spielberg, James Cameron, He looks Carpenter. nothing like Spielberg, how could he do that? No, on the films. Oh, okay, I get you, I get you. I don't know what stunt work is. <laughs> he's done stunts or has been stunt coordinator on films such as, listen to this list, Blazing Saddles, <laughs> Jaws... Escape from New York, The Thing, Commando, Big Trouble in Little China, Pumpkinhead, The Abyss, and of course, the most impressive of all of them, Delta Force 2, The Colombian Connection. Oh, oh yes, classic Chuck. We've got a few more taglines here as well. You ready for these? Is it anything to do with <clears throat> Dick Warlock? It should have been. Yeah. You fucked the wrong uh, dick. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think that's his uh, Twitter handle. He's got on a T-shirt. Yeah, it's not actually. I follow him on Twitter and Instagram. The, Out there, Dick Warlock, follow him. The Boogeyman is back. Mm, don't like that one. Just when you thought it was safe to go trick-or-treating. No, that's poor. It's only a murderer. It's an... Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, in that case, fine. <laughs> really undersells the horror of it all. It's not only a murderer, it's an indestructible terror. <laughs> no. He came back to finish what they'll never forget. <laughs> <laughs> These are terrible. How do you kill what's not alive? No. The nightmare isn't over. Yeah, okay, that's better. And then the one that was on the poster that I've always seen is... Halloween 2. From the people who bought you Halloween, <laughs> more of the night he came home. Yeah, he's still at home. <laughs> oh, God. He's not gone away again. It is it is directly afterwards, isn't it? We can get that uh, straight. This is the same night. It's, 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 it's not It's not the night a year later. It's not two years later yeah, or anything. This film starts literally seconds after yeah, the... It, it's straight back into The first it. film, yeah. With the walk of life being the opening scene. He's just strutting off. <laughs> Michael Myers clicking his fingers yeah, down the street. He's just there, jumps up, clicks his heels together. <laughs> The plot, Sheriff, while Sheriff Brackett and Dr. Loomis hunt for Michael Myers, a traumatised Laurie is rushed to hospital and the serial killer is not far behind. Mm. Uh, the mask Michael Myers wears in this is the exact same mask worn in the original film. Don't get used to this mask because you'll never see this mask again. <laughs> the masks get unbelievably poor in the later sequels. Yeah, it was like a plastic bag at one point. Oh, fucking hell, it's bad. <laughs> Ken's mask that melted to a water bottle. That's true. I, I had one of these masks. I bought it from America 
Is it one it, of the I original? Yeah, I had it imported. I also bought the um, the blue overalls and a plastic knife, which I think came with the came with one of them anyway. Yeah, I bought that. I had it imported from America, and it was absolutely superb. And I used to wear it, and I never let anyone else wear it. So it seems weird that he would put on another person's mask. Mm. I wouldn't do that. No, you sweat inside that mask. Yeah, but anyway, yeah, and uh, I kept it on a an empty five liter water bottle. Just keep the shape, because I, I can't afford a mannequin head. The shape? Oh, nice one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't afford a mannequin head, so I just put it on that. And um, it was in the porch. It was in the porchway. And the Your sun, the luscious sun. front porch. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, it, it melted to it. The sun melted it to the... <laughs> <laughs> or if he sent me the picture, <laughs> show Dom it, and that was his <laughs> like reaction. A, a to fucking it. water bottle with hair on the top of it, because <laughs> the mask had totally melted to it. Yeah, you can still see it was white and it had eye holes. It yeah. looks pretty much like if you you know if you see the things that you can buy off Wish, <laughs> it looked like one of those. But you know, <laughs> mine used to be good. I thought it was Ken's uh, attempt at art. <laughs> he sent me this picture. I was like, what the fuck is this? He's putting hair on water bottles. <laughs> <laughs> That's just something I like to do. <laughs> Yeah, it's a shame. It's a shame. I've never bought another one since, actually. I've, I've been upset about that. Yeah. Thanks for bringing that back up and laughing at me all over again. <laughs> um, Dick Warlock. He's, he's, he stopped saying that to me. <laughs> Conjuring up all kinds. He should have been in the... Th- oh, he was actually in the third one, wasn't he? Because there's a warlock in that as well. The actual main bad guy's a warlock. Uh, yeah. He's Dick Warlock. <laughs> Did I ever yeah. tell you? Dicky. Dicky Warlock. Dicky, little Dick Warlock. Speaking of little dicks, he's uh, he's actually shorter and stockier than Nick Castle, which is why some people say it's actually not the same mask, but it is. It's just that it fits his... He's got a stockier build, so it just fits his head differently. And also, important to know, as we said before, they didn't want it... To, they didn't want to do a sequel to the original. Uh, they were forced into doing it by the um, studio. John Carpenter and Deborah Hill. What um- Mustafa Akkad didn't want to do it. Yeah, well, they offered them a massive amount of money to write as well, which probably didn't hurt. No, like, I call them. Yeah. Uh, he took the job because um, he actually didn't earn that much money from the success of the first Halloween. So Carpenter took it to uh, just so he got paid what he, he thought he was owed from the first one. Uh, he drank a lot during writing of this, and uh, he blames that for the poor script. <laughs> Says he was going through. He said a six pack of butter a day. Well, that's 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 going, fine, isn't it? Yeah, I was going to say just, you can do that after. He's work. obviously not British. <laughs> that's breakfast. <laughs> uh, he actually called Halloween two an abomination and a horrible movie, mm. which I think is harsh because I actually I don't, enjoyed I don't, it. Maybe that's why people don't like it. Maybe they've gone with what he thinks. Yeah, I I thought it was quite good. I think he's it's, it's got its moments. Certainly got its moments. I think so. Yeah, I I liked it. It's obviously not as good as the first one, but it keeps the same. And and, and credit to the to the director Rick Rosenthal. Rosenthal, yeah. Credit to him because he actually tries to shoot it very similar to the original as well. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. is very much like a second part to a, a yeah. There's, there's a lot story. of lot of POVs, isn't there? There's a lot of just breathing scenes like where he's he just walking around. Lots of window shots where you can see him. He, nobody else can see him and stuff. Yeah. I, I, I like this one. Takes place mainly in Haddonfield Hospital. It's got way more gore as well than the first one. There's mm, hardly any yeah. gore in the first one. Yeah. The only gore I can think of is the beginning with Judith. I think, actually, the first one is it's on Netflix at the moment, in Netflix UK, and that's been uh, given a 15 rating now. Yeah. That's, that's how little gore and violence there actually is. 
Yeah, I think one to six are all on Netflix now. I think is it one to six? Um, no, one to four. One, one, two, four, and five. I don't know about three. Three's on there. Oh, is it? Yeah, oh, in that case, on there, one to five then, because six isn't on there. No, six C- isn't the on curse there. isn't on there. No, no. you're right. Yeah, uh, you also get way more of Michael Myers and Loomis in this than you did in the first film. Loomis again. Loomis owns these films, man. Yeah. Honestly, he's fantastic. Without him, this would just be boring. Yeah, and even though Laurie uh, Jamie Lee Curtis is in this, she's only in it for twenty. She only has twenty five minutes of screen time. Spends most of it in bed. Yeah, but then again, she has been through quite a lot in the previous bit, which was like twenty minutes ago. In in this timeline, this was like the same night. So this is where we get Loomis screaming about six times as well, isn't yeah. it? I shot him six. Times. I shot him six times. Six times, sheriff. Yeah, <laughs> he's brilliant. Death is coming to your little town, sheriff. <laughs> everything That's he a great says, line. Everything he says is just brilliant. Yeah, honestly, it's just I I could live just by saying lines that he says. Yeah, <laughs> I never get bored of doing it either. Yeah, and we were talking about um, people that going around wearing the same mask. There's a kid who's just walking away. He's trick or treating or something. He's just walking down the road. Loomis sees him and chases him with a gun. He gets his gun out fucking instantly every yeah, single time. Loomis, of course he does. He's a doctor of psychiatry, of course. Remember? <laughs> Why is he allowed to have this fucking massive revolver? <laughs> who's giving him that? <laughs> he chases this kid. This kid runs away. Gets hit by a fucking car. <laughs> It smashes into a van and then explodes. <laughs> Bursts into play. It's a teenager. <laughs> and he's like, oh. That is the best fucking death in this it film. Is Makes me laugh out loud. Yeah, I, I really enjoy that. Yeah. It turns out as well that that kid is Ben Tramer, who um, Laurie spends the first film t- uh, talking about how much she is in love with him and she has a crush on him and they're trying to set her up on a date with him. Not anymore, Laurie, sorry. No, whoops. <laughs> Just fucking gets. It's not even like the car's going slow. It's fucking no, going about seventy. Full pelt, full pelt down that residential street. <laughs> Just smashes into a van and blows up. It's brilliant. It's alive! It's alive! It's alive! This is when actually Laurie gets told it was Michael Myers who attacked her because obviously she wouldn't have known who that was she in the first film. Well, she asked, "Is it the boogeyman?" As far as she knows, yes. As yeah. a matter of fact, it was. Yeah, but this is when she actually gets told it was Michael Myers, who she knows as well, because they know the, the Myers house and how it's haunted and how he killed his, his which is, sister. Which is where Lonnie was told to get away from earlier. We've got the death couple in the hot tub. This yeah. is a good death. Yeah, there's a, he's an annoying guy, isn't he? Uh, yeah. The, um, the orderly, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Orderlies are usually annoying in, yeah. in films. Yeah. Except for Larry Fishburne, I think, in uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 3. Yeah. He's just all right. Yeah, <laughs> but usually they're they're just uh, annoying, sex crazed, or perverts who abuse the patients. I think that's pretty much the only two. I'm thinking of Terminator Two. That yeah, guy that's that. what, yeah, that's what I mean. I mean, I, th- I think that's the only two options they've got, really. Yeah, <laughs> they they get a bad rap. Yeah. Not as bad as uh, security guards, I don't think. Yeah, because they're usually to blame for everything happening. Not as bad as Freddy's rap in that music video he's in. <laughs> I had uh, Freddy Krueger as a song with the Fat Boys. Fat Boys, that's yeah. the name. Yeah. yeah, I had the album. It you... was actually a really good album, the Fat Boys album. <laughs> yeah. I've seen the video, they're all going around in Freddy Krueger um, I've never seen jumpers. It. Yeah, I've not seen the video. I actually just liked it for the music. But it was a great album. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the death of the people in the hot tub is Nurse Karen and uh, this annoying orderly. Uh, the, it's not a hot tub though, is it? It's like, what the fuck is it? Like a plunge it's like pool a water, or something? water treatment or something, yeah. is it? It's just, I don't know. I'm going to say birthing pool, but probably back then they didn't have them. Yeah. I don't know, it could have been. Who cares? Yeah. It's just like it's just a 
a hot tub. Why not? Yeah, they're in the, the bar, they're in the basement of the, the hospital having a hot tub by the look of it. It looks <laughs> the basement, doesn't it? He gets out because Michael turns the, the the temperature down. He gets out to have a look and she's sort of in the foreground drying herself. And then you see, because the door shuts and it's soundproofed, mm. you see Michael choking this guy silently, which I think is a really good, through frosted glass, yeah. which I think looks great. It is, it's, it's, it's some good kills in this. There I, is good I, kills I like in this. this. And actually, I think that's one thing about the sequels, even though there's some of them are fucking awful, the kills actually do get really good in some of them. Anyway, so she he get he, he walks in. She starts like sucking on his thumb, which must taste fucking horrific. It's, yeah, it's weird. Yeah, it's horrible. Like the hand is literally covered in black. It's like obviously <laughs> not him. He's wearing overalls for fuck's sake. But she starts sort of you know licking his thumb or whatever, and he ends up just <laughs> he puts the 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 temperature up really high and just starts dunking her head in the pool. Yeah, so she's just scalding her own face. Yeah, every time she comes out, her face has got more sort of like just blistering. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's good. It's a good death no, scene. I, I think it is good as well. Yeah, I just wanted to mention that death scene because I thought it was it was really well done. Uh, the nurse from the first film, Marion Chambers, she's back. She turns up just to tell us that Laurie is actually Michael's sister. Originally, that was not the case. This yeah, was added yeah, in. yeah. This, I mean, that becomes massively important, obviously. Yeah. Because without that revelation... The rest of the, the films... The rest of the films would just be the same as the first one. Yeah. Which, I don't know. I think he kind of regretted adding that in as well, Carpenter, but, you know, it is what it is. He had to put something in into the sequel. Um, and she was adopted and given to the Strodes after Michael killed his other sister. So there you go. He's She is the sister of Michael Myers. Uh, Loomis gives us Michael Myers' motive as well. He says he must be back to kill his baby sister. Pulls a gun on a policeman. <laughs> this is the first time he could potentially be going to jail for life. No way. He could be doing that in every film. He does it in every film. He does it in the first one. He could go to prison. Yeah. <laughs> he could just be locked up as soon as he, he turns co- up in town. Cause the death of a teenager. He basically gets told that he needs to go back to Smith's Grove. He's been ordered back by um, Wynn, the guy. You see him talking to Wynn in the first well, film. Wanton himself. Yeah, wanton. <laughs> he ends up pulling the gun on the policeman. He says, what is it they say that you guys do? Fire a warning shot? Then just shoots the fucking window out in the, in the car. Yeah, he's, he's going more mad. And uh, he ends up turning around and driving him back to the hospital under gunpoint. <laughs> um, we see the doctor, who I think it was some sort of drunkard, the doctor, in this yeah, film. Yeah, I, I think he's got like a is it hip flask. Yeah. Or, I don't know, I can't remember. Yeah, well, like, made, a, like a cool up. flask, you mean? <laughs> to be square flask. <laughs> and he's got a needle in the eye, which I hate. That's yeah, horrible. Yeah, yeah, they're always nasty, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, he's in, he's in his chair, isn't he? And the mm. nurse comes in to see him and she turns him around he's got a needle in the you eye. Know, you know in films, right, if you're ever calling somebody by their name and they're just sat facing a wall away from you, we said this in even, Deadly Illusion, yeah, didn't even we? Even though they can hear you, yeah? Even though they must be able to hear me, they're just sat looking at a wall doing nothing, and then you very, very slowly go towards them with your arm outstretched, turn that chair around. It's in Psycho. Yeah. I mean, it's been going on for, like, what's that, 60 years? Yeah, it happens <laughs> again later in this series it, it as well. It is. It's just like, stop doing that to people. If they're not answering you, leave. Yeah. Because nothing good will come of turning that chair around. Yeah. So she turns it round. He's got a needle in his eye. Uh, I'm not sure how that killed him, rather than just maybe being really... It, maybe injected him with something as well. Well, I know the nurse gets, like, an empty uh needle oh, yeah, syringe yeah, injected into her brain. In, yeah. yeah, that's horrible as well. We also get a, a I tell you what, why don't we try it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's find out how that kills you. Yeah, anyone would like to volunteer? 
Email us in, badmoviecoachgmail.com. <laughs> um, that nurse gets killed. We get another nurse gets killed by having her blood drained, so it's all over the floor in another scene. As I say, just more gore in this. It's e- ramped up. Exsanguination. Yes. <laughs> it's alive. It's alive. It's alive. Uh, there's also a nurse that gets a Bob-style kill, Stout, uh, scalpel through the back, lifted up off mm-hmm. the floor. Yeah, that's now a meme, of course, isn't it? Is it? Yeah, surprise, butt up the ass. But, but, butt up the ass? <laughs> <laughs> that was one of Ken's earlier films. Yeah, it didn't do very well because it didn't make sense. <laughs> yeah, butter up the ass, it was good. <laughs> Ken, Ken has a medical condition where he has a, an ass up his own butt. <laughs> Yeah, I wish I hadn't broadcast it. It was a secret. He shits twice. <laughs> the man who shits twice. <laughs> the postman always shits twice. <laughs> yeah, it was a surprise finger up the butt. It was ruined, ruined the joke, really, didn't it? <laughs> I think it improved it. <laughs> yeah, but it's just that picture. Yeah, where she's just like, oh. Yeah. Yeah, and he's just behind her. Yeah, forget it anyway. Just, yeah. Yeah, edit that. <laughs> Laurie tries escaping. We see Dick. No, we don't. We see Michael. <laughs> <laughs> we don't see any Dick. <laughs> he actually, he actually. I think he actually plays Michael a lot slower than the Nick Castle did. He's a, a lot more sort of lumbering around. I think in this and than uh, he kind of just walks normally in in Halloween. Whereas in this one, he's a bit more almost Jason deliberately, deliberately slowly. Isn't yeah, it? I think so. Yeah, I think he actually asked um, Deborah Hill was on set and actually asked. Like, am I doing this right? She says, oh, yeah, it's fine. But then in later interviews, she said the problem with um, Dick, Dick. <laughs> the problem with Dick Warlock is that he he, he walked too slow. And he, Dick Warlock oh, was, a bitch. she really pissed Dick off there. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I yeah. thought she liked Dick. I like him. <laughs> well, apparently she loved Dick when it was in front of her, but, but when yeah, he was in yeah, front of but, her, sorry. But then. <laughs> what? <laughs> you had to edit that out as well. She'll have us. Uh, I like how Michael Myers goes full rotor on us and just walks through shit at this point. He might really, but he's an unstoppable killing machine. One walks, of those shit taglines said so. He walks through the door very, very slowly and somehow smashes it to pieces, the, the window. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, in fact, he would just be pressed against it. Yeah. That wouldn't be as scary, would it? I've got to give a special <laughs> shout out. just pressed against the window. <laughs> he did, that's just what like, he did. Ow. And his face just smashed through it and then yeah, the rest but, of his yeah, body Imagine does. if he didn't. And if he was yeah. just there, just like squashed against the glass. Or he picked up a bit of pace and it still didn't break and just bounced his head off the yeah, window. Like, Ow. That's his only line. Ow. Yeah. That would have been shit. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm glad they didn't do that. Yeah, that would have been stupid, wouldn't it? I got you a shout out to that orderly that comes in all the time to see um, Laurie. Yeah. You know, and he, he spends like... You think, oh, maybe he's going to be like, he's going to help her out and stuff. Not really. He falls over in the blood and knocks himself out mm. with that that nurse that's been, what was it, what did you, you say? What? The nurse has all the blood drained out. Exsanguined. Yeah. Yes, exsanguinated. He slips on her blood and knocks himself out. Then he helps her into a car, then passes out on the <laughs> the steering wheel horn that alerts Michael to her presence. What an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Loomis <laughs> thankfully turns up. He smashes through that window. Um, doesn't have any bullets. Oh no, he does. Does he have? Does he shoot him? Six times. <laughs> <laughs> Michael stabs him in the goddamn stomach at one point. He's hard though, isn't he? Loomis. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> he's just an old man. Yeah. Loomis shoots him. He plays dead. The policeman who he's held captive goes over and like you know schoolboy error here. Yeah. Checks the body. Gets his throat slit. 
Um, they hide. Michael breaks through the door. Loomis shoots, no bullets, and and then that's when he stabs him in the stomach. And this is when they do some weird like oh, dance. Yeah, yeah <laughs> they do. They dance the Lombarda, <laughs> the forbidden dance. Laurie shoots um, Michael twice in the head, and he starts getting the blood running out of the eyes of the mask. Yeah, nice touch, but. She really that good a shot? Tip two shot right in the eyes, <laughs> right to both of his eyes, <laughs> and he's never blind again in the rest. So I don't know. I don't know what that's all about. Yeah, and they they do like they're opening gas canisters to lure him. He's like swiping with the, the yeah, scalpel. Yeah, you can't see anything. So Loomis opens one and he goes towards him, and then Laurie is, opens one. Blind anyway, you wouldn't need the gas canisters to to blind him, would you? You know, why don't they just use a fire extinguisher like in the wrestling? And they, they're luring him away. He's already blind from the gunshots. Yeah, but he's not blind. He's not blind in any of the others. That doesn't make any sense. She's not. She's not a crack shot. She's a babysitter. <laughs> crack she's shot not, babysitter. She's not special forces. <laughs> Coming to a cinema near you. Special yeah. forces. Yeah, exactly. So he starts, you know, swiping around. Laurie runs out the room, and Loomis lights his lighter. He says something, but I didn't write it down. Hasta la vista, Michael. Yeah, I think. <laughs> you used to have the blackest eyes, yeah. the devil's yeah. eyes. Where are your eyes, Michael? Six times. <laughs> and blows up. Um, <laughs> Promptly explodes. Yeah. <laughs> Loomis blows up. Michael blows up. Laurie's lying there. There's a nice fire stunt, actually, where Michael comes out of the room fully yes, on fire. Yes, I do like a, full, a fully on fire man. Yeah, and then he falls to the ground, and there's a great shot it's of his good, mask It's good the way burning. he does that as well, yeah. yeah. Knees first. Yeah, because he's, like, walking out normally, and yeah. then, yeah. Um, he actually got burned doing that stunt, Dick Warlock. The zippers on the fire suit was so hot it burned him. But they don't have zippers on fire suits anymore. Because of Dick. Because of Dick. Yeah, you don't want to burn Dick. No. It's no use. Oh, jeez, it's painful. Uh, and as I say, there's a really nice shot of the mass burning on the mm. corpse. And that was actually supposed to be the final death of both Michael Myers and Loomis. Um, but if they're dead, Ken, what the hell can they do next in the series? Well, <laughs> they can ignore both of those films <laughs> and uh, just have something about other stuff. Death count in that last one? Ten. Ten, see? Up Doubled. To, uh, up to the ante. Yeah, so that's kind of like the, the most in-depth we're going to get now. We're just going to whiz through these fuckers. I, I, like, I like both of the first two. Yeah. I, I just like them. Yeah, I do too. I, I could watch them back to back and it'd be fine. It's like a three-hour film, isn't it? They exactly. Make, they make that shit now. So three-hour films, no no problem. Yeah. I recently watched the Bond film, No Time to Die. It's a fucking time for everything in that film. It's literally three hours long itself. Oh, is it? It's yeah. three hours? Two, two, two and three-quarter hours it is. Jesus Christ. Honestly, you've got time to do everything. You've got time to go on holiday during that film. You still catch the end. Freddie Mercury's the bad guy in that, isn't he? Yes, he is, yeah. Yeah, too much Bond will kill you, he says. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> Every time. Cold iron. <laughs> you don't really know much about Halloween. Halloween. The barriers will be down between the real and the unreal. And the dead might be looking in. The last great one took place 3,000 years ago when the hills ran red. Halloween, the you happen to know anything about this Cochrane? All I can tell you, mister, is watch out. Season He's watching you, friend, I guarantee you that. I do love a good joke, and this is the best ever. A joke on the children. I'm glad you'll be able to watch it. You've got to believe me. They're going to kill us. All of us. Stop it! 
change tonight, Doctor. Happy Halloween. Stop it! Halloween 3. Season of the Witch. The night no one comes home. Uh, directed by Tommy Lee Wallace, Halloween 3. Who Tommy Lee Wallace was the editor and uh, production designer for the first Halloween film, so he knows Carpenter. This was released in 1982, IMDb rating of 5 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes rating of 41%. So more than Halloween 2. Yeah. <laughs> Are you surprised by that? Are you surprised it's rated higher? I guess so, because it's like, it's, I don't know though, because it's often maligned, isn't it? But at the same time, I think people who just like films and horror films like it. It's yeah. for people who like the Michael Myers films don't like it, just yeah. because it's just in the way, isn't it? It's just kind of just there. Yeah. And it pisses people off. Yeah. This is starring Tom. This is, this is, does not have Michael Myers in it, as you probably are all well aware. Um, it's a totally different um, film. Yeah, it's got, it was never supposed to, was it? It wasn't supposed to carry on. Yeah. It's got Tom Atkins as Dr. Dan Chalice. He was, Dan, Tom Atkins is in a fucking shitload of films you'll recognise. He was in The Fog. He was in Escape from New York. He was in the wraparounds for Creep Show, the film. He was in Night of the Creeps. Uh, he was in Lethal Weapon and, of course, Maniac Cop. Maniac Cop, yeah. Some taglines, Ken, you ready? Hit me with them. And now the earth will run with blood again. No. No. No, not liking that one. Witchcraft enters the computer age and a different terror begins. Nah, too much. It's too long, that. The Halloween horror continues. No, because it doesn't. And my favourite one. The night no one comes home. Oh, I kind of like that one. Yeah. Yeah. I like that because it links it, but it, it doesn't. The night no one comes home. Yeah. Got the plot for you. An apparent murder-suicide in a hospital emergency room leads to an investigation by the on-call doctor, which reveals a plot by an insane toy maker to kill as many people as possible during Halloween through an ancient Celtic ritual involving a stolen boulder from Stonehenge and Halloween masks. That's the shortest plot I could find on this film because it is so ridiculous. Yeah, and there's a lot of that that plot that uh, is begs questions. Yes. Like why? That is what I was asking myself. Yeah, I, I remember why does he want to create as many death cause that many deaths? Why? I don't know. I remember talking to you about this film, and I think we both agreed that it isn't as bad as as people say it is. It's basically because Michael Myers isn't in it that yeah, people yeah, lost yeah. their shit. And it's called Halloween Three. That's the problem. Yeah, but it actually, it's a fun horror film. It's absolutely off the fucking wall. This film, oh, yeah. which is it's, why it's, I like it's, it. It's brilliantly mental. And John Carpenter himself, he said that he didn't plan on having Michael Myers in every Halloween film. Yeah, he yeah, wanted him in the first one. It was supposed one. to be like an anthology, wasn't it? It was just exactly. set, set at Halloween. Yeah, different Hall Halloween-related story each time. But because the first one was such a success, the producers forced him to use Michael Myers again. And he did. Killed him off uh, as a way of saying, like, right, now he's done. He's been set on fire. His face was on fire. <laughs> That's the end of him. <laughs> he then produced... He, did the produ he was the producer on Season of the Witch to get back to his original plan. Uh, but of course, people, you know, they, they don't like change. They wanted Michael Myers. And so it was a massive failure. And this is when Carpenter dropped out of the franchise, sold the rights to the films uh, because he just wasn't interested in doing any more Michael it Myers. It is a shame. Yeah. It's massively noticeable, but it is a shame. I mean, he came back years later, but yeah, these ones in the middle. Mm. Oh, yeah. 
And this is, of course, um, when we became, like, you become friends on Facebook or whatever, when it came around to Halloween time, Ken would always put a countdown yeah, to Halloween. That's, that's coming. And uh, this is where that's from. He would put the, the music from it's Silver Ken, Shamrock. It's amazing. Honestly, it's so catchy. It's bloody annoying. Yeah. You can get a clip, it's like 10 minutes long of just the over and over again looped. It's brilliant. It's almost time, kids. The clock is ticking. Be in front of your TV sets for the horathon, and remember the big giveaway at nine. Don't miss it, and don't forget to wear your masks. The clock is ticking. It's almost time. theme song gets on the radio anytime there's a tv in a, in any location in the film which is in every scene it plays yeah it's 14 times in total this you hear this it's, music it's brilliant though isn't it it's so catchy it's incredible i played it for my four-year-old daughter the other day after singing it to her i then played it to her on youtube as well and uh, she loved it yeah so um yeah the, as i say this film is mental I've, I've written down some some key words here go for it stonehenge yes warlocks dick Island, laser beams, yeah, robots, robots. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember I first watched it, and I was waiting for Michael. I will admit, <laughs> I didn't realise he wasn't in it when I watched it the first time. And uh, when when the robot reveal turns up, I was like, "What the fuck is going on now?" <laughs> yeah. Because I accepted everything up until that point. I yeah. accepted that surely Michael will be here soon, <laughs> any minute now. And to be honest, the, the synopsis that you just read, like murder-suicide in a hospital, that's you like the end of Halloween too. Yeah. So you could be there thinking, ah, so it, it carries on. Yeah. And obviously, no, it does not carry on or mention it or <laughs> in any way re- relate to it. Yeah, the murder-suicide... Um it's a, it's a what they're talking about there is there's this guy that just randomly falls through the door of a petrol station holding a mask. Yeah, he's like they're coming or something and passes out <laughs> six times, sheriff. <laughs> he gets oh, taken. It was him. He gets taken to the hospital, looked after by drunken alcoholic bastard doctor Dan Chalice. And he's not the greatest hero. He's just obsessed with trying to flirt with everyone, slapping nurses on the arse and shit when he's in the hospital. Hey, look, he's trained for years to do that. <laughs> Let him have some freedom. The masks in this are called the Halloween Three, which is very clever. That is clever. It's a skull. Yes. And got a witch and a pumpkin. Mm-hmm. And which, then, which one of those would you have preferred? Skull, probably. Yeah, skull. The pumpkin pretty, looks freaking ridiculous. Pumpkin, you can't have a pumpkin on the head. No, nobody's got a head that round. Yeah, and the witch is obviously for the for the girls, isn't it? That no one's going. It's a bit sexist, but yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that. Yeah, we live in a modern age. It's alive! It's alive! It's alive! Yeah, so he gets taken to the hospital, this guy, and uh, it turns up under Tom Atkins, and that guy actually has a great death. Some guy turns up in a suit, mm-hmm. 
and he just stabs his fucking index finger and middle finger through his eyes <laughs> and sort of just breaks his face by turning and yeah. like breaks the front of his face. It's, yeah. it's actually, that's what I say, like when you get further into these films, there's actually some really good deaths in this. This, this one's always been a 15, I think. Has this it? one, yeah. Yeah, I've never seen this as an 18. I've got I've got these ones. I've got one, two, and three yeah. on individual DVDs. And I think after that, I've got like I'm on sort of like anthology compendium sort of things. And the assassin, after he kills that person, gets to his car. People all run out chasing him. He gets in his car, tips petrol over himself, and, and lights himself on fire in the car, which it's, again it's is a, good. It's a cracking opening, really, isn't yeah. it? I mean, you just you, you are left thinking, what the bloody hell's going on here? Well, there's a great scene as well. That, that there's a guy talking shit about the head of the Silver Shamrock Company, um, Connell Cochran, his name is. <laughs> Connell Cochran. <laughs> yeah. He's the, the Irishman. Old name. And he actually, <laughs> that guy gets his head ripped off by Dick Warlock. Who's in this? Is he? Yeah. As himself. As, yeah. <laughs> as, a, as a sort of... The head, chief dick. Head dick robot. Head dick robot, yeah. Yeah, just rips his fucking head <laughs> off. Better than a dickhead robot. Which, yeah. <laughs> you don't get that for Christmas. Which which is uh, another great death scene, actually. He literally just gets him on his knees. He's like, oh, sorry, I'm so sorry. He just rips his fucking head off. It's alive. It's alive. It's alive. Yeah, actually, this is the first time you see Conor McCochran. He's right. giving them a tour. With his little bollocks. <laughs> the factory. <laughs> he's got Chalice, Ellie, and there's this family there. I think the guy is like the biggest seller. Oh, he's of, a salesman, isn't he? Yeah, he's the biggest yeah. seller of the masks, so he gets a tour. Yeah, with his family. That's, they've won that, haven't they? Yeah. In, in part of his sales incentives. He puts a pumpkin head mask on. <laughs> yeah, what a shit incentive that turned out to be. <laughs> yeah. He puts the mask on his, his son who he's got with right. him. That's just counterproductive, though, isn't it, from the, from the company? He's the biggest salesman there is, yeah. and then they invite him there and kill him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so why? Why don't you get the shittest salesman? None of it makes K- sense. Kill the shittest salesman. Why are they killing all the kids? No, just why not? The kids are annoying. <laughs> <laughs> Says Ken, who has two kids. <laughs> That's all right. I tell them. It's nothing new. <laughs> it's alive. It's alive. It's alive. We get the death of the child now. He gets close to the screen and watches the the advert on the TV, and it activates a little fucking badge on the back that we were talking about. That the yeah, laser the one beam. It's got a laser in it. And the kid just ends up falling down dead, and loads of insects just start crawling out of his yeah, fucking it's face. Like millipedes and stuff. It's a whole, it? it's massive just snake. Yeah, like a diamond head snake. Yeah, that ends up like biting the dad and killing him. The mom like faints and all the bugs like just consume it's a bit a bit like mike tv in uh charlie and the chocolate factory except <laughs> horrific a bit worse yeah. a bit worse <laughs> yeah. it's a touch worse cochran he, he ties up chalice um he mentions the festival of sawan which was actually um written on the chalkboard in halloween 2 when loomis is so that was sam hain wasn't it it's pronounced sawan it's not <laughs> apparently it's it is sam hain <laughs> Apparently it's pronounced Sawan. That's rubbish. But yeah, it is Sam Hain. It's written on the on the chalkboard yeah. in Halloween too when uh, Loomis goes to the the school. He, a, he says it's Sam Hain. Yeah. He says it. He reads it out loud. Cochran calls it Sawan. Yeah, well, little bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> you soily ass bastard. <laughs> is it Sam Hain or is it Sawan? Right in, right in. <laughs> Let us know out there, all you Celts. Connell Cochran, <laughs> right in, you bastard. Yeah, and and you, Dick. <laughs> you don't really know much about Halloween. 
You thought no further than the strange custom of having your children wear masks and go out begging for candy. Halloween. The festival of Samhain. The last great one took place 3,000 years ago when the hills ran red. Love the ending as he runs to the petrol station, um, which we see at the beginning of the film, calls TV. He just calls one person yeah. to say, we need to take this advert off all TV That's channels. What in America. That's it. One person controls TV. Yeah, and there's only three channels. They're off two of them, but the, sec- the third one, Channel 3. It's time. It's time. We are experiencing technical difficulties. Please stand by. Dark masks, gather round your TV set, put on your masks, and watch. All witches, all skeletons, all jack-o'-lanterns. The third commercial, it's still on, please. Take off the third channel, the third channel, it's still running. Stop it, please, for God's sake, please stop it. There's no more time. You've got to, please, stop it, stop it now, turn it off. Turn it off. Stop it. 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 And uh, we fade to black. The ending is left ambiguous as to if Chalice succeeds or not. I like on IMDb, it gives the death count as nine and then in brackets, or if Chalice failed, millions. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. What, what do you think to this then? Do you like it? I like the film. It's funny. It's it's bloody ridiculous. But yeah, it's cool. I like it. Yeah. Enjoyable. You like Tom Atkins? Yeah. Maniac um, Cop. That's what I like. Man- Maniac from, Cop is, is the big one, I think, for me. Yeah. But yeah, no, I, I like this film. I think it's fun. It is fun and it's absolutely I insane. It. I enjoy that film. I say they're all on Netflix at the minute, so I would definitely, at least if you if you want to watch a few of the horror, and you've seen the first Halloween, definitely watch the second and the third. And because you can as well. The third one doesn't even, like, it's got nothing to do with it. So that's a standalone film. You watch that whenever you want. Don't watch the second one before you watch the first one. No. Don't, don't live like Who that. Who the hell would do what that? What kind of life is that? You idiots. You crazy bastards. Ten years ago, on the night of October 31st, a small Midwestern town fell victim to an escaped killer. Under the cover of darkness, he carried out the most horrifying mass murder on record. Sixteen people in cold blood. Ever since that night, no one has forgotten his name. And Halloween has never been the same. Now, Michael Myers has come home. He has returned for one more night of unholy terror. here to kill that little girl and anybody who gets in his way. Oh, God. Who's going to be next? Ah! Halloween 4, The Return of Michael Myers. Is directed by Dwight H. Little. Do you know what else he directed? Nothing else. He directed Marked for Death. 
Jesus Christ. Oh. That's superb. And Phantom of the Opera with Robert Englund. Oh, yes. You remember that one? Yeah. The sort of horror version of yeah, Phantom of the Opera. I, I don't think I've seen it, though. It's quite boring. I remember seeing the, the cover of it. Yeah. It's Freddy Krueger, they basically. They just say Freddy Krueger, <laughs> yeah. don't they? Yeah, I think he, he looks like Freddy Krueger, yeah. yeah. Released 1988, uh, IMDb rating 5.9 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes, 29%. <sighs> Contradictions. Pleasance is back. Funky Donald Pleasance. You're damn right he is. He's back as Dr. Samuel Loomis. He's yeah. actually, he's, he's not in it right from the beginning. He, he makes an appearance where you, you don't expect him. Yeah. And you've got Daniel Harris as Jamie Lloyd. Daniel Harris is the sort of new Laurie. Yeah, but Dan- Daniel Harris, she went on to do also the Hatchet films, yeah. um, which are very good Adam Green films. Yeah. Um, She's in uh, Mark for Death as well. She's in Free Willy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, oh, no, no, she's a kid in this, sorry. I'll not do that joke. <laughs> <laughs> she was in Daylight. Not seen Daylight. Don't tell mom the babysitter's dead. I won't. The Last Boy Scout. Very good film. Urban Legend. Was she in that? She's in that. Okay. And she's in, recently, more recently, she was in Stakeland, which was also good. Yes, yes, she was. And she was in See No Evil 2. I'm Kane. not sure if she was in the first one. Mm. don't think she was. But yes, yeah, with Kane. Yeah. From the, from the wrestling Suska sisters. This is my also my least favourite uh, Michael Myers. Uh, it's George P. Wilbur. He comes back for the last one, but he looks fucking shit in this. He is wearing... For some reason, they decided that he should be bulkier, the guy, uh, George Wilbur. So they put, like... I don't know if it was football or hockey, like, pads underneath the suit. So he's got, he's got like, fucking big shoulders. It looks like... just looks ridiculous. And the mask is shit as well. But besides that, great. <laughs> Sorry, George P. Wilbur. <laughs> the only person that's played, um, but it's, uh, well, in the original run, who played uh, Michael Myers twice. Do you want some taglines? Um, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go back to talking about Daniel Harris. All right, go on. Oh, I fancy Daniel Harris. Now or then? Uh, so 1988, you would have been all right, I would have thought. No, I wouldn't have been. No? She was a kid, wasn't she? She's Were you in 1988? Films. Oh, I forgot. Ken is much, much older than I am. I forgot about that. <laughs> I, I was older than her at the time. I didn't watch it in 1998, this, because I hadn't seen the others. 1988. That's what I said, isn't it? 98. Jesus Christ. You're living in the fucking past future, you are. That's your problem. You're always, you always think it's 1998. Yeah, that's because of the robots. You've got to be around the same age, though, aren't you? She's younger than I am. Is she? Yeah. You hear that She's listening? tiny as well. She is. Well, she, she's a child. Fucking she... <laughs> hell, Ken, she's eight. <laughs> what do you want? <laughs> there you are, it's fucking tiny in this. She's much bigger in Stakeland, I don't know why. <laughs> she gets her tits out in the Rob Zombie one. <laughs> it's alive. It's alive. It's alive. Uh, Dom has unfortunately uh, perished there <laughs> as he was just taking a drink. <laughs> <coughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> so have you, Daniel Harris, completists? <coughs> yeah, I, I was very happy with that. Good. Yeah. Good. Yeah, it, it's, it's just weird to say, though, so, you know. Yeah, because she's eight in this. Yeah. I fancied her as a child, so I'm glad I saw her tits. Doesn't make mm, sense, does it? No. I can't say it. Well, we've got the soundbite for the end of it anyway. <laughs> uh, the tagline, <laughs> the taglines, 10 years ago, he changed the face of Halloween. Now he's back. That's too long again. Okay, what about this one? 
10 years ago, he changed the face of Halloween. <laughs> Tonight, he's back. Oh, that's by the yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, what about this one? If that one, if those are too long, he's back. Nah, it's too short. Okay, this one. Horror has returned to Haddonfield. That's yeah, not too bad. That's all right, I suppose. Um, what about just like 10 years later, evil returns? The night he came home again. Again. Second time. <laughs> the plot, 10 years later after his original massacre, the invalid Michael Myers <laughs> awakens on Halloween <laughs> yeah. awakens on Halloween Eve and returns to Haddonfield to kill his seven-year-old niece. Can Dr. Loomis stop him? Six times, Sheriff. <laughs> Death has come again, Sheriff. Really? That's, is, that, is that the plot? That's the plot. Yeah. John Carpenter was asked to write a treatment for the film, you know, where they just say, like, what they generally want to do for the film. Mm. And if they agree, then they write the script. And it was about more about the town. Of, obviously, he didn't want to put Michael Myers in it because oh, this yeah. Carpenter. It was about the, the town of Haddonfield and what effect the events of the first two films had on its citizens. Mm-hmm. Um, like Scream. Pretty, well, it's like almost like Michael Myers is almost like, kind of like a ghost haunt in the yeah. town, but not actually a fucking ghost. The concept was rejected by the producers in favour of a typical slasher, at which point Carpenter left the film. You said, go fuck yourself again. Yeah. <laughs> this is the first time Michael Myers is actually credited with his name. He's always been the shape. Mm-hmm. And this mask is fucking shit. Uh, yeah, it's not, it's not my least favourite mask. Oh, one after. Yeah. Yeah, that's also fucking <laughs> shit as well, yeah. Um, this one, though, it starts off well. I quite like this film. Compared compared to the number five, this is good, in my opinion. You've got, it starts off well. You've got a rainy, rainy night. You've got uh, Ridgemont Federal Sanitarium, <laughs> which is fantastic. There's a transfer. You get the night transfer. You know, obviously, you're going to transfer a character from a Halloween massacre on Halloween. Yeah. You're going to do that. You're going to get all that sorted uh, whilst it's raining, whilst there's a thunderstorm. It, it's just, it's basically, this is horror film set up. You get the, a guard who's all spooky, who's like talks ridiculous. He's just like, uh, somebody's, somebody screams, I think, and one of the people coming to do the transfer says, Jesus. He says, Jesus ain't got nothing to do with this place. Yeah, <laughs> they like, shut no. up. That's, that's also <laughs> the guy that stares at the dancer's nipples in Scrooge. <laughs> <laughs> a little fact for you there. That is incredible. Hey, hey, you can hardly see the nipples. <laughs> see, and these guys are really looking. <laughs> yeah, and Jesus ain't got nothing to do with that place either. Yeah. <laughs> so he was pretty much Jesusless. Yeah, that guy was in basically to tell us what we already knew. Like, no yeah. one's going into Halloween 4 having not seen the yeah. others. He, he does. He <laughs> you gives, don't start at 4. He does tell us the backstory. He gives yeah. us all of that. He says, he says uh, his own his own doctor shot him six times. Yeah. <laughs> he does actually say, say six times he as well. He does say, yeah. 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 Um, and then uh, when he, he opens it up, he said, well, then he burns him as well. So he burns him in a fire. He shot him. He burns him. And then when he opens the final door, he clicks it open and just says, welcome to, to hell. hell. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't say it like that, but yeah, he does just say, welcome to hell. Yeah. So basically his job is to build up the, the dread that we've already got from the previous films. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and then he's, he's like, he, Michael, Michael's just laid there. He's unconscious. He's on a gurney. 
He's they, dressed like Claude Rains from The Invisible Man. Yeah, which is a, a bit odd. He looks shit. Yeah, they, looks they, goofy. they check it. They check his vitals. His, his arm falls out from under the covers, which is weird, seeing as he's bound. I don't know what the point of not binding his arms are, but yeah. Uh, you see he's got scars from the burns and all that stuff. Somebody says if Loomis was here, you know, and he, he says, yeah, well, if he'd have read his memos... Yeah. So he doesn't read his memos. Bastard. <laughs> yeah, bloody It's almost as if he wasn't in the fire as well, so should also be yeah. bandaged like this. <laughs> he should be sitting there reading memos. And blind, like apparently Michael Myers isn't anymore. No, see, I told you. If he was a wrestler, Michael Myers would have the name Horrific Burns. <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't he? He would, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, and rightly so. Yeah. It would be a tag team with... Um, Luchador Loomis. <laughs> <laughs> it's alive! It's alive! It's alive! I actually do like the fact that when they're wheeling them out, you get the music. Yeah, that's the that's the first time you hear the theme. So all of that bit is is without any kind of introduction. Uh, I think it's about six six or seven minutes in. You get the theme whilst he's being transferred. It's done like it sounds different, though, doesn't it? It's like a bit updated for eighties yeah. synthesizer-y kind yeah. of. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's yeah. not great, but but, it, but it, then you you do see he's got a bandaged face. Yeah. Um, Claude Rains. Yeah, it's, it's it's not good, but obviously he's not Just got a, a mask few on. Chemicals. <laughs> why, why would he be laid there in a mask? So you know, it makes sense that you oh, don't get to see his. That doesn't stop him in the fucking last one. <laughs> he does everything in his fucking mask. <laughs> to be honest, when I bought mine, I did I sat in the bath. <laughs> well, I don't want to hear about that. <laughs> Jamie Lloyd, she's our new Laurie Stroh because yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis declined to be in this the sequel, and uh, yeah, she's with us for this one and the next one. Danielle, uh, is it she? Jamie one? Lloyd is in number six, but oh, Danielle yes, Harris is in it for the yeah, next these two. First, yeah, so yeah, Danielle Harris is with us for the for the next two, and then the the character Jamie Lloyd is in the one after that as well. It turns out Laurie Strode was killed off screen in a complete shit out. <laughs> it's awful, yeah, it's isn't it? Some sort of car crash or something. I yeah. think it is along with Jamie's father that leaves her in foster care with the Carruthers family. We never knew who Jamie's father was. No. Although there was a claim that it was Billy, uh, the other orderly from the Halloween 2. Oh, I thought you were going to say Loomis. No. That's ridiculous. That's almost as outrageous as number six. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but apparently that was what they claimed. They, they said maybe it was him. Yeah. Because how else? Then? But they said, well, why, does we, why do we have to have already met the father? Yeah. Nobody ever mentions that. It's just one of those fan things that yeah. people think maybe it was him because he yeah. was trying to shag her while she was unconscious. <laughs> you know, you know the score for these yeah. orderlies. Classic, classic orderly bollocks. Yeah. yeah, she's an invalid. I'm going to try and have sex with her. Can, can I ask you a question about this film? Yeah, this, man. This film's set 10 years later. It is indeed. Why has Michael still got bandages around his face? It was burns. <laughs> 10 yeah. years? Yeah. Still ten, wearing ten years, sheriff. Still, still wearing <laughs> bandages around his head. Oh, he's not done it himself, has he? He's been bandaged up by the hospital. But why? Surely what, they, they, they know best. They're hospital. They're trained in this. All right. I don't know. They didn't look trained. I got thumb through his fucking forehead. <laughs> you don't get trained for that, do you? Well, I did. <laughs> what, how to avoid a thumb through your forehead? <laughs> yeah. Oh my gee, you've not had it happen. Exactly. So, <laughs> pretty well, good training. Well, twice. Oh, oh okay. It's alive. 
the, a lot of the kills in this are, are very low, but almost TV movie-esque. Yeah. I mean, this must be rated 15 as well, I, d- I don't know. I'm not seeing what this one is. There's like the mechanic that gets killed, and then when, when Loomis turns up to the... Because that's how he gets his... Um, yeah, he gets overalls. his overalls, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah he, he does get killed and hung up from chains. And he does, yeah. And when he falls down, because uh, Loomis turns up... Yeah, just, just by chance, just to fill up his own uh, car. Yeah. Yeah, and there's also, doesn't he blow up the fucking diner? Because yeah, he well, escapes he, in a... He's just there, he just turns around suddenly. Loomis turns around and he goes, Michael! Who's just stood looking at him. In overalls with his yeah, from, bandaged from head. from a bit of a distance. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> and then he shoots him. And th- then we see that Michael's gone, which is weird that Loomis didn't see that he was leaving. Yeah. Because he's staring at him the whole time. Then he pulls his gun on him, shoots nothing. And I thought, oh, he must be seeing things like how Jamie is. But yeah. no, he actually does escape in the van. No, he, he just, he just get, gets, gets in his bucket truck. Yeah, that's... Uh, he tries, um, to, tries to run him over, ends up blowing he, up the well, fucking... He, he, does, he does actually say to him, why now? Loomis, he's never said a single fucking word. Why do you keep <laughs> asking like, him questions? Well, it's interesting you ask, actually, Doctor, because... Uh... I often wonder that myself. <laughs> yes. I just wonder, what if, if I don't do this, what is my purpose in life anymore? Yeah, what do you want me to do? Yeah, just lay there in bandages, yeah. doing nothing, not seeing the wall. Who am I? Jamie Lee <laughs> Curtis in Halloween 2? <laughs> I've got more things to be doing with my time. Yeah, I've just found I've got a niece. I'm going to go and kill her for no reason whatsoever. Yeah. Haven't I? Haven't I? Let's just go back. Um, To Loomis. <laughs> We're going to go back to Loomis. Okay. We've forgotten the fact that he does blow everything up because we skipped that too I too did quick. mention yeah, it. Yeah, I know, but we skipped it You were too busy doing too impressions. <laughs> you were living the role of Loomis. Mind the pumps, Michael. <laughs> He's, Loomis is wearing little booties. <laughs> He's got his new Reeboks on. <laughs> no, Michael, not my pumps. <laughs> yeah, he does. He he drives away. And he, is it is it Loomis that blows that up, or is it no, Michael? Uh, Michael drives over one of the petrol pumps, the gas pumps, and uh, just leaks shit everywhere. And Loomis, his gun is also like a, it's like firing like the OK Corral. It's just like ricocheting, all of his shots ricochet noise. Yeah, it and, is. Uh, it's really bad. And uh, eventually he just explodes. But before he explodes, he runs and dives over. <laughs> this is like a 70-year-old man who's <laughs> like... You see his legs in the air, don't you? He's got, <laughs> got critical burns. <laughs> he's now running across a forecourt of a petrol station. Critical burns is Horrific Burns' tag team partner. <laughs> That's who he is. <laughs> Michael's Horrific Burns and Loomis is Critical. critical. <laughs> Hey, critical. <laughs> what is it now, horrific? <laughs> horrific. Tag me in. I forgot. I love that image of just. Yeah, that bit always makes me laugh. It made me laugh again when I watched it when he runs and dives over something. That's, think, the, yeah, that's, that's the him. image. That's the image I've got in my head of his feet just in the air yeah. as he flies over the tyres or whatever. Ever acrobatic Donald Pleasance. They get back to the police station. Everything's covered in blood. There's corpses everywhere. <laughs> yeah. I was it, saying this could have potentially been a really cool set piece to do mm. and actually show it. But you get to the police station, everyone's already yeah, it's dead. It's already done. Yeah. yeah. Michael well, like, Myers like taking a Terminator. out... Yeah, Michael Myers taking out a police station would have been fucking cool to yeah. see. But it's, instead, it's, it's already done. It, yeah, he says, how could one man do this? And he's, yeah, like, he's not a man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
fucking hell. We already know Loomis, fuck. <laughs> yeah, he says they didn't know what they were fighting against. It's like it's a bloke in a mask. Yeah. He's got a knife. They've all got guns. Yeah. Surely they could have took him down. Loomis, Loomis turned- himself, he shot him off a building with six bullets. Surely yeah. between them they had more than six. They could have at least knocked him over. Loomis turned to the crazy Ralph character now. <laughs> Doomed! He ends up riling up some townsfolk into a lynch mob. Yeah, that's because all the, the, the good old boys from the bar turn up and say, you know, what the fuck? Uh, the sheriff says, nothing's going on, go home. Uh, Loomis, however, says, Michael Myers, he's come back to kill! Mm-hmm. So they all go, all right, well, we'll just go and kill him, everyone. We'll, we'll just go out in our utes, shooting yeah. up the place. Yeah, they do. Yeah. And he says, you've just created a lynch mob. And he says, you haven't got a police force. Yeah, I'm pretty sure is, these I mean, guys aren't going to be fucking any good, are they, these lot? Well, it's weird you say that, because you're right. They're <laughs> shit. Yeah. You got, they're in the cemetery. I don't know why they've gone to the cemetery, but they, they go to the cemetery... And they they see the, some rustling in the bushes, some some figure is, is there, um, and they just open fire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, just all of them in a line, a shooting squad. And it's a lot of gunfire, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And they they go behind to see who's there. They don't even ask questions. Ask the guy to come out. They just open fire. And I've put, oh my god, they've killed Ted Hollister. Yeah, it's none other than Ted Hollister. You remember him? No. No, nobody does. No. Nobody's even mentioned him before. But it's Ted Hollister. Ted Hollister, just just on a cemetery wank. That's yeah. all he was doing <laughs> in the bushes. Got that song by Pantera. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Poor old Ted. Anyway, rest in peace, Ted, whatever the fuck you were doing in the bush. <laughs> yeah. You in weirdo. The cemetery at <laughs> night. Bloody nutcase. Alive. But we get to the sheriff's house now. We get uh, Kelly and Brady. Yeah. And we get uh, a lovely, lovely scene of Kelly's ass and almost her tits. Yeah. Uh, I don't think Kelly ever wears trousers in this film. She does put some on later because I actually wrote, what, maybe maybe just put some trousers on. Mm. You know, your whole your family's just turned Yeah, her up. dad's there. Yeah, your dad's just turned back up. He's brought other people with him and you're still just walking around in a big shirt that says, in, in a- cops do it by the book. <laughs> yeah. Why on earth would she wear that anyway? Yeah. Her dad's a cop. That's yeah. just weird. Her wearing it. Yeah. That's disgusting, that in is, fact. <laughs> I forgot about the yeah, T-shirt, yeah. I, I didn't like that at all. I like how when they're in the school, Michael Myers attacks Loomis and his mask changes. He's got white hair, hasn't he? has got pink. His, yeah. hair, his face is pink and his hair's white. Yeah, it's very unusual. Apparently, Loomis, got- of course, has uh, shot the lock to get in the school. And when they entered the uh, school, the uh, alarms went off. Mm. And I thought, yeah, that's sneaky, isn't it? That, that's <laughs> not going to alert anyone that you've just gone to the school. <laughs> You'll be safe there. <laughs> as long as we don't set off the alarms. Oh, shit. Apparently, the guy who... Uh, designed the masks who made the masks uh, they ordered some for the film when they arrived they had eight masks all pink all with white hair so it's only in like two very brief shots but no I, yeah it's, it's noticeable enough for both of us to see it though <laughs> yeah. it was like who the fuck is this guy <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah Rachel 
escapes with Jamie in, in the arms of the into the arms of the lynch mob outside. Thankfully, the lynch mob have arrived. Yeah, they heard the the, the, the alarm, the alarm. like everybody else bloody did. Yeah, you'll be safe there. And they drive <laughs> they drive away in the truck, and you think, oh, there you go, the exit yep. had in the field. Tro- troopers are on their way. Let's get out of here. Yep, but. Michael Myers has somehow attached himself to the back of the truck, which means he would have been pulled along, being yeah. dragged across the road like for Sideshow miles. Show Bob, <laughs> he's, he's underneath. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and uh, he gets onto the top there. Throws, I think there's three of them. Yeah, on the he top. kills all three of them. Yeah, yeah, throws one guy off, kills the other two. Yeah. Best kill of the film as he reaches inside and yes. rips the throat yeah. from the driver. T- tears off his jaw and throat. Yeah, That's the best. Is, it is nice. The best kill of the film. That Rachel hits the brakes. Sends Michael Myers into the road and then drives the truck straight at him. And this is like a dummy just flying through the air, just totally unmoving. That's, that's after he's uh, headbutted his own face through the windscreen. Oh, yeah, he tries to get him by using his own head. <laughs> just headbutt the windscreen. Yeah, he's just like he bounces off like, enormously, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he really does go some distance. But his arms don't flail, his legs no. don't move. He's just like a cardboard cutout. It's almost like it wasn't really the happening. Yeah. The police turn up as Jamie's um, Jamie goes over and holds Michael Myers's hand. Yeah, a bit odd. Yeah, so he, he releases the knife, doesn't he? His hand opens and the knife's just there. So Jamie goes over and sort of like strokes his hand a bit. Yeah. And then he grabs the knife once again, sits right up, Undertaker style. And then they open fire again in a shooting squad lineup. He falls through a fucking mine shaft, <laughs> which is just in the ground, <laughs> and disappears into the abyss. Lou Messi goes back to the Carruthers' house. We had a POV, complete with mask put on and yeah. grabbing of scissors. Uh, you also see they head towards the bathroom. The mom's are in a bath for Jamie. Yeah. She looks over at the camera. It's got the eye holes like it does in the first film as well. Yeah, again, a nice little callback. Uh, Loomis heads upstairs and you get the screams of anguish from Loomis as he sees the killer of the mom is actually Jamie. Yeah. No, no. Yeah, it's bad. And it's, uh, yeah, she's in her clown outfit and she's standing there with her scissors covered in blood. And he just goes to shoot her dead instantly. Yeah, and gets stopped. But he stopped. Death count was 16 in this film. See? See, we're getting there. We're getting there now. We're increasing. I still thought it was okay. Yeah. Do you know, I I think it's a really, really good ending. It is a good ending, Yeah. yeah. And if they just packed it up there... I'd have been a happy man. But wait, because <laughs> they don't. You sense something? Tell me what you know. I pray that he will burn in hell, but in my heart, I knew that hell would not have it. Halloween 5, The Revenge of Michael Myers. Halloween 5, The Revenge of Michael Myers. Yes. It's the next one. He's already returned. Now he'll have his revenge. Directed by Dominique Othanin-Girard, who you will know, Ken, directed Omen 4 and an episode of The Red Shoe Diaries. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> creme de la creme <laughs> released in 1989 so a year after I don't think I've seen The Omen 4 I've either. got it I've, I've got them all yeah. but I've, I've not seen I've never bothered watching it I don't think I have either no IMDB rating 5.1 out of 10 that's enormously high score yeah and Rotten Tomatoes 12% there you go that's more likely <laughs> yeah 
Uh, you got Pleasance, he's back. Dr. Samuel Loomis. Damn right he is. Ellie Cornell is back. She's Rachel Carruthers. Damn right she is. Daniel Harris is back. She's Jamie Lloyd. Damn right she is. This time, Michael Myers is played by Don Shanks. <laughs> true or false? <laughs> true or false. <laughs> Tagline. What do you reckon, Ken? Um, oh, shit. Not again. <laughs> Yeah, the citizens of Haddonfield. That's are... not a tagline, is it? What you're saying there? <laughs> the citizens of Haddonfield are about to endure the revenge of Michael Myers. Fuck off. <laughs> Next tagline. <laughs> Michael lives, and this time they're ready. No. He's back again with a vengeance. No. And that's the three. Really? Yeah. They're all shit. The plot. One year after the events of Halloween 4, the return of Michael Myers, the shape returns to Haddonfield once again in an attempt to kill his now-mute niece. <laughs> you know, that bit pissed me off, actually. Yeah, the fact I don't that know she why doesn't you would. Speak. Yeah. No, the fact that she doesn't speak, I think until the halfway through the film, 47 minutes yeah. is when she sp- first speaks. And, and that bit's fucking annoying. Oh, God. This is the lowest-grossing film in the entire series. Rightly so, perhaps. Yeah, Don Shanks, he was originally set to wear the same mask as George P. Wilbur, but it didn't fit his head, his massive head. Well, he's got a bold, bolder head yes. from Stonehenge. Well, he's a lot taller. He's, he's over six oh, foot well, tall. Oh, his head's is his head three feet of that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is all me. That's <laughs> because he's taller. I mean, his head's massive. So, so, they had to, so there was a new mask that was made, and it's fucking awful in this film, the mask. It's shit. I hate it. It's just been uh, brought out on Blu-ray as well, isn't it? This, yeah. These, yeah. It looks like Nicolas Cage on the front of that. <laughs> it's ridiculous looking mask. And as and by default, Marilyn Manson. Yes, <laughs> there, there by with his white makeup. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Donald Pleasance was very vocal about his dissatisfaction of the story and with the way the director was trying to get him to play Doctor Loomis as a uh, as overbearing. And I mean, he was trying to do that already, to be honest with you. <laughs> I don't know why now all <laughs> Maybe of a sudden. he just didn't realise he was doing that. Uh, Pleasance also felt that this, the success and the shock ending of Halloween 4 was not being capitalised on, which it doesn't really. No. She's just in an asylum, isn't she, at the beginning? And then it's totally fine after that. Yeah, we we, we start like straight after 4, don't we? Yeah. Kind, kind of. I mean, it even recaps the same, the same footage of yeah. uh, him being shot many, many times. Yeah, he looks like a fucking... Dickhead when he get when he's on the river <laughs> going down. That's, that's that's the only bit we get from four. By the way, we don't actually get the killing again where Jamie's responsible. No, we we just see him escaping the yeah. mine shaft, don't we? we they throw dynamite yeah. down yeah. it like a fucking Hanna Barbera cartoon, <laughs> which is exactly what you would do. Yeah. <laughs> you throw dynamite down it with a fuse and everything. Yeah, but he um he is he does escape. He escapes uh, into the river, and it's just the shot of him. Obviously the. Yeah, the just, stuntman's wearing this mask and he's obviously panicked whilst he's doing the stunt because he's his arms are flailing. He's looking. He's trying to look down at yeah. himself. He looks so fucking goofy. Not quite as cool as the uh, the emotionless killer. No, they <laughs> should have us believe. This is the time when you need like a just a, a dummy to do that, just so he's lifeless going down the string. But instead, he just looks like he's shitting himself. When he when he does get out of there, uh, you can actually see he's got his life jacket on as well underneath his overalls. <laughs> Because he's, it's not a normal shape for a person. Yeah, you can see he's got a life jacket on underneath his blue overalls. Yeah, he, he gets out of the river eventually and, and he sends up into a voodoo shanty town or something. He's, he's rescued by an old man and a parrot. Captain Birdseye, I've put. Yeah, yeah he's, uh, he's obviously spooks him uh, and then he just collapses. 
This this fucking place looks like the Lost Boys, where the Lost Boys live in yeah, fucking it's, Peter it's, Pan. It's just just there, isn't it? On it's the river ridiculous. bank. It's like part of a tree or something. It just lives in the roots of a tree. It's, it's most, most unusual. Anyway, what he, I love, yeah. I love this bit now because it says it gives us the one year later mm-hmm. subtitle, and we see Michael, Halloween Eve. One year later, one year later, we see Michael Myers waking up off the bed. So you're telling me he's been the whole year? He's been in his jumpsuit yeah, asleep yeah, was, on yeah. the bed, yeah, with his mask, <laughs> with his mask off. Yeah, his mask is off quite a lot in this. <laughs> you see him here, and then towards yeah. the end, what the fuck is that all about? Yeah, well, it's true. That's what happens. He's been looking after <laughs> still him. still in his boots. He's been looking after him for a year. <laughs> Hasn't he took the mask off, but not the overalls? Yeah, he's been he's been washing him and then reclothing him. <laughs> fuck it, and the boots <laughs> Put, on as well. Putting his shoes back on. <laughs> In case he wakes up and goes out. This is like, apparently this is like he first wakes up as well, because he's like looking around like, where am I? Listen, surely not, he's not just been lying on his bed for a year. Of course he has. <laughs> he, he sat there in the room motionless for 15 years. He's not He's not the most agile, is he? Speak, <laughs> speaking of the mask, this is when the first time you see it. It's got a receding airline for some reason. It's got painted on eyebrows. because it's, it's years later. Yeah, <laughs> everyone's hair recedes, <laughs> even if it's a mask. Painted on eyebrows, which look ridiculous, and just very sad-looking eyes. Mm, it's a shame. And uh, he seems to have a psychic connection to Jamie. Yeah, because uh, she's in the kids' clinic, you know, after being a murderer and shit. Mm. I don't think she actually killed her, by the way. I think it was like... Um, she tried she, to, yeah. She did survive that. Yeah, which is good. Do you see her ever again? I don't think you do, I do you? don't think so. Yeah, we, we and then we see a tattoo on fucking Michael Myers' wrist, the first sign of the voodoo nonsense which yeah, is in this film. it's a, like a rune tattoo, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, Michael, however, then just kills the old bloke who's been looking after him for a year. He's <laughs> 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 a little bit ungrateful, to be honest. Yeah. But, uh, that's, that's you know, it's Michael for you. Loomis is full fucking yeah, mental. He's gone absolutely ballistic in this one. He starts like screaming at her, doesn't he? Yeah, he, he does a lot of that. He shouts. He shouts in Jamie's face a lot in this. He starts, one. starts throwing stuff around yeah, the he's, bed. He's brilliant. Anyway, uh, next morning, <laughs> after, after all that, yeah, she's okay. Uh, Rachel, she's back. She's okay. She brings her friend with her, Tina. And Tina is the most irritating, hyperactive bitch I fucking ever remember from a film. She, oh, she, she tries to out weird Pleasance and nearly succeeds. Yeah, but no way. Do you know how else I fucking hate in this film? The two cops that have got oh, like clown music Jesus. playing in the background. I, I can't even remember that music being in the background before. No, until I watched it again yeah, recently. Yeah, I couldn't remember that either. I know that they did that in Police Academy Mission to Moscow. Yeah. Where they had stupid sound effects for people falling over and stuff it's like the Three Stooges music I never knew they did that in this film yeah. until I watched it the other day and then the dialogue they have as well when they're trying to be funny fucking yeah. hell it's they bad. might as well just have gone wah, wah, wah. god yeah. it's terrible yeah but um, yeah but she still wins because she's shit yeah. I hate her what else is shit as well? Which is, is surprising. It's like Rachel, who was the final girl in the last one. Because even though it's Jamie, Rachel's the kind of like the Jamie Lee Curtis character. And mm-hmm. she's killed 20 minutes into this film. Yeah, it's very disappointing. 
Yeah, and, yeah. and she acts totally different than how she is in the, yeah, in the previous I, I, film. Yeah, I don't know why, why she's, she's just like killed. this stupid fucking... Nobody even notices she's dead either, which is yeah. weird again, because they're all at her house. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> they just keep letting themselves into her house when she's dead. She gets notified that she needs to get out of the house, which she does. They search the house, which is when you see the idiot cops. Yeah. She goes back in to have the same shot and just gets fucking stabbed with scissors and that's it. Yeah. Ridiculous. Sheriff Mika, he's back from the previous one. Loomis is in tow. The fucking, the bosom buddies. The, Lo- the Ken Lo- B. Wild and Dom Lawton of the, the, the film. Loomis. Loomis is great because he actually says things like, uh, I prayed he would burn in hell, but in my heart I knew that hell wouldn't have him. Yeah. <laughs> it's like other bullshit yeah. that you're there thinking, yeah, all right, yeah. you just calm down. This film also brings us to another character which I hate, which is the man in black. Looks like fucking Johnny Cash. He's oh yes, cowboy yeah, boots he's, on. He's got his uh, he's got his silver silver tipped boots. Yeah, yeah, and his his long trench coat and yeah, his little little hat. Yeah, it's, it's like the uh, the Exorcist. Yeah, like the silhouette on the Exorcist. The Exorcist cover. crossed with Johnny Cash, and he's got the same tattoo on his wrist as Michael Myers. You remember has, that? Yeah. Remember that tattoo that Michael's got that he's yeah. had in all of them. Remember that we keep looking at that every every film. Yeah. No? No, that's right. It doesn't exist until now. We also get a shot of the Myers. Uh, like, I was like, what the fuck is this place? And it's the Myers house. It's like the Adams family house. Yeah. The fucking like <laughs> turret on it. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, the, the start of the Disney cartoons. It's, it's the, magic, the Magic Kingdom. That's what it looks like. Yeah. I was like, where's this place? This isn't the fucking same place he fell from. Tina's the girlfriend and she gets picked for some reason. Michael Myers picks her up. Did she jump in front of his car or something? Like, wait, because she's in fancy dresses. Yeah, she, Tina? yeah, she's dressed as a slutty maid. Yeah. So Michael, she gets in the car. Michael's wearing like a big, like looks like a spitting image. I think it's a face. Neanderthal mask because she does say that I, I do like a Neanderthal, right, man. So I'm guessing, unless she was just saying that. And the reason he's called like the boyfriend was called Mike, or it, Michael is yeah. for this scene. Yeah, so she can keep calling him Michael, and it not be that. Unusual. Yeah, like, can, do I get a kiss, Michael, and yeah, stuff like let, this? let me in the car, Michael. Yeah. Yeah, and stuff like that. It's a bit shit. Yeah. I don't know why they fucking included that, to be honest, but they, they pull up to this um, shop, and she gets out. She goes into the shop, and there's, like, a, um, there's a, a picture of a woman with, like, bis- like cookies covering yeah, her tits. Yeah, like a cartoon picture. And uh, this is what, and then it cuts to the scene where Jamie collapses during this like Halloween party at the home. Yeah, she's they're at. having a little pageant, she's, aren't they? She's like dressed a as costume a pageant, princess or whatever. It's weird because that's like they're saying, "Oh yeah, it's, it's for all the parents." And you think, "What? So everyone's got parents? Why are they all in this children's home then?" Yeah. If their parents have turned up to see them, are they just all mental? Yeah. I think, I think that's the point. Yeah, and uh, she collapses to the ground, and she's trying to speak. Her little boyfriend, who's like has a crush on her, is trying to translate. Billy, but he's got a fucking stutter as well. So we're we're sitting there watching these kids trying to speak for five minutes. I like uh, Loomis is trying to guess what they're saying as yeah. well, which is it's almost comedy, but it's not supposed to be. How to help us? Get Meeker on the line. Sergeant Meeker, what's your twenty? Store. What kind of store? What do they sell there? Light. 
What did I what did it sound? Big woman. A big woman? A big woman who works works in the store. Cookie woman. Cookie woman. And after all this, five minutes watching this shit, we get the words cookie woman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cookie woman. She's just a cookie woman with cookies <laughs> on her mind. And uh, and basically she's referring to the drawing of the cookie woman on the side of it, which thankfully everyone in town knows about. Yeah, that is a good job. Because apart from Loomis, who just says there's a big woman that works at the shop. He's got no idea what she's thinks talking she's about. Yeah, he just thinks she's enormous. <laughs> and uh, yeah, they uh, they turn up at the shop. They turn up. Tina's all right. Michael fucks off. That's the end of that bit. Then we get Tina. Then goes to see Jamie. Jamie just goes Tina like that, which is irritating. Yeah, like like she's like her fucking long lost best mate. When it turns out that she's just Rachel's friend, how the fuck did she know? She says, "Say that again," and she's she does after another painful couple of seconds. And then she says, "Oh, that's brilliant." And then she settles it. She settles it down, and then she's like, "Right, I'm fucking off again." Yeah, I'm going to a party. Yeah, I'm going to a party. See you later. I was nearly killed by Michael Myers. I'm going to go to a party. Yeah, you've spoken for the first time in a year but I'm fucking going and there's a horrible fucking like conversation with her and Loomis where she <laughs> this, this just dances really down the stairs because he says to her <laughs> I've written it down he says uh, why don't you stay the night oh I'm sorry I gotta run Tina please stay away okay you know you're really creepy filling that little girl with all that boogeyman crap I believe that you're in danger Jamie believes it too Jamie's a nine year old girl be sensible <laughs> Tina! And then dances down the stairs like a twat. Yeah, I hate that bit. Yeah, and then she just walks out. And Loomis says to the two idiot cops, go and follow her, you twat. <laughs> and, she, and they're like, yeah, go on. And, and they do, they go to the party. The party she, looks bloody awful, Oh, by man, the some of the costumes, how the fuck are people dressed as? I I'd hate to go to this sort of shit, man. Yeah. Honestly, there's people just dancing to nothing. It's, like, what... it's in a house, it's in loads of different rooms. Oh, it's just shit. Yeah, and uh, she's 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 dancing with her her mate, whatever the fuck her name was. What was her name? Oh, some some blonde Stephanie. Piece. Yeah, no, so, S- Samantha. Some, some blonde blonde girl who's better looking than her. So, yeah, Samantha. So why the hell she wasn't the main person? I don't know. Samantha and her boyfriend Spitz. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote that down with a question mark. Thing is that really his name? Yeah. <laughs> what they do for a for a bit of a joke is they pretend that Michael Myers has come to kill her by Spitz dressing up as him. Yeah, which he was dressed up as a really shit cowboy, wasn't he? Yeah. So it's a much better improvement on what he was wearing. Where the hell they got the costume from? Someone's just turned up with a a spare costume to this party. I mean, like he's lucky he wasn't gunned down. He should have been, but as the cops say themselves to it, a hilarious sound effect. It's a good job we're lousy cops. Yeah. And the other one's like, hey, what do you mean? Yeah, it's like... Fucking awful. God, I hated that. Yeah, well, thankfully, they're, they're not in it much longer anyway because they, they, they inexplicably find some kittens. Yeah, in- this is an annoyingly long <laughs> fucking scene. I actually wrote this. Barn bullshit. Fake scares. Far too many. 
fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> that was my recap of this scene. So they go to find some kittens. They've all got ADHD, obviously, because um, Tina goes off to find the kittens. Samantha and Spitz decide to start fooling around. Michael thankfully turns up. Michael's like the fucking good guy of this film now because the kids are so unlikable. Stabs him through the back with a pitchfork. Yeah, I quite like that bit. Yeah. Somehow, even though it doesn't go through the front of him, Samantha's got blood all over her. So it'd be it'd be good if he then picked them both up with that. That would pitchfork. have been good. Yeah. yeah. That would have been exciting. Yeah. <laughs> Samantha's killed off screen with a scythe. Um as I've, got, she runs I've away. got a scythe. I've got one of them. Okay. That's just a, a fact I have. I've got one. <laughs> um, I bought it from a uh, some place for £10. The idiot cops, they're killed. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll just ignore I've got a scythe, shall we? <laughs> uh, pitchfork off screen, those cops. Just dead in their cruiser. Yeah, I haven't got a pitchfork. Michael Myers chases <laughs> Jamie in a car. Confessions of Kenby Wilde. I haven't got a pitchfork. What does he What does he and doesn't he have in his house? Uh, yeah, chases Jamie in a car. Somehow doesn't hit her, even though she's eight, running away from him. He's she's in the nine. Car. She's nine now. Nine. Loomis says... Uh, the uh, the cemetery. Yeah. Well, that explains why she can outrun a car then, yeah. because yeah, he's in the car eight, a lot. Eight, eight years old, no chance. Nine That's, years old, you've got a fighting chance. It's an unusual weapon for Michael Myers to have, isn't it? Just I in a car. I've, I've said a minute ago, he's he's varying it up, isn't he? Yeah. Chance in it. He doesn't hit her. Instead, he crashes into the tree, and that stunt nearly killed Don Shanks. That stunt did. You know when he crashes into the tree yeah. and sets fire? He was told by the director... To only exit the <laughs> that it won't happen. <laughs> to only exit the car when he yelled "cut," so he crashes the car. The director doesn't yell "cut," and he's sitting there like sitting waiting there, for him to on, yell "cut." On fire. Uh, the car sets on fire. Shanks isn't wearing a um, a fireproof um, <laughs> suit, a fire suit, and the stunt director has to nudge the director like, "Are you going to tell yell cut, or else you ain't going to get out of the fucking car?" And then he yelled cut. The director didn't yell cut because it's the first time he's ever done a stunt in a film and was just, like, shocked by how real it was. <laughs> <laughs> so he just didn't yell cut. So Shanks was just sitting in the fucking car as it caught on fire. I'm not sure if Shanks isn't a little bit to blame on this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yes, okay, I'm going to blame the director on it, but surely he's at one point thinking, well, maybe I'll just die then. <laughs> Would he have done if he hadn't been nudged, would he just brilliant. have sat there and died? I wouldn't have thought so, but who knows? Don Shanks. He was in... Um, hey, Don, if you're out there, let us know. Would you have died there and then? He did the stunts and he did the, uh, you know, Cyanide uh, Deadly Night. Yeah. He was the Santa stunts for that. Really? Yeah. Doesn't mean he'd have died. Well, would he have died for his, his art? <laughs> you wouldn't have thought so. <laughs> From your story, it sounds like he might have. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Loomis and Sheriff, they have a plan. I love this plan. Their plan is to have Jamie as bait in the Myers house. She's nine years old. Yeah, that's perfectly reasonable. Uh, unfortunately, all the cops get killed instantly by Michael, who turns up. With a machine gun. Yeah. <laughs> Loomis gets <laughs> thrown... Told you he's varying it up. <laughs> he's brought a machine gun this time. Loomis gets thrown through the banister of a fucking, of the top floor after he gets sliced <laughs> on the stomach again. He's <laughs> a bloody liability, isn't he? Loomis. Never had a good idea in his life, this man. 
because Loomis tries to reason with him, and this was a directing decision, he said you know, the whole point with Carpenter is saying like he should be like this unstoppable evil. You don't need his backstory, blah blah blah. The director in this one was saying he wanted us to feel sorry for Michael Myers and to relate to him and stuff like that. That was his goal in this movie, which comes into late. Which you know when I was saying about there's a mm. scene which I fucking hated. Mm. It's in this. Uh, we have a pretty decent scene when Jamie hides in the laundry chute, if you remember. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and Michael goes to grab her. She falls down, gets stuck in the bottom of it, and he starts stabbing through the laundry yeah. chute with a knife. Um, it's the best thing in the film, although probably the most dangerous, because Jamie, the nine-year-old actress, Danielle Harris, is in that chute, and there was an actual knife, a proper knife being used to stab through the <laughs> fucking thing with that. This director's a lunatic. <laughs> yeah. But anyway... She escapes to the attic, and uh, Michael Myers has decorated it like a fucking meatloaf music video. There's fucking <laughs> candles everywhere. <laughs> He'd do anything for love, wouldn't he? Yeah, do anything for Halloween, but he won't do that. There's dead bodies all over the place. I'm guessing the police, when they were setting this fucking trap up, didn't look in the didn't look in the attic. They ain't got time for that. <laughs> and then Jamie asks Michael as he comes up to to meet her to take his mask off so she can see him, and he does. That's nice. It's a nice touch. And this is the thing that really pissed me off, is that... He's got another mask on underneath, but <laughs> yeah. a bit smaller. Yeah. <laughs> He's got... Is it, there's, a, there's a shadowy close-up where it's just the light's just on his eye and a single tear rolls down yeah. Michael's cheek. It's beautiful. Fucking hell. And that would have been the uh, piano from... Uh, Anything for love. No, just the really slow bit. Not the fast bit. It's not fucking emotional, is it? It does look like the meatloaf. Like that. Video, it does look like that. I just bought what the fuck is this shit? Then he balls his fist, puts it in his teeth and just turns away. He's got a hanky. Ashamed. Yeah. It's kind of what he does, to be honest, because she runs past him and he's just there and he starts, actually touches his face or something. And he starts suckling. And he starts smashing the place up. He starts throwing stuff about and he drops to his knees. It's like, what is this? It reminds me of fucking Rob Zombie's one at the end there. And then as she's trying to escape, Loomis, he's back up after being thrown from a great yeah, height. He's indestructible, same as Michael. Grabs hold of um, Jamie and says, do you want a Michael? It's like offering her out to Michael. It's like Loomis has gone absolutely insane he here. Has. That's what he does. But it, it all turns out that it's a trap to lure him through the house. Traps him with a tiny net. <laughs> If you remember. <laughs> it's not that tiny. Drops a tiny net on him and shoots him with a tranquilizer gun like he's a fucking... Like he's an, sort of a rogue elephant. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then goes mental with a two-by-four on him, which actually ended up breaking Don Shanks's nose during filming. <laughs> he went through the wars, this fucking guy. No wonder he didn't come back. Uh, Loomis has a heart attack during this bit. Probably in real life as well, because he's yeah. going for it. Yeah. He passes out on top of uh, Michael Myers. The police... Oh, this is the bit, man. This is the bit. The police arrest Michael Myers and put him in a jail cell, and he's just there in his mask <laughs> in a jail cell. Of course you'd leave him. Imagine his uh, mug shot. <laughs> you'd never recognise him. <laughs> 
Yeah, an APB on this guy. He's like that. He's got a mask on. The thing is, like, it, has he? <laughs> the thing is, I it, wonder we can't find him. <laughs> Took it off. The thing is, it cuts to him and he's in the cell and he's just like playing with his chains in front of him. He's like, all right, fucking <laughs> dickhead. Got a Rubik's cube. Fucking hell. And then the man in black. I tell you turns what, would have been good if he was uh, instead of playing with his chains, he's playing with the um, dick. Warlock. No. <laughs> I don't want to see that. And then the man in black, you remember him, he turns up. Yeah, Johnny Cash, he's he's walking in. Kills the entire police station, again off screen. Even Sheriff Mika, who's two two films in now, you would have thought he would actually get an on-screen death. He's got half a franchise to you, himself. You don't even see his dead body. You're just sort of told that he's dead. And then Jamie, she walks down to the cells and starts crying. She's like, no, no. And then cause we see that the the jail cell's empty and Michael Myers has escaped. Music. End. Done. 20 is the death count for this film. Okay, there's only a sn- slight increase. Did, did you like that film? <laughs> Not as much. Fucking hell, it's... Didn't really make as much sense either, did it? No. They call, um, what is it, 4, 5 and 6, they are known as the Thorn Trilogy. Yeah, because the, the tattoo. Yeah, but yeah. that's not even in the fourth one. Cult of the Thorn. Yeah, nothing's in the fourth one. I didn't even mention it. No. So that's not even part of it. No. I'm not going to get... I think the only thing that connects that one is um, Jamie. Jamie Lloyd. Yeah. Which is actually the only thing that connects all three. And obviously Loomis. But um, yeah, it's got nothing to do with him, that fourth one. The the fifth one, yes, it has, but it doesn't even talk about it. It doesn't even mention what the hell's going on. Yeah. And it gives you an option for for part six. And uh, you fuck it all up the wall. Every legend is based on fact. Every myth is grounded in truth. For 17 years, the town of Haddonfield, Illinois, has been haunted by a night when evil roamed the streets and a madman ruled the night. Everyone knows his name. Now, everyone will know the truth. I knew what he was, but I never knew why. Cracking on Halloween 6, The Curse of Michael Myers, is directed by Joe Chappelle, released 1995. IMDb, it's got 4.8 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes rating 12% out of yeah. a possible 100. I think 12 is probably more on the, on the nose. <clears throat> yeah, the thing with IMDb is a lot of people just stick like 10, don't they, on, on anything. Yeah, it's not, uh, it's not overly reliable, is it? Yeah, this is starring Donald Pleasance in his last ever film role as Dr. Loomis. It's a bit of a shame. Paul Rudd in his first ever film, well, one of his first ever film roles. I think it was his first. Was it his it, first? I think it was his first credited starring role because he he did another film that came out just after it. Plays Tommy Doyle, the grown-up Tommy Doyle. Uh, we've got J.C. Brandy as Jamie Lloyd replacing... Danielle Harris. Danielle Harris. I don't know how you keep forgetting who she is. <laughs> and George P. Wilbur, who returns as Michael Myers in this one, but was also replaced during filming. That's a shame, isn't it? Because he's too fat. 
but they left him in 90% of the film and only Rick asked him for the last 10 minutes. Well, when he, he, was, look, when he was doing cardio. <laughs> he does look slightly overweight, to be honest, Michael. A bit dumpy in this, Michael Myers, to be fair. But George Wilbur, he actually has a... Well, hang on a minute. What, what year is this? 95? Yeah. Yeah, it's years on. He's getting middle-aged now, isn't he? Yeah. So, you know, cut the guy some slack. That's true, but... He's, he's, you know, I'm, I'm going to talk about the timelines on these yeah. properly, not just the random timelines but actually the ageing of yeah. him when George Wilber got kicked off from being Michael Myers he, he was given a he's a, in charge of catering afterwards <laughs> he was given the part of a doctor towards the end of the film and he's just an old guy yeah he's an old stuntman <laughs> dual what roles they you get paid twice for this maybe nice one George we got some taglines for you do you want to hear them yes I, lo- I love the taglines because they're all shit six times the terror six times the fear six times the thrills Mm. Has it got a Z on the end of thrills? No, it's got Good. three dots. Oh, nice. True terror never dies. Mm, okay. The only thing more terrifying than how it started is how it started. Is <laughs> <laughs> <It's> how <laughs> it also started again. Is <laughs> how it ends. Yeah. I don't like it when they do that. They did that on Saw. You won't believe how it ends. It didn't. They made about three more. It <laughs> pisses me off when yeah. they do that. Terror never rests in peace. The Undertaker came up with that one. <laughs> he robbed his sit-up, didn't he? Yeah. Uh, everybody, Rob's sit-up is, is a great name for a character now. <laughs> He's a high school jock. <laughs> everybody what? Everybody get down. <laughs> Everyone knows his name now. Everyone so will know. the bear. <laughs> Everyone knows his name now. Everyone will know the truth. His, uh, that has nothing to do with anything in this film. Uh, this, this film's got nothing to do with anything anyway. Uh, actually, speaking of uh, fictional cartoon bears, <laughs> as we just touched on, um, there's somebody on Twitter that's uh, been photoshopping Paddington into <laughs> film stills. <laughs> and, he, did uh, this, he did a H20, didn't he? He's rec- uh, done um, Halloween this morning. Uh, that he's, he's reposted and it's when Laurie is uh, sat and he does the uh, Rob sit up <laughs> and he sits up behind her and it's Paddington <laughs> it's enjoyable I know he did H20 when it's you yeah, know, through, through the, the through the window, yeah. and he's just <laughs> terrified looking over at him yeah that's great uh, we've also got one has tracked his murderous past the other is a student of the black arts <laughs> the dark aim <laughs> on Friday September 29th a mystery will be revealed. I've just realised Dark Ain's actually a band. It's the Arcane, isn't it? In the yeah. Dark Arts. Yeah. So yeah. Little little plug there for the band, if he's still going. <laughs> Good luck to you. Which they're not. The only thing more terrifying than how it began is how it will end. You've just said that one already. Yeah, they used it a lot. And the last one is... <laughs> Haddonfield's on the front cover three times. <laughs> <laughs> Haddonfield is ready to celebrate Halloween, and so is Michael Myers. Hooray! <laughs> We've got party poppers, sweets, candy apples. Yes. Yeah, just handing them out. Good. I'm glad the rehab worked. Loomis, you are a success after all. The plot, six years after Michael Myers last terrorised Haddonfield. Which was two years after he previously terrorised Haddonfield, which in turn was 20 years since he bothered to do anything. Yeah, anyway. Carry on, Michael. He returns there in pursuit of his niece, Jamie Lloyd, who has escaped with her newborn child, for which Michael 
and a mysterious cult have sinister plans. Who else but Michael? Hey, you hate it when that happens. Yeah. Sinister cults, uh, honestly. Oh. Newborn baby, sinister cults. It's just... Uh, yeah. It's that just, that it's... was our black metal names, wasn't it? <laughs> Sinister cults. Yes, well, that was what I was called. <laughs> it was called something like that. Yeah. You were called newborn baby. <laughs> <laughs> yes, due to my smooth skin. <laughs> it's alive! It's alive! It's alive! Yeah, apparently Daniel Harris wanted um, too much money, so the studio recast her. Not in a money-grabbing sort of way, in a, I want a basic what? amount of money, and they oh, said, yeah. no, because you're only in it for the first five minutes, why would we need to cast you? It's like, well, she wasn't in the previous two films. To be honest, um, she's also mentioned this on Instagram and Twitter, the fact that they keep re-releasing extra packaged items and stuff. She doesn't and get anything for no, it. Nobody does, no. That's no, shit. it's just the studios that reap in all that stuff. That's shit. And that's, that's one thing that she said. I can't remember what it was called now, the term she used. But, yeah, it's just like when they re-release all that stuff. Mind you, George Lucas did this. Uh, Alec Guinness, didn't he? He did the same. Did he? Alec Guinness got... Um, he just asked for... A share of all the royalties made by the Star Wars films, and <laughs> what a hell of a decision that was! Yeah, yeah. so you know, that's irrelevant, but carry on. Uh, interestingly enough, most of the cast and crew have disowned this movie on the Halloween 25 Years of Terror, the DVD. They said that just like the studio, the producers, the director, especially the, the director, uh, just uh interfered with it, argued all the time. Uh, was the, editor, the director was actually changing the script on set as they were filming stuff. He was cutting stuff out just randomly. Is that the why there's a producer's cut as well? Yes. It's pretty much a different film. Yes, right, and it actually sure. makes more... Now, there's one bit which I'll talk about where... Um, where Paul Rudd goes to the hospital with the baby and Donald Pleasance is just there in oh, this yeah, hospital randomly, there, <laughs> just staring, like, sort of just <laughs> off camera. <laughs> and you never know why he's there, but you do in the director's cut. It is a bit, yeah, much better. The producer's better. cut. Sorry, producer's cut, yeah. This is the fucking director's cut. Yeah, I've got a, a note, a bit of trivia here. Producer Paul Freeman and director Chappelle reportedly rewrote the ending on set, even from shot to shot as production deadlines loomed. And actually, jo- Joe Chappelle, the director, actually edited out a load of scenes Donald Pleasance was in uh, because he described him as boring. What an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> Donald Pleasance ran these films. He did. It was absolutely superb. As soon as Jamie Lee Curtis fucked off, these were Donald Pleasance's films. Damn right they were. He's also fantastic in... Um, oh, Daniel Harris was good. Deathline. I don't know if you've seen that. I think no. it's also called Raw Meat. No. It's, um, it's uh, like there's cannibals under the uh, new, uh, London Underground in the that tunnels. Does, that sounds good. It is good film, but yeah. he's, he's brilliant in it. He's yeah. like a northern policeman who's got no time for these southerners. He <laughs> <laughs> just gives us all that all the way through. He's absolutely brilliant in that. <laughs> be better if he did the voice that he does for the kids when they go up to Michael Myers' house. Hey, Lonnie. <laughs> hey. Hey, Lonnie. Get your ass away from there. Yeah, and as I say, this one just continues the fucking... Curse of Thorn bullshit that we started at the end of the last one. Yeah, I can't remember if I said about the Thorn trilogy. Not even in the first one. Like number four, The Return yeah. of Michael Myers. Nobody mentions a Thorn trilogy. Nobody's got a tattoo. Nobody says runes. No, there's nothing. Not yeah. even, no, no bloke in ridiculous pointy silver shoes. He yeah. only turns up in the fifth one. You're right, yeah. So it's, not, it's not a trilogy at all. I like how he, he, he doesn't just appear. He, he comes off the bus. He's just yeah. been sitting on a bus to Haddonfield. <laughs> with, with his little wingtips. 
All <laughs> <laughs> oh, sinister, sinister bus rider. Yeah, apparently, um, yes, as, as we said before, Michael Myers, he's, he's under the influence of a, an ancient Celtic curse yeah. that drove him to murder all his family and all, all the members of his bloodline. And once his task was completed, the curse would be passed on to another young child, which is the, the infant son of Jamie Lloyd. And we meet... Jamie Lloyd. First time, first shot of the film is her in labour. She gives birth. It's taken by the man in black, who we see straight away now. Yeah, Johnny Cash. Yeah. Yeah, I'm Johnny Cash. Thank you very much. He names the boy Sue. Um. <laughs> and then walks out. Yeah. Um, how, how long after the other uh, one was this? Uh, two years, was it? It's like two years. <laughs> Sorry, Ken. <laughs> Bloody idiots. <laughs> you said it at the beginning. Uh, 1989 to 1995 so not two years six then yeah, yeah. okay so she's 15 yes doesn't make sense <laughs> it doesn't, doesn't make, make sense. sense does it because the actress isn't 15 she's having a baby <laughs> she's 15 years old <laughs> whose baby is it apart from hers <laughs> it's definitely hers uh, <laughs> wait for DNA on that yeah he puts the baby in a satanic ritual instantly. Whose is it? I don't know. It's Michael Myers' baby. How do you know? Because it says in the uh, producer's cut, it's heavily like lent upon that it's his baby. You come out with a fucking Shatner mask on, did it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shat out of hell. That was, <laughs> should have been the tagline. That's what happened to me last night. <laughs> I don't want to interested in that. <laughs> yeah, but there you go. It's supposed to be. It's, uh, it's heavily implied almost to the point of looking at the camera and telling us and going, shh, mm. that it's Michael Myers actually uh, has impregnated her somehow. You'd hope it wouldn't be, like, properly. Just standing You'd there. You'd artificially inseminated, not actually forcing him to do that. Just standing He's... there with his fucking murderous cock out. <laughs> yeah. And his mask still on. Yeah. The little mask on his... Uh... <laughs> like a little ghost, like a little hanky with a yeah, with some glasses with on a screen the top face of it. on it. <laughs> some glasses, <laughs> like Bob. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, yeah, it is. It's supposed to be his, his child. It doesn't make sense to me at all. That I've, I've I've been trying to work it out, but she's fifteen. If I've worked that out, she's fifteen. He's fifty something, isn't he? When was uh, this? Now he's... Uh, oh, he's 40s. He's 40. in his 40s, yeah. isn't he? Yeah. And she's 15, yeah? Yeah. That's disgusting. <laughs> and against the law. No, Mind you, they're murderous cult. I'm, yeah. not, I'm not sure they're that bothered about the law. That's true. Anyway, back to what's Johnny Cash up to. He's, he's taking the baby straight from her into a satanic ritual. There's a nurse, actually, who's sort of helping. She seems fine, and she actually steals the baby back. You would have thought they'd have had a satanic nurse. Oh. No, that sounds sexy. <laughs> I think I've seen that film. <laughs> but no, they don't have a normal nurse who steals the baby back. Uh, the baby's got a stupid, that like the mark of thorn oh, like, in blood I on it. I thought you were going to abuse the baby for having for a stupid face. Yeah, stupid little penis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've heard that being said before. <laughs> Yeah, it's got the in blood on its chest. What? This is why you're not a nurse anymore, isn't it? <laughs> and on the kitty wing. Sorry. Uh, Michael Myers chases chases Jane. Uh, what's her name? He Jamie. Chase her, does he? Well, he follows Walks her. After her. He strolls after her. And uh, there's hand, a... hands in pockets. Yeah, 
Um, she ends up driving away from him. Michael Myers follows in the the Myers mobile <laughs> <laughs> to the Myers mobile. <laughs> she stops at the uh, the bus station and hides the baby in a bathroom, uh, like a sink, just under the sink. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, what else is she going to do? Just continue to drive until like she loses him. Yes. Well, yeah, that would have been a better idea. Like, wouldn't like it? Rota. Yeah. <laughs> that was the big plan in that one. It just drive for twelve hours while I go do something else. Yeah, well, I figure out a plan. <laughs> yeah, yeah she, she's driving. Only he was in this one. Cold Iron was involved in this instead <laughs> of joined forces with Loomis. Yeah. <laughs> what a well, what a fantastic spin-off. The blackest eyes are devil's eyes. It'd be about Cold Iron. <laughs> Cold Iron. Cold Iron. Barrett. Cold Iron. My name is Cold Iron, Barrett Cold Iron. It ends up uh, like ramming her off the road. She like crashes the van into like a pumpkin patch because it's obviously it's Halloween. Halloween you see, yeah. yeah. Stumbles into the barn and Michael Myers ends up fucking impaling her on some farm equipment. Some sort of thresher, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. She reaches out to him, you know, a hand of peace. And uh, Michael Myers, you think he's going to like hold her hand, and he ends up just pushing her further onto the machinery. Yeah, he just gives her knuckle wraps. Yeah, just <laughs> and, smacks her away, and then actually turns the uh, the equipment on and just fucking just disembowels yeah, her. Yeah, just totally ruins her. Yeah. yeah, that'd actually be a horrific death if they got Daniel Harris back. But because we don't know this woman, she's she's playing the character, but you know, there's no investment in her, so we're just like, yeah, whatever. And uh, that's it. Start to the film. It's not a bad start, I guess. Yeah. I mean, obviously, it just continues straight on with the ridiculousness of the fifth one. We cut to uh, the old Myers house, which is actually being lived in by the Strodes. Yeah, um, it's a bit weird, isn't it's it? Like she, like, this guy is the uncle of Laurie Strode, who is the brother of the dad who you see briefly in the first one, and his family. And the man in black, he now speaks to the child through distorted voice in his dreams. He wakes up and sees him in his bedroom. <laughs> Which is when we see Kara, which is the sister. She comes in to make sure Danny's okay. Danny's the younger brother. No, it's her son, I think. She said, the man in black's in my room and there's nothing there. But what is there is a fucking creepy peeper across the street. Who is it? It's bloody Paul Rudd. Oh, it's man. Ant-Man. <laughs> Ant-Man himself. Yeah, Paul Rudd's just staring at her through a fucking wide, like, zoomed-in lens. <laughs> Literally, it's pretty just much just up. right outside the uh, <laughs> <her> window. <laughs> it's just set up, like, directly looking. He's not even blocking anything. He's just staring at her. Fucking hell. Um, He's got reasons for it. He's not just pervin, is he? Yeah. He's listening to shock jock Barry Sims. <laughs> Throughout the film, hey, we all were back then, right? <laughs> throughout the film, you see, like I think, like the uh, Tim is the brother of Kara, and he is what him and Danny himself, I think, is wearing a T-shirt saying "Barry kicks ass." <laughs> it's like an orange T-shirt, black writing, <laughs> "Barry kicks ass." Yeah, we used to work with someone called Barry, and he he didn't, did he? He didn't kick ass. No, he could barely manoeuvre himself <laughs> yeah. into a room. He barely, he barely, barely make teeth. it, barely make it to the toilet on time. <laughs> Once, as I was approaching work, uh, Barry left the main office room uh, with his trousers being undone by himself as he as he ran. I said, "You were right, Barry," and he says, "I've got the shits," and just ran into the toilets. And I was just carried on, walked straight past him, and into the work office. And I was like, "Hi, everyone," <laughs> just totally ignore Barry. What would happen is Barry would be in charge of the night shift. 
Ken would be in charge of the 6 till 2, and I was in charge of the 2 till 10. So Barry would turn up at about 5 to 10. And I had a very, very bad shift one night, and I was like, if there's anything else fucking ridiculous that happens now in this shift, I'm quitting this job. <laughs> and Barry walked in and was like, hey, oh, Dom, you all right? And I looked up at him, 10 o'clock at night, and he came in wearing sunglasses. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he'd lost these other ones, hadn't he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, bigger sunglasses. <laughs> oh, Barry. Yeah. Anyway, shock jock Barry Sims. It yeah. was a blatant Howard Stern rip-off. You can tell because he's a fucking... Um, idiot. An idiot, uh, pervert sort of character. Um, they actually did offer it to Howard Stern, who turned it down because he was doing uh, filming private parts, which I think was his film at the time. Yeah, that is a film. He wasn't just filming his private parts. But no, just said, oh, I'm too busy. <laughs> I'm just getting to the good bit. Um, yeah, we see Loomis. He's at his house. He's listening to Shock Jock Barry, um, Barry Sims as well for some reason. Doesn't seem like the kind of <laughs> thing Loomis... Has he got a T-shirt on so Barry kicks ass? No. <laughs> he got the tattoo he's on his arm. He's got the bandana. <laughs> <laughs> good tattooed on his arm and a heart. Doesn't seem like some seventy-five-year-old <laughs> doctor psychiatrist would... <laughs> be sitting listening to. Me. No, he's actually listening because Tommy Doyle rings up and tells him that he he believes that Michael Myers will be back this year. You know, cause he's it's... probably seen the trailer, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That'll be what that right. is. Well, because I'm in the film, so I know yeah, he will be. be. A teaser, teaser trailer ruined it. And then uh, Loomis, Loomis sort of turns around and speaks his first line and just sounds very frail. Well, what does he say? I'm not dead, just in retirement. <laughs> That's very good. Not dead, <laughs> just very much retired. Dr. Wynn uh, turns up at Loomis's house it's now. It's a win-win situation. Does anyone remember Dr. Wynn? No. He was the doctor walking with Loomis in Halloween 1, you know, uh, the one that's at Smith's Grove with the moustache. hell are we supposed to remember him? <laughs> exactly. Is this, is this one of those, like, ah? Yes, it and is. He's just like, who the hell's that supposed to <laughs> <Yeah>. be? <laughs> so Dr. Wynn was in the first one for about two minutes, and he's in this one for a minute, but it's Dr. Wynn from the first one. Oh, oh yes, imagine that. <laughs> yeah. We all went to a fancy dress party once, me and my friends, and... Um, Obviously, we were all in recognisable costumes, except one person who'd gone as Lestat from interviewing a vampire. And he was a bit pissed off that nobody knew who he was. He thought he was just some sort of French duke. And, uh, and the, the good doctor was just like, well, what do you want him all to say? Fucking hell, it's Lestat! <laughs> <laughs> so of course I think you I think you're out of black out of three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when he's 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 back from the original. He wants Loomis to take over from him at Smith's Grove because he's retiring. I mean uh, Loomis Loomis who the hell are you? <laughs> yeah. Well Loomis is like, I'm seventy five years old, I've just had a stroke in the last film. <laughs> Why the hell would I be the, I'm not the even candidate? Been, I'm not even a real doctor for the last twenty years. I've been out trying to kill a man. Yeah. I've <laughs> pulled like... guns on more policemen than Michael Myers himself. <laughs> I've threatened children. Yeah. I've offered children to a killer. <laughs> uh, what what sort of what madman are you, Win, <laughs> to give me this? It's alive. It's alive. Uh, we got Tommy. He's listening to. He, he, not only does he listen to. Tommy, no. <laughs> not only does Tommy listen to Barry Sims, he records all of the shows as well. And you see him listening back to the show. Why? 
for the show from the previous night. What's the point of that? Well, I'll tell you the point. Oh, thank goodness. What we what we didn't mention is that Jamie actually called into the show the <gasps> night she was murdered. You know, when she was escaping oh, yeah. at the bus stop. Oh, yeah. She rang Barry Sims. That's what you would do. Yeah. Because you forgot the police phone number. Yeah, so you ring the... Well, we've been over this before, Ken. Some numbers you just can't remember. (laughs) We've covered this in Malibu Express. Yeah, okay, yeah, fair enough. Uh, But as it turns out, Tommy hears a bus station PA announcement in the background of the call, which leads him to the bus station where he finds, in the bathroom, still... A big shit. 48 hours later. flushed away. Or a baby, as we normal people call them. (laughs) (laughs) It depends what bathroom you're in. Yeah. There's still blood everywhere from where um, Jamie had come into the bathroom and, and hid the baby, and the baby's still there. I don't know. Would the baby still be alive? Of course it would. It's a baby. It's very resilient. Just be really hungry and in need of the tit. <laughs> Which Tommy offers. <laughs> Which I hope Tommy offered immediately. <laughs> he goes to the hospital with it, and he, for some reason Loomis is just there. <laughs> with his tit. <laughs> <laughs> Loomis is just there with his tits out, ready and waiting. <laughs> Jiggling them. Yeah. Like uh, Bolo Young. <laughs> Tommy tells Loomis that the baby's Jamie's, and they agree to meet later at the college campus. He said, but I'm here now. Why don't we just talk now? He said, no. It's alive. It's alive. It's alive. There's a voice that tells Danny, Danny, come to me. <laughs> and uh, Danny goes into the living room and sits on the knee of the man in black who reveals himself oh god (laughs) (laughs) jesus christ that's the director that's that's the the end cut yeah (laughs) it just ends there he reveals himself to be dr win no way you know dr win who we've (laughs) seen dr win who's retiring we've seen for two minutes in the whole of the franchise hang on wasn't dr win in the original halloween film yes he was played by a different actor oh totally (laughs) ruins that then so even if you you did recognize the name yeah you won't yeah ever it's you, a different no, person you, anyway. Yeah. All oh, right. We get a random group of uh, cultists just turn up now, and they just all like hold hold them hostage. And that, at that point, Kara does her best Father Ted impression and jumps out the fucking window to escape. <laughs> like literally smashes through the glass. They're on the second floor. I love it when people jump through windows. <laughs> just, well, absolutely no hesitation. Just smashes through the window. Remember in uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre where she just runs straight out there through the window. <laughs> it's brilliant. There's a scene in uh, The Incredible Melting Man. That is yeah. my favourite run through a window. Yeah. <laughs> it's by a nurse at the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> Being chased by the, him on a skateboard. I love that film. Yeah. And uh, she just doesn't stop running. She doesn't even, like, falter. It's, yeah. like, it's just sheets of glass. She just runs straight through it. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't even seem to phase her a bit. Not even miss steps or anything. The Incredible Brilliant. Melting Man has the most boring protagonist, Ted Nelson. He's the most boring protagonist in any film ever. <laughs> oh, we have to cover that one. We will do. Yeah, 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 I love that film. Who the hell are you? I'm Dr. Ted Nelson. Kara wakes up in Smith's Grove, so the cult has taken her back to where it nearly all started once if they took them back to where it all started it would have been the Myers house which is just across the road yeah which is where they were earlier yeah but this is kind of where it all started again Loomis yeah he uh, sets off to confront Dr. Wynn whilst Tommy's off to look for Kara Loomis gets to win and explain and uh, it gives that's Lo- nice <laughs> yeah. if he does if he gets to win it's about time <laughs> 
Well, he doesn't, because uh, Wynne explains to him more about the cult of Thorn until a henchman just knocks Loomis out, <laughs> which can't be good for a 75-year-old he's stroke victim. He's been through some shit, hasn't he, He's in just these been films. drugged, and he then he's really just been knocked been through out, some stuff. set on fire. He's been thrown down stroke. stairs, stabbed numerous times, blown up at a gas station. <laughs> <laughs> he puts him in work in, hasn't he? Uh, Tommy finds Kara in room 237. <gasps> There's a connection. There is. It's The Shining, isn't it? It is, yes. And Danny's named after Danny Torrance from The Shining. What the hell is the point? I don't know. Okay. Uh, Thanks. They, <laughs> he tries breaking the door down and There's Michael some, Myers some turns old, up. old woman in the bath. Yeah. Some rotting woman. <laughs> yeah, that's Mrs. Blankenship, Blankenship yes. <laughs> or, or uh, Loomis. <laughs> that's the first scene of him. <laughs> to be honest, he'd probably be less frightening than that woman in The Shining. Yeah. Scared the shit out of me, that was. Just, I was ready to have a wank. <laughs> you like Jack Nicholson that much, eh? <laughs> Here's Johnny. It's alive! It's alive! It's alive! Yeah, they, they escape from Michael Myers and they're just watching these ready to medical procedure, I guess. The, the baby's there, so I'm guessing they're going to do something. <laughs> yeah, the baby's not just there. They obviously they brought the baby with them. Yeah. They were just sat there waiting. <laughs> yeah, and Michael Myers turns up inside the room and just kills them all. Yeah. I thought he was with them. I thought yeah, they were part of the well, cult. you see, he's had enough. Including Dr. Wynn, probably. I mean, it's 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 like strobe lighting and quick cuts and blood splatter, so you don't actually know who's killed, but I'm assuming it's everyone in that oh, yeah, room. Everyone. Yeah, everyone's dead. So it must be Dr. Wynn as well, who you don't even see get killed, which is ridiculous. You can't control evil. They were wrong, don't you see? Yeah, they they managed to grab the baby as Michael's just killing everybody and leg it uh, leg it away along the corridor. And there's another doctor, as I say, played by George Wilbur, uh, in a out of mask yeah. cameo. He says, "Hey guys, what's going on?" And Michael Myers all of a sudden becomes very thin. <laughs> That's because he's undergone some radical treatment yeah. from this new doctor. Uh, he ends up uh, getting his head smashed against the metal bars. So that's the end of George. Oh well. Nice to see you, George. Uh, I actually made the, the note of, I'm not sure if I actually do like the mask anymore. I've seen it a bit more now. It's got like, big jug ears. <laughs> it's got massive <laughs> ears on it, like comedy ears. It's <laughs> lighten the mood. Yeah, and like the eye holes are fucking massive as well in it. It just looks ridiculous. It does actually look like Nicolas Cage. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's just um, just like a budget one. They yeah. have loads of them. I say it does look like one off the internet. Your one that had melted to the thing was better. Yeah, yeah. It's a shame that. Um, yeah, they get chased into this like lab that's very like that's <laughs> got like backlight in a very bright colours. It's very odd. Is it Herbert West's lab it, from Reanimator? Very With well, some green bubbling liquids. Yeah, well, he actually injects Michael because uh, Tommy offers the baby to Michael as Michael comes in. He's like, "You've won, Michael. Here, take this." See, that happens. You know, it's like people just offering kids to Michael. <laughs> He's like, "What are you doing? I'm not interested. I just want to kill people. What are you talking about?" And as Michael reaches out to to grab this kid, he stabs him in the shoulder with a, a needle which has got green liquid in it. Yeah. So maybe it is the it's reanimator serum. West. Yeah. Miskatonic University. Uh, he throws Tommy across the room. Kara uh, smashes him in the face with a pipe. Yeah. Tommy joins in with his own personal pipe. <laughs> I hope you don't mean his penis. Do you, do you mean his little smoking pipe? <laughs> I'm not sure which would be the most useless weapon. Kara uh, escapes and the baby, she takes Danny as well. And uh, Tommy just beats the shit out of Michael with this pipe until he starts bleeding green from his mask. 
Ah, that'll be the reanimation liquid. Yeah, and then Tommy like walks away. And then abrupt cut to outside. Literally walks away and then cut to to uh, Tommy leaning out of a car with all the family in it like Loomis, um, who's actually totally fine now, also standing with them outside. (laughs) Hello! He says, you know, jump in the car. He says, run away with me, Loomis. Let's leave this crazy world behind. (laughs) What a lovely ending that would have been. Um, Yeah, we just get that, uh, just the circle of just closing up. Yeah, it's kind of like the end of Casablanca, isn't it, this? Because Loomis says that he can't. Why not? Something about a hill of beans? I don't know. <laughs> he says he's got some business to take care of. And so they were like, all right, see you then. And they they drive off. I mean, he needs a shit. Yeah. <laughs> no, Tommy, I need to have a shit. <laughs> they drive away and uh, we get a shot of Michael Myers' mask. It's empty on the ground, followed by the screams of Loomis, indicating that he's been killed off screen, basically, by mm. Michael. <clears throat> Maskless. Which- with Son's mask. They, they went in for a load of reshoots for this film. Obviously, they would have liked Donald Pleasance to do some, but he uh, passed away uh, before they could do those. So th- that's why they did that, just this shit off-screen screaming death. And that's the end of uh, The Curse of Michael Myers, which we've been looking on Twitter recently. and We've seen people bring up The Curse of Michael Myers, and it seems like a lot of people like this one. I think it's, I think, fucking... I think it's the producer's cut that people like. That's, right. that's what it is. People have actually seen what it's supposed to be against what it was. Yeah. There's loads of differences. Yeah, there is. There I mean, is it's, yeah. it's ridiculous the amount of differences, to be honest. It's a totally different film. But uh, that, that's what, we, what we've just discussed is the uh, theatrical release. Yeah. Death count of this was 17. Yeah, he, quite a lot. I mean, well, as I said, he was he was improving, wasn't he? Well, yeah. up, upping the death count. Um, I think I've I've got a, a number actually of how many he has actually killed in the, the rankings of um, horror movie murderers. Mm-hmm. He's not as far behind as I thought. Oh, really? Jaws is interestingly on the list <laughs> <laughs> as a horror movie villain. <laughs> you know, that bloody shark. Yeah, yeah, he's quite low down actually, or she. As you remember, Jaws 2, it was a female. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, but he, he did more than I thought, Michael. Oh, plus, got... plus he's still active, of course, as, as we know. Yes. He's still out there somewhere. <laughs> it's 1998 in a remote California town at a secluded private school. We could have a Halloween party, just the four of us. We could have a roaming orgy. I love the way this man thinks. <laughs> no booze, no drugs. No kidding. One teacher is living in fear. I'm not who you think I am. I changed my name when I went into hiding. Terrible. Take off your clothes. My brother killed my sister. <laughs> How'd he do that? With a really big kitchen knife. That's enough. I can't take it, Mom. He's dead. It's been 20 years. What's he waiting for? Don't you think he would have shown up by now? What's going on, baby? I don't know. This is a sick joke. <laughs> now. Come on! The face of good and the face of evil will meet one last time. This time, it's going to be a fight to the finish. Oh, no! 
This summer, Terror won't be taking a vacation. Halloween H2O. It's Halloween. I guess everyone is entitled to one good scare. I've had my share. So we're cracking on with a where the timeline skews now and we're heading to Halloween H20, Halloween H2O, Halloween 20 years later. Okay, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're going to cover all three of those right now. All different names, are they all the same thing? Uh, I saw this at the cinema. You did? Yes, this was the first Halloween film I saw at the cinema. I think, to be quite honest, really the only one I've seen at the cinema. Oh, really? You didn't I'd, see I'd the... love to see the original at the yeah. cinema. Oh, yeah. I know they've done a couple of old films, haven't they, recently, at our local cinema. Yeah, did The Exorcist not long ago, didn't they? Uh, Poltergeist as well this week, which we uh, we also missed. Poltergeist. <laughs> but we have seen uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, uh, 74, and we went to see Hellraiser as well, didn't we, from 87. Yeah. So they're, they're showing... They're showing some classics, and uh, that was all the way back from September, so I don't think it's even just for Halloween, hopefully. Yeah, it'd be great if they carry on doing stuff like that. It was packed for Hellraiser, they had to do two yeah, showings. Yeah, yeah, they did, yeah. Very good. Uh, yeah, so this is directed by Steve Miner, who you may know directed Friday the 13th, Part 2 and 3. He directed House. Uh, he directed Warlock. Oh, Julian Sands. Yes. There's a film. He directed Lake Placid. Nice. And he also directed Soul Man. <laughs> That's not as popular as it used to be, is it? <laughs> About a white kid who pretends to be black to get into college. It's fucking terrible. I think uh, of its time, of its is, time is perhaps how we'll describe it and move on. This has an IMDb rating of 5.8 out of 10 and a Rotten Tomatoes of 52%, so right up from the previous yeah. Halloween franchise. It's worth noting that this disregards everything from Halloween 2, on, uh, from, yeah, two. Yeah, 2 onwards. Yeah, 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 it includes 2. includes 2. This, this is uh, ignoring all the cult bollocks and the man in black and all that sort of shit, and Jamie Lloyd, unfortunately, that character, if you enjoyed that character, is not in this anymore. doesn't even exist. Nope. So there we go. This is starring Jamie Lee Curtis. She's back. She's Laurie Strode or Kerry Tate, depending on which one, because she's in the Witness Protection Program. Mm. We've got Adam Arkin, son of Alan Arkin, is playing Will Brennan, her uh, sort of boyfriend, I guess. Michelle Williams is Molly Cartwell. She was in Brokeback Mountain, Shutter Island. Josh Hartner in, I think, his first film role is John Tate. He's from Black Hawk Down, Sin City, Lucky Number Slevin, 30 Days of Night, which got terrible reviews, but I actually liked. I thought it was quite a good film. Penny Dreadful, the TV show, which I haven't seen, and my favourite film of his, and one of my favourite horror films, The Faculty. Yes. Have you seen that? Yes, I have, yeah. I, I saw that at the cinema as well. And I had it on VHS. I think he did this and that, like, within it was, uh, in Elijah the same Wood. year. Elijah Wood's in that as well. It is, yeah. And, of course, uh, the beautiful Famke Janssen. Great film. If you haven't watched it, I suggest you do. It also stars LL Cool J as Ronnie Jones. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, probably the worst ever security guard in the history of cinema. No, I don't know. We get a bad rap for security guards. I've said this before. I yeah. used to be a security guard and hardly ever did this happen on my watch. Mind you, I suppose the Hobgoblin security guards are up there. <laughs> yeah, old man Rivers. As was the guy from Terminator Mac- 2. McCready. With the um, coffee cup. 
Yeah, he didn't do anything wrong though. That bloke he didn't do anything right either. He got, Ken. He got stabbed through the face. What was he supposed to not get stabbed through the face? That would have been a start. Hello, <laughs> Cool J was in Deep Blue Sea, which is probably what I most remember from. I don't know what else. I know he was in Toys. Has anyone seen? Have you seen Toys? Robin Williams. Uh, yeah. He plays an army guy who inexplicably dresses in. Um, <laughs> <laughs> dresses in Pan- camouflage hose, he's in camouflage at all times so he'll just oh, be pretending that, to be a sofa him? is that LL Cool J <laughs> that's LL Cool J yeah I never knew it was him <laughs> yeah, he's just like dressed as a sofa at one point he's against the wall yeah yeah oh, I didn't yeah. know that was him that's Chris- how good his disguises were <laughs> <laughs> exactly Chris Durand is playing Michael Myers and we also get uh, little cameos from Janet Lee and Joseph Gordon-Levitt Janet Lee, right at the end of her career, of course, she was in Psycho, and Joseph Gordon-Levitt, who went on to be in things like Inception and The Dark Knight Rises and um, Looper and things like that. Some taglines for you, Ken, you ready? I love these taglines, go for it. After two decades away, guess who's coming to Halloween? Mm, I don't really like that. No? No. This summer, Terra won't be taking a vacation. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, because Halloween's always dropping in summer. No. Blood is thicker than water. Okay, that's just a fact, isn't it? 20 years ago, he changed the face of Halloween. Tonight, he's back. Yeah, it's all right. Mm-hmm. Trick or treat, kill or die, it's that time of year again. <laughs> it's the most <laughs> wonderful time. Oh, that shit. The face of pure evil is back for Laurie Strode 20 years later. Hmm. We've got 12 dots after that one. 12? Yes. That's too many dots. Yeah. And of course, it's going to be one hell of a family reunion. Oh, that again sounds like bloody National Lampoon. The plot, Laurie Strode, now the dean of Northern California Private School, Mm -hmm. with an assumed name, must battle the shape one last time as the life of her own son hangs in the balance. Mm-hmm. As we said, direct sequel to Halloween 2, yep. getting rid of all the bollocks from 4, 5 and 6. Quite right too. I mean, I don't know where they'd have gone with that if they'd have carried that on. Yeah. Right up their own arse. It's <laughs> alive! <laughs> it's alive! It's alive! Yeah, I, I saw this at the cinema and uh, I, I liked it. i say it was the first one I'd seen and uh, yeah, I, I just thought it was a good film. Yeah, it was good. It was uh, again. I said of its time, but it was. I mean, it's like the '90s films, wasn't it? It was very it's sort of like aware of itself, kind of thing, without being too much. This was um, there was an early draft of the script done by Kevin Williamson, who wrote Scream. Yeah, that's what I mean. It was it was of that era, wasn't it? Where His everyone had sort of uh, yeah. all over this, and yeah. he was on set for some rewrites as well. And you could literally pick out from the film as you watch it. Because I watched it yesterday, uh, yeah, yesterday. The times where you're thinking, yeah, that's like something that would be in screen. And we also, even to the point that we get a pre-credits death scene of a character that you wouldn't assume would die. So you actually get the nurse Marion Crane, who was in one and two, the actual actress as well, who was Nancy Stevens. She's back. Uh, her house well, it's, is, it's, a, it's a good opening, actually, if I remember is. rightly, and that's uh, it is a very good opening because you kind of think it's going to happen earlier. You kind of think it's going to happen to someone else. You, yeah. yeah. And, and when you think, all oh, right, here it comes, nothing. Yeah, because you you have these two punks that live next door that go because she gets her house broken into. 
and she asks the two the two lads next door to go and investigate. One of them is Joseph Gordon-Levitt in his first film role. They they have a look inside, can't find There's Michael. A hockey mask, of course. He's reference. wearing a hockey yeah. mask, isn't he? When she goes and speaks to him, so obviously a reference to Jason, which we just mentioned uh, is directed by the same guy that did Jason. Yeah, when, he, the when he got the hockey yeah. mask into the uh, the yep. number three. franchise. Yeah, so they go and have a look through the house. They can't find Michael Myers anywhere. There's a bit where Gordon. I don't Levitt. think they're looking for Michael Myers, are they? Well, they're just looking they're for just someone. Just looking for the intruder. Yes, he steals beer from her fridge. Yeah, yeah. Cheers, I'll drink to that. The cheeky blighter. And that's what happens. See, we've done it. Tells her that the coast is clear, but someone might have destroyed her kitchen because he does that when he jumps and smashes the thing yeah, with a hockey stick. With his hockey stick. A little bit of cheeky humour there for all you millennials. You <laughs> <laughs> goddamn millennials. You bloody kitchen humour. <laughs> you coming over here smashing up kitchens with your hockey sticks. We see a picture of Donald Pleasance at that point, actually, when she has a look through her house. Yep, I've got a picture of him on my wall as well. I know, it's, that was too big, though, that one. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking six a, foot long. A2, wasn't it? It's like life size, <laughs> head to toe of C- Donald Pleasance. Cut out. <laughs> six times! And we, uh, she finds out that the actual she has um, a document on Laurie Strode, and that's missing. So this is how Michael Myers finds out her identity. I don't know why this fucking nurse has got that, all that information in I her house. I don't know, I don't know how he knows her filing system yeah but he does well actually as it turns out like later on we find out that um dr loomis was actually living <laughs> he did an admin course and that's how he knows how to <laughs> best file patient records that dr loomis actually lived with with nurse marion crane for the last years of his life and actually died of natural causes which is a better ending than him just screaming off screen <laughs> um <laughs> i'd hope that's how he died anyway though who? Donald Pleasant. Yes! <laughs> that was it. <laughs> I think he was killed by the Puma Man. <laughs> if anyone's seen that film with Donald Pleasant in, when he's the bad guy, that's great. Um, yeah, so she, she finds that the, the notes are all missing and stuff like that and uh, goes next door to speak to the boys again. Uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's dead. He's got an ice skate in his face for the first kill of the mm-hmm. film. That's nice pretty cool. As well, yeah. yeah, the other guy just falls through the door, which happens in all these horror films. Yeah. You don't fall until the door opens and then yeah, your dead body falls. And that's when we see Michael Myers. He's looking pretty good in this one, I have to say. Good, I like very, the mask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, I, I like this one as well. Yeah. Uh, she, uh, this is another example of you think like oh, it's a bit like Scream where she the cops turn up to her house like next door and look in and she's trying to get their attention like Casey Becker in Scream mm-hmm. and uh, the killer ends up coming up from behind and uh, and slitting her throat which just looks horrible I don't know why about this throat slit because you know it happens a lot in film but that, that this one just looks horrible yeah, she's yeah, screaming and her yeah, throat's really, fully really extended good one, yeah. and like he just like yeah it just look, I actually think like the, the stabbings and stuff in Scream as well always look gruesome yeah I think it's the noise as well the sound isn't it it just yeah. sounds like it's deep and painful yeah uh, yeah and then we get the detective telling us about Loomis and he lived there and uh, and we actually see a massive wall he's got like the um, Charlie from <laughs> Always Sunny in Philadelphia wall of strings attached and pictures Superb. and all of Michael Myers and basically Loomis was tracking him since he disappeared after too. So they actually mentioned the fact that he burned alive and then his body disappeared and Loomis had been tracking him ever since. So it's actually interesting to think that in that timeline, the last time Loomis saw Michael was the time... It was 20 then. years ago. It was yeah. 20 years ago. So he was as obsessed 
as Laurie is now. And indeed, like when you six see Laurie, six times sheriff, six times. <laughs> and when you see Laurie, and she's the dean of this high, this um, private school, she's still dealing with that, and she she's an alcoholic now, which I think is why Jamie Lee Curtis went back to the role because she was interested in that side of it, of how she's dealt with this throughout the years. I think she originally wanted it to be that she was, she was just like destitute. She had nothing at all. And then they said, well, no, because you've got to have more to lose than that. Otherwise, you're yeah. a boring character. If yeah. you're just out there on the street, you'd get killed. No one cares. Yeah. So I think they they did they did have that. This is the first time as well that we move away from Haddonfield. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it still works because it's still like... That's the thing I said about the originals. It's like it's just on a street and everything. But this is like it's a school, isn't it? It's like a campus. Yeah. Which was popular, I guess, back then, wasn't it as well? Yeah. You, you throw a high school into uh, into a horror film, and you've got options galore, haven't you, for victims and uh, just basic dynamics of characters? Yeah, this is the Hillcrest Academy High School. It's called, and all of the class are going on a school trip, which is how they set up the the fact that this this campus is going to be empty except for a few characters that are going to be picked off in our main characters. So the way they get around that is they they send all the characters away, and Laurie, being overprotective of her son, says that he can't go because it's Halloween, and he's not alone. He's, it's John, played by Josh Hahn, is the son. He's got a girlfriend called Molly, who's played by um, Michelle Williams, as we said. But they've got friends, Sarah and Charlie. Now, uh, apparently, an early draft of the script revealed that Charlie was going to be the killer rather than Michael Myers in a copycat killing. No. (laughs) Shut up, scream. Charlie (laughs) would have turned out to be the offspring of a nurse raped by Michael Myers at the sanitarium. Oh, come on. The draft was titled Halloween, The Son of Michael Myers. No. Just no. So they got rid of that. Good. That sounds terrible. Absolutely awful. <laughs> I thought you'd like that. No. <laughs> That's pissed me off. <laughs> Not as much as another thing that Jamie Lee Curtis and the director were lobbying for. No, go on. Well, we were talking about this scream thing and everything self-referential mm. and things like that. Jamie Lee Curtis and the director were lobbying for a brief scene where Laurie Strode gets out of a car... And does a double take at a man walking down the street. Do you know who that man was going to be? No. Mike Myers, the actor. Oh, jeez. They wanted that in the film. Oh, that would have been awful. That would have been awful. And Mike uh, Mike Myers himself turned turned that down. Oh, thank goodness for him. Yeah, because oh, that, that would have been oh, fucking that horrible. that would have been an it? absolute shocker, that. Um, my note here is like, to, cause I, when I saw that um, oh, trivia, I actually put my note is... This to me is the influence of Scream and what it did for horror genre. Yeah. For the horror genre in in that moment in time, everything like if you couldn't watch a fucking horror film back then that wasn't self-referential, oh, this is pissing me off now. And it didn't even happen. But you know, you look at like <laughs> stuff like Urban Legends came out, yeah. stuff like that. Where all the kids were wisecracking. They knew horror films. I think there's one scene in this as well. Scream Two's playing in the the yeah, background. Yeah, they are watching it. Yeah, and also at one point, I think Jamie Lee Curtis says, "Go down the street to the Beckers." And get the ambulance and a fire thing, and that's a reference that to is Casey the Becker. Ones, yeah, yeah. yeah, so it's all self-referential bullshit, I guess. But I suppose if you like it, then. What did you think to horror at this point? Did you like Scream and things like that? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I still like the Scream. I'm looking forward to the, the new Scream film yeah. coming out. Not bothered about number four. I thought that was a bit shit. I like the original trilogy. Yeah, so this this Charlie guy was supposed to be the killer, but they they got rid of that, and Good. now he's just a, a horny teenager talking about 
orgies. Horny. Yeah, orgies and yeah, things like that. Orgies. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, you, you know orgies. Hey yeah. guys, anyone want an orgy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How many's got to be involved for it to be an orgy? Oh, just one. <laughs> and plenty of imagination. <laughs> Superb. <laughs> we meet the security guard, Ronnie, as well. Ronnie is a, as we said before, the worst fucking security guard in the world, but also as a very odd affectation. He also writes romance novels. What a beautiful twist. Two tumultuous, round, melon breasts. And I actually had no recollection of that until I rewatched oh, it. Oh, no, I did, yeah. yeah. He's, he's constantly just reading shit Talking out over the phone. Watermelon breasts or something down the phone to his wife. Yeah, well, we all do it. Uh, there's also, I'd say my favourite scene of this as well is the mum and daughter where they pull in at the rest stop to use the bathroom. Mm. And Michael Myers walks into the bathroom and you see the POV through the, the crack in yeah. the bathroom door as he, she sees his mask and stuff. And he swipes her bag from underneath, like it's just by the door there. Yeah, because you're expecting another killing, aren't yeah. you? You're expecting murders, and you're thinking, no, not them. They're not doing anything. It's it's very well directed. That I really enjoyed that. The girl, uh, the little girl, actually screams. It's because she had a spider in her hair, and he actually. The whole point of it was so Michael could get the because he actually steals Marion Crane's car again. So yes. It's the second time he stole the nurse's car <laughs> to to get to California, and. Uh, he basically steals this family's California. car. California, here we go. California, come. California. That's what he's he plays with his hair blowing, <laughs> sunglasses <laughs> on, the breeze, Bob's glasses. <laughs> All right. It's alive! It's alive! It's alive! This one, we also we see um, Janet Lee. We can't not not mention her. She she says the line, "It's Halloween." I guess everyone's entitled to one good scare, which is a line by the sheriff in the original. That was in the first one, yeah. And also the name of the nurse, uh, Marion Crane, was the name of Lee's character in Psycho. It's incredible, the connections. Well, Carpenter actually cites this movie, uh, cites Psycho as a massive influence when he was creating the original film with Deborah Hill. And she also leaves in the same car from Psycho and the score from Psycho plays. So it's a bit fucking... It's very, very, it's it's very clever, isn't it? It says the, um, the car has got the same licence plate as well, oh, which really? is NFB418. Which is Norman Bates' initials, which mm. I'd never noticed in Psycho. Oh, nor do I know what his middle name is. Fucking, I yeah. guess. Norman fucking Bates. Yeah. 418's an unusual surname, isn't it? <laughs> That's his initials. <laughs> <laughs> He's the 418th Norman in the line of the Bates family. <laughs> Obviously, Charlie and Sarah, they get killed off. Charlie gets killed with a corkscrew to the neck. Um, Michael has a CGI mask in that scene. Yeah. Yeah, I, I've I've seen that somebody's posted that recently, actually. So, where can I get one of these CGI masks? Yeah, it looks shit, doesn't it? <laughs> um, I've I've got why it happened in the documentary Twenty Five Years of Terror. Uh, they've actually said that four totally different masks are used throughout this movie, mm. and the first one resembled the one from Halloween Six, but they weren't satisfied the producers, so they got Greg uh, Greg Nicotteri in and made a new one and uh, that mask was replaced by another one and at one point a CGI mask is also used yeah that looks awful and it looks bloody terrible yes yeah, yeah so Greg, you kind of wonder why the hell they'd done that but still Greg Nicotero obviously works on Walking Dead he's on Creep Show. yep yeah he's just brought the Creep Show stuff back on hasn't he to shudder yep 
Yeah, um, still, it's a shit mask. So you know. yeah, <laughs> it's a terrible decision to use a CGI one. Yeah, Charlie dies with the corkscrew. It's a vicious looking like cut on his neck. He's found in like the dumbway, which he goes up to to find like food and shit. Um, that's actually our only our fourth kill of the film. Yeah, it's, it's a good one though. I, I, I like the uh, the dumbwaiter stuff. Yeah, I like it when they just it, it's find off, something. It's our fourth kill of the film, and it's done off screen. So the first three kills are in the first five minutes, and then we have we have to wait for Sarah next, who actually goes up in the dumbwaiter with Charlie to escape Michael. He cuts the rope. It falls down and crushes her leg, yeah, which is a gruesome. Yeah, I, I I remember thinking that was quite a nasty one. Yeah, and then he turns up and just stabs her in the back to kill her. I mean, that's off screen as well, the stabs. You don't actually see the stabs going that's or whatever. she's crawling away, isn't she, with yeah. a mangled leg. Yeah, and then they find her later on, because John and uh, Molly are like, where the fuck are these two pricks? <laughs> so, they, <laughs> so they go looking for them, and they find that she's hanging from like the light, the light bulb in the pantry. Yeah, which she wasn't. There's a great bit now where the, the, the John and Thingy run away, John and uh, Molly, which is where they... Um, they go through a gate, they unlock the gate, shut it, lock it behind them, attempt to unlock the door, which is a foot, there's like a maybe a two-foot gap in between. Yeah, it's not a big gap, is it, that? Yeah, and she drops the keys, or he drops the keys, and Michael has got his hand through the gap and swinging the, the knife at them. No, he's, I, I love this bit. Yeah, it's great. Uh, he ends up picking the keys up, and he's going through the keys one by one as they're banging to be let in, and just as he opens the gate... Laurie and Will, they they open the door, let them in. Laurie shuts the door, which is where we get the, the which was in every trailer for this film. Mm. All the promotional material, the the porthole window in the door. She looks through it. He's looking through it. They're an inch away from each other's faces, staring at each other. Yeah. it's a great shot. It's it's her face, isn't it, that makes that picture? She actually does look fucking terrified in that picture. It's alive! It's alive! It's alive! Laurie manages to get John and, and Molly out, tells her to go tells them to go to the Beckers, as we said before, Casey Becker call there. Call an ambulance, get to the police. She says, Do as I say now, which is dialogue from the original Halloween. They fuck off, Laurie grabs an axe, and then we get the final girl chase. Yep. Flagpoles, cutlery being thrown. <laughs> Flagpoles. <laughs> yeah, she stabs him with a big flagpole. Yeah, quite right too. If you've got one, use it. There's a good, there's a great bit there with Michael's walking down the like a a hallway and Laurie appears from behind like a curtain or something. She's got two knives and just starts stabbing him loads of times in the chest. Falls over like a balcony onto a table. Yeah, no, we mentioned like uh, Loomis went through it. Yeah. Michael's gone through a fair bit, yeah. hasn't he? He's got he's got a lot of a lot of abuse mm. to him. What's this now? So he's forty in this one, yeah. Yeah. So he's this one. This one he's forty-one at least, potentially forty-two. Yeah. He falls. He falls through a table from a. It looks like a really fucking horrific stunt. That. Yeah. And the yeah. way he falls. It's, that's what I mean. It's a. It's a height, isn't it? That that does look nasty. Yeah. And she goes obviously because Laurie knows her shit. She has to finish him off when Ronnie, fucking Ronnie, turns up and stops her from stabbing him in the chest, and finishing it. And uh, yeah, ambulance police turn up. Michael Myers into a body bag, taken away. I like how they still leave his mask on. That's, that's what they do. They've done it. They've done it for four, no, twenty years at this point. As he's being put into the um, into the coroner's uh, van, the Laurie goes full Doctor Loomis nuts. Yeah, she does. Yeah, grabs a, a gun off a cop, steals the coroner's van, drives off. She's got the axe as well. Drives off to finish the job. 
And uh, Michael starts breaking, like he sits up, does the sit up, starts breaking out of the body bag. And as he does, Laurie hits the brakes. He goes smashing through the windscreen. <laughs> That's shit as well, isn't it? Yeah. She then ploughs as fast as she can in the coroner's van towards him. They go plummeting down the side of a, um, a hill. <laughs> Uh, Laurie manages to escape out the van, and there's a there's a horrible fucking uh, it looks horrible way. Michael's pinned up against a tree and yeah. tries to get away, and it just fucking smashes into him yeah. and crushes him against the tree. And then when when Laurie comes to like you know finish him off, he, he's sort of like messing around with his mask a bit, and you're like, what? Why is he doing that? Yeah, yeah. I I was wondering, is he gonna try and I don't know, just just try and like connect? Yeah, which he does. He reaches his hand out to her, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah. And uh, it was worth pointing out that as well as the ori- original idea of Charlie being the killer, there was another idea that this is when Michael Myers would speak. He would say one word. Hello. <laughs> no? no. Cheers. No. Um. Ow. The one word was ow. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking ow. Rosebud. He would simply say. Kawabunga. <laughs> no. <laughs> that would be great if that was his only word. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> yes. Um, he would say... Blamange. No. No? Okay, let's keep, th- keep thinking of words. Um, hat stand. Close. <laughs> <laughs> Bandstand. No. Handstand. It would simply the name Laurie. Is no, what he was going to say. I'd, I'd, oh, yeah. That would have been my guess. I, was, yeah. I, was, I don't know if you know if I was messing about. It sounded very serious, especially <laughs> when you went with hat stand. That's your usual <laughs> guess at pub quizzes. Yeah, if in doubt, hat stand. <laughs> Hand stand. <laughs> yeah. It's usually one of them. Yes, and he didn't end up saying that. He ends up offering his hand out to her, and Laurie just cuts his fucking head off with an axe. No, that's a shame. But that's pretty fine, although, right? The death count of this film, Ken. It's seven. That's pitiful. Yep. That's very low, isn't it? Yeah. That's up there with like the first film's sort of body count there. It's gone back for... I think... What do you have? Four, I think it's five in the first one. Yeah. I don't, it. I don't think it is. I, I get yeah, told so, that so in, a, pretty, in a later film. Pretty much Halloween H20 there. Very very quick overview of it. Um, I really enjoyed it when I, re- when I watched it again. I liked it because, as I say, I, I saw it at the cinema. I enjoyed it. I liked it. I, I liked the previous films. I probably wasn't that invested in the previous films until after I'd seen the later films. Yeah. Certainly not the like the four, five, six shite. Yeah. But um, yeah, yeah. I, I enjoyed that one, and uh, I also thought it was all over. You did when you came out of that cinema that day. You thought. I thought. Well, that's the end of that. Then there won't be another one of those. But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and. It's a big butt, if you pardon our expression. They did not end it there. They carried on once more with, for my money, the worst Halloween film (laughs) ever made. It's 2002's Halloween Resurrection. Tomorrow night, you will enter the childhood home of our most brutal mass murderers. The home has been rigged up with several cameras, but for the most part, the audience will see... Only what you see. Six friends. Are you sure they're not just putting us in some house with hidden cameras in the shower? This is going to be fun. Have been offered fame and fortune. That's the American dream. All they need to do. All the windows will be boarded up and all the doors will be locked shut behind them. 
no one will be allowed to leave until the show is over. You stay the night. Let the danger-tainment begin. Now. You think this is the one that he used to, you know, do his thing? The webcast is live. One flash and you can light up a thousand computer screens. You are like this close to getting voted off the island. The stage is set. Has anybody else seen this? Whoa! It's all fake. We didn't set up. I'm only trying to give America a good show. But the house. Wait, what just happened? We just lost Bill's camera. There's somebody in the hall. Is his. Directed by, surprisingly, Rick Rosenthal, who directed Halloween 2. So, you know, and you're kind of thinking, another Halloween film directed by him? Because, you know, it was very well received for Halloween 2. And and me and Ken, you know, we spoke about it earlier. We said that. Yeah, I I enjoyed Halloween 2. He stuck closely to the blueprint that Carpenter made. So you would assume that this one might follow in the same path. And from the poster, you'd assume that Jamie Lee Curtis was in it because she's front and centre and gets top billing in this. Yeah, well, she kind of is <laughs> yes. in it for a bit. Starring Jamie Lee Curtis as Laurie Strode. Starring Bianca Kalich as Sarah Moyer. Starring Thomas Ian Nicholas, Kevin from American Pie, uh, as Bill Woodlake. Tyra Banks as Nora Winston. Katie Sackoff as Jen Danzig. Brad Laurie as Michael Myers, and of course, Buster Rhymes as Freddie Harris. Oh, yes. A couple of taglines for you, Ken. Yep. The night he came back. No. Nah, it's too close. Too close to the proper one. Evil finds its way home. Hmm. I don't know. I mean, these could have been used for previous films. Yeah. I don't know why they waited this long. The shape is back. In action. No. It's not a bloody Van Damme film. <laughs> yeah. Evil never dies. You can burn it. You can shoot it. You can lock it up forever. But evil never dies. It says it again. <laughs> what do you think to that one? You like no, it? I don't like that at all. That's, uh, that's totally ridiculous. Everyone can see you. What? <laughs> Everyone can hear you. Huh? But on July 12th, no one can help you. What? That's a week before my birthday. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's exactly a week before my birthday. If people out there want to buy me gifts, yeah, yeah, work that one out. You know, it's not that difficult. <laughs> That's what a shit time. Why the hell are they keep releasing these things in like summer? Yeah, I know. Are they stupid. Michael's work in Haddonfield is not done yet. I thought you were saying Michael's working in Haddonfield. Yeah, <laughs> that's fencing. why. That's why he's uh, he's obviously releasing them in the summer. Brother versus sister for one last time. That's no. a misleading one, isn't that's it? That shit. Evil comes home. Yeah. On July twelfth, Michael comes home, and this time there will be no escape. No. Michael Myers is back. No. And he's ready to clean house. 
That sounds like a fucking as action well as film fencing. as well. Yes. <laughs> He's gone into cleaning as well. Did you like any of those? No, I don't like any of those. I don't like this film. No. So, crack on. Here's the plot. Three years after he last terrorised his sister... Right, so what's this now? 23 years, yeah? Mm-hmm. So he's now 44. Carry on. Michael Myers confronts her again before travelling to Haddonfield to deal with the cast and crew of a reality show which is being broadcast from his old home. And Buster Rhymes. And Buster Rhymes as Kung Fu Freddy. <laughs> this is, uh, I mean, I kind of give it props for... Do I give it props? I mean, no, it does I date so. it. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think you give it any props no. whatsoever. I was saying about like the fact that they're doing the, the internet streaming thing, but this it, it fucking dates the film a lot, seeing it in two, from 2002. Of all the fucking big webcam, ca- like the cameras that are attached to their heads are like fucking like real film cameras. Yeah, just massive, weigh about like ten kilos each. And as we said, Jamie Lee Curtis, she's in that. She's on the movie poster, front and center. She's barely in the film. She hated the idea of a sequel, and she felt that Laurie had a satisfying end in the previous film. I actually thought at the end of H uh, two O, I thought she was going to become Michael. Really? Yeah, because the excessive way that she dispatched him, I thought that she'd gone totally lunatic, and she she'd just gone off, and that honestly, that is what I thought that would be. So I thought this would be her taking on his murderous rampage mm-hmm. because she was so obsessed with the whole thing. Because all the way through that, it sort of alludes to the fact that she is. And she's more obsessed with it than Michael seems to be and, and all that. And I, I really did think that she was going to take the mask and actually wear it. Mm. And that was it. That was that was the new Laurie Strode. Yeah. She was going to become Michael Myers. So this was a massive kick in the bollocks for me. <laughs> and her, because she was quoted as saying that she considered this film a joke. Yep. And the only reason she did it was because um, she signed a contract when she did the last one because that was the only way she could actually get Halloween H20 to be made, is to agree to a two-film deal. <laughs> uh, John Carpenter himself has stated that this movie made him cringe. <laughs> it made me shit. Nearly made him shit. Nearly shit a log. But on the plus side, uh, Kane Hodder was Michael Myers' stunt double in this film. Oh, wow, well done. So that, that's one plus. Kane Hodder, he's done so Michael he's, Myers. So he's and... got to be the only one then that's done... Myers and Voorhees. Must be, yeah. Has to be. Got to throw himself into Chucky somehow, hasn't he? Literally. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know how that works. Yeah, and we're talking about Jamie Lee Curtis. She's basically in an insane asylum after she killed... I told you he'd gone mad. ...who we thought was Michael Myers, but who turned out to be an ambulance paramedic who Michael Myers cleverly swapped... Um, clothes Entire with. clothing yeah. and size. Yes. Uh, and crushed his voice box so he couldn't say anything. Oh, my God. Don't they always? Hey. Yeah. <laughs> she cut his head off. They found out it was a paramedic, so they sent her to the insane asylum. They, they're drugging her, but she's putting the, the drugs in a little little rag doll that she's got with her. Mm-hmm. Raggedy, waiting, raggedy Ann. Just waiting for the day that Michael will return to finish what he started three times before <laughs> and sure enough he's literally just standing there outside of a fucking window yeah. with his big fucking mask on where do you get the mask from the decapitated head where do you, you get just the peel it from? back off those overalls are from the fucking truck driver from the first film 
Where the keep getting them from? So yeah, he turns up. He kills two guards who are eating or some shit. Beheads one of them, puts it in a bin or something. I don't know. <laughs> um, and uh, ends up they end up like Laurie entices him to the roof, and somehow has set up some sort of ingenious trap which involves like a a crane. Yeah, well, was, she's a mental patient. How she managed to do that? Well, you get access to cranes in a in a sanitarium. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, he's hanging you, up. From you, you got like you know, like in prison where you got exercise time. Yeah, I think in uh, mental institutions you have um, like heavy machinery time, where you get to play, <laughs> play with heavy machinery, <laughs> cranes, um, other birds, some, some lathing uh, <laughs> equipment. Yeah, I, th- I think so. Bulldozers. I think so. It's been a while since I've worked in that industry, but I, th- I think that used to be the case, definitely. And Michael gets caught like he's fucking... You know when Elmer Fudd used to capture Bugs Bunny? <laughs> That's what happens here. He captures like a, the rope under the foot and it drags him upwards and he's hanging there just upside down. <laughs> and uh, she's about to cut the rope and like send him to the ground to kill him, probably, or maybe not. And because he's sort of clawing at his own mask... Laurie's like, well, maybe it's not him. Maybe it's another ambulance man who's just now standing outside my cell, <laughs> <laughs> unable to take off the mask. So she says, I've got to be sure. So she takes the mask, well, she, she reaches to take the mask off him. He grabs her, the rope snaps, and they tumble over the side. He's kind of like hanging on from with one arm. She's hanging on to him. He stabs her in the back. She gives him a full-on... French kiss on the lips on the old fucking rubber mask there. <laughs> French. <laughs> I don't think she does. She does. <laughs> yeah. Gives a real tongue lashing if you pardon the expression, and says "see you in hell," and falls to the ground. And that's the most one of the most iconic female horror characters are just dead like that. That's how she dies: stabbed in the back and falling off a fucking. Crane. Crane, like a fucking... Marion Crane. Yeah. Is what they called it on set. Wearing a wig again. Fucking, she's only been in four of them, and three, two of them, she's wearing a fucking wig. That's it, that's the end of Laurie Strode. That's a reckon? shame. Oh, no, it's no use, is it? No good. What did you think when you first saw that? Were you like, what the fuck's this? Yes, I thought exactly that. I was similar to uh, when I watched Executive Decision. Oh yes, and I yeah. was expecting Steven Seagal to turn up again at the end as some sort of like either survived or a double agent. I also expected Steven Seagal to turn up at the end of Halloween Resurrection, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> maybe kick the shit out of Buster Rhymes. I mentioned is, Steven which Seagal. Is what needed? It's I mentioned Seagal needed. in the, in these notes. Really, I do. Yes. Um, God bless you, Stephen. Yeah. <laughs> Michael Myers gives his knife to uh, an inmate in a clown mask. Go cleaning. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he uh, luckily gives us a recap of Michael Myers' entire backstory. This inmate, um, in case we didn't know after the seven films we've just fucking watched him in, uh, and then we head to Haddonfield University. We meet our new final girl, her name's Sarah. She's got a mate. She's got a friend. You know, her name's Jen Danzig. Named after Glenn Danzig from the Misfits. Really? That is, yeah, no, I thought everyone was called Danzig these days. And Rudy. He did um, He did songs, didn't he, about Halloween? Rudy. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, maybe I said that a bit too late. No, I was still talking about Danzig. I, th- I was going to say he's a chef, Rudy, in this film. What are you on about? He <laughs> yeah, did do... He d- did, Danzig he did, used to be a chef. He did Halloween 1 and 2, didn't he? Yeah. Yes. 
that's probably why they've named him in this, I would have thought. They're all happy as fuck, these kids, because... Uh, Too fucking happy. Yeah, they've been selected as members of Dangertainment, which I fucking <laughs> hate. Not, it doesn't even sound like That's entertainment. Horrible. I hate it when they put words together, contraction of two different words that don't even sound the same. Yeah. Dangertainment. It doesn't even sound good. Especially when fucking Buster Rhymes says it later. Let the Dangertainment begin tonight, you idiot. Idiot. I remember I told somebody once that uh, Rhymes was his middle name and his surnames were his surname was Widuster. So, so his full name was Buster Rhymes Widuster. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they they went and looked that up. <laughs> because they weren't sure. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's, that's my interesting fact about Buster Rhymes. I've got nothing else about him. <laughs> Basically, danger taming. What that in, what that entails for them is they're going to be walking around the old Myers house on Halloween as it's streamed to the world over the internet. It's very of its time. This, is, is, yeah, is that like kind of like a Halloween scare house? kind of thing is, Very that, what is so. that what they're going to be setting up yeah yeah Sarah messages the news to an online pen pal called Descard who's uh, mm-hmm. in reality a little geeky kid called Miles um, I have no idea why this guy is in the film it's no. fucking pointless this man he's literally there to tell her later on that the Michael's coming up the stairs that's literally his whole fucking point <laughs> Fucking shit, this kid. Imagine that. What, what's my motivation here? Uh, nothing at the moment. You'll just later on, you'll say something. Okay, he, I'm in. He, he goes to a <laughs> Halloween party later with his mate who's sitting next to him, two little geeky white kids, and they go to this Halloween party dressed as Vincent Vega and Jules from fucking Pulp Fiction. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell, it's Lestat. <laughs> it's like says, that all over says again. Says one of them. I was going to say, because once one of them separates from the other, there's no fucking way you're going to know who they are. <laughs> you should have bloke in a suit. A suit with a fucking afro. A white kid with an afro in a suit. <laughs> At least he didn't black up in Soul, That's true. Like his soul Man. That's true, yeah. <laughs> Especially with this fucking director. Maybe he learned his lesson. <laughs> it's alive. It's alive. It's alive. We get a quick shot to prepare us for for later. Du- uh, Bu- I nearly called him Duster Rhymes then. <laughs> Buster <laughs> Rhymes. <laughs> Buster Rhymes watching a kung fu movie on TV. Mm. That's to prepare us for a later scene. We'll talk about it a little bit later. What, what kung fu movie is it? You got any stats? Oh, no, I think it looks like Jackie Chan, but I don't know if it is. Is it Jackie Chan? I don't know. I don't know either. I'm just asking you. I don't know. You, you do the stats. I don't. No, <laughs> I just talk rubbish. Um, everyone arrives at the Myers place, and Buster Rhymes chats the reporters turning up. I think he says, "Dangertainment, let the dangertainment begin, <laughs> motherfuckers." I'm, I'm probably yo yo yo. I keep saying that. I don't know if he's ever said. Yeah, yo, I mean, yo, I'm yo. I'm saying motherfuckers because he does say that. You're saying oh, right. it. Due to racial profiling. Yeah, racial stereotypes. <laughs> That's it, yeah. Yeah. As they search the place, we head back to Miles, who's decided to use the PC in in the house we were talking about where he's at the Halloween party. He's gonna he's he's, he's just gonna go and watch a Danger Tainment's live stream. Oh <laughs> well, he might as well, he's at a party. It's worth noting as well that throughout the film more and more people start turning up to watch this with him at this party must oh, be fucking yes, shit. Yes, I remember that, yeah. There's like eight people behind him, then there's twelve people. Yeah, it's yeah. Fucking like a cartoon. It's alive, it's alive, it's alive. 
This looks shit, by the way. If I was watching this live, I was like, what the fuck is this rubbish? Because the stuff they actually have planned for him, like, throughout the film, you see, like, fake skeletons. There's a baby chair with, like, leather straps attached to it. It's Buster Rhymes' attempt of giving backstory for these kids to follow. It's not an actual backstory they're trying to give. That's the sort of shit that, like, I could do on a budget Halloween in my garden. Michael Myers appears in the corridor as well now. Or is it? No, it's Buster Rhymes in <laughs> fucking full Michael Myers attire, dicking around in the costume. And there's a good scene, actually, where he's walking through the corridor and the real Michael Myers turns up behind him and Buster Rhymes turns around and just fucking shouts at him for about two minutes straight. <laughs> he just starts cussing Michael Myers out, like taps him in the head and tells him to get the hell out of here, and he actually does, Michael Myers. He just leaves. He's probably thinking, who's this fucking idiot? <laughs> Let's not forget, he doesn't know who uh, Buster Rhymes is. You know, he's off the grid, isn't he? He doesn't know who he is. I reckon he knows who Buster Rhymes you is. Think, you think he's down with the hip-hop scene? He's down with Dangertainment. Oh, man. He's done no Dangertainment. He can't even speak. That was the only word he says. Dangertainment. Dangertainment. <laughs> <laughs> what a shit end to that franchise. <laughs> the kissing couple, uh, Jim and Donna, they decide, like, uh, he goes upwards, uh, back upstairs... And the girl... <laughs> I thought you were talking about their kissing technique. <laughs> <laughs> and the girl goes through a crack <laughs> in the wall. I think you are doing. Uh, to a sewer, randomly. Um, there's a picture of Laurie. There's a, some dead rats, which Michael Myers has been chomping on. He's been practicing his kissing on. <laughs> <laughs> Why is he eating rats? Yeah, a dog in the fucking first one, did yeah, he? Why is he doing this? I don't know. <laughs> So he can learn how to drive a car. He can like do rudimentary things, but he doesn't know how to eat proper food. Yeah, I mean, even that little bollocks from Fatal Deviation got to the fucking <laughs> shop once in a while, didn't he? <laughs> I just find he it couldn't weird. even walk. I just find it weird that he's eating animals. Yeah. He kills enough people. Why don't you eat them? Yeah, Michael, you bastard. <laughs> when you eat your fucking victims. Oh, yeah. Be a cannibal for once in your life. Yeah, Michael um, grabs hold of um, Sarah and starts dragging her away, only to be hit in the head with a fucking, like, table leg by Jim, and it turns out it's Buster Rhymes. (laughs) 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 Fucking old Buster. (laughs) And he he tells him to cut the cameras, and he says, uh, well, I'll give you a cut of the money. Obviously, this is very lucrative, this fucking (laughs) haunted house for the evening. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> on it, on the internet in 2002. To be honest, if it is Michael Myers, he should be paying him because it's his house. <laughs> so he should be giving him a cut of the money. Yeah, Michael Myers' lawyer turns up just in the same mask and yeah. suit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, from uh, I don't know what the firm would be called. Dangertainment. Dangertainment, pumpkin and knife. <laughs> Solicitors. <laughs> Which pumpkin and knife? <laughs> Which skull and pumpkin head incorporated. <laughs> yeah, tells him to play along. He puts his mask back on and fucking runs around the corner. He's having a great time. Buster Rhymes is in this film, I well, tell I'm you. I'm glad somebody is, because it's not the best. And because, and this is my favourite bit, Ken, because, you see, Rudy was a chef. Yeah, I'm and just a chef. And he takes the fight to the kitchen with Michael Myers. Who's Rudy again? 
the chef from the college that's their friend. <laughs> okay, yeah. I forgot Rudy was in this. So because he's a chef, he takes you to the has kitchen. He, has he got his hat on? His chef's hat? He never wore a hat in his life. He's not a fucking chef. No. What about like, health, hygiene? The American way. Yeah. <laughs> These are the three things I live by. He hits Michael with a rolling pin and throws a wonderful blend of herbs and spices, beautifully procured and catered for. Does it st- stick to his mask? Straight in the eyes of Michael Myers. They stick to his mask in a yeah. little moustache. Yeah. <laughs> moustache and surprised eyebrows. <laughs> that would have been a nice touch. <laughs> Actually, I always hated the um, the masks. I think it might be in this one where they have the, the eyebrows painted on. I think they look shit as well. You, like in the first one, they, they painted that white, didn't they? Yeah. They got rid of all of that. In some of them, the, the eyebrows are still painted on and he just looks ridiculous. Anyway, yes, herbs and spices in his eyes. And uh, Rudy gets two knives, goes to stab him, and um, Michael uses his own, <laughs> Rudy's own hands against him. It's <laughs> a worst case scenario. And stabs the knives into him. For the chef. Attaches him to the wall, gets a third knife, and stabs him in the middle of the chest and makes sure he, he's really stuck to the wall there. Just a little nod to Bob's death as Maybe if we need another one. Gets stuck to a wall. <laughs> I was going to say, as if we need another nod to Bob's death. I keep bringing this up, but how big are the fucking knives in America? Why you've got so many big knives? I believe this knife, because it was on the IMDb page, is 14 inches That's long. It's a fucking stupidly big <laughs> knife. You don't need one of those. In your kitchen. As a professional chef. My brother-in-law's a professional chef. I'm going to ask him how big's his biggest knife. And yeah. I bet it's not that big. That's pretty much a fucking sword. It's alive. It's alive. It's alive. Uh, Sarah emails her pen pal, Descard. <laughs> <laughs> Is it is, is he called Dick Hard? No, I think it's Deckard. Oh right, okay. Sorry. Um, obviously, you know, Blade Runner, pretty cool. Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> I'm sick of the fucking references. Why the fuck would she think to to message him at this point? Why not the police? Who's this fucking idiot again? It's the pen pal. Oh right, who's okay. actually Miles at the party dressed as Vincent Vega from <laughs> <laughs> Pulp Fiction? Of course. <laughs> Is this, um, yeah, I've not seen such a pointless use of a pen pal since uh, Beyond Reach. <laughs> the uh, Steven Seagal. <laughs> well, imagine if the pen pal out, turned out to be Steven Seagal. Out of reach. <laughs> Sorry, out of reach. Yeah. And he'd, he'd have battered uh, Buster Rhymes as well. He'd given all that kung fu shit. Speaking of that, this is when we get that fucking... Okay, go on then. We get Let's the, get the, to the, it. The final girl chase scene around the house, onto the roof, through the fucking house again. Buster Rhymes is still alive. Starts doing this kung fu bollocks, complete with sound effects. Here's a clip. Yo, Mike, come see me. Michael, come and see me. Look at me. It ends with Buster Rhymes kicking Michael Myers out the window. <laughs> right up the arse. Yeah, right in the fucking bollocks. He gets caught up in the uh, the camera wires and, and basically get like hangs himself, Michael Myers. Another chase scene, because it turns out that he's still alive, which has given him enough time to break loose from his the cables, get back in the house, up the stairs and behind them instantly <laughs> from the time it took them to look out the window. He's very agile. Um, stabs Buster Rhymes twice in uh, in the shoulder, I think. Yeah, it's a shame. 
to the oh, to the, all the time in the world that surely should have been a proper stabbing yeah to the ground he goes another chase scene uh, ends in the garage he slips in in blood like Halloween too when mm. she slips in the blood there Michael Myers comes into the garage and Sarah attacks him with a fucking chainsaw and says has anyone seen my keys <laughs> <laughs> A fucking chainsaw of chainsaw. all things. What the chainsaw doing in there? It's supposed to be a bloody like a show. Why would they leave weaponry in there? <laughs> As she's attacking him and she's hitting him with the chainsaw, she says, this is for Jen, and then hits him. This is for Rudy, and then hits him. And then she says, and this is for all of them. <laughs> the other ones I'm not mentioned by name. And then she actually uh, manages to catch some wires above the head and sparks fly lights the petrol and pretty much blows the fucking garage up that they're in. What an idiot. Yes. Uh, Sarah ends up being caught to some wires. Michael Myers does his sit-up thing, heads towards her. Luckily, though, Buster Rhymes bursts through the door. Jesus. And he says the line... Trick or treat, motherfucker. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's a fucking horrible line, isn't it, that? Fucking hell. They have another fight, him and... Um, this is the problem for me with um, Freddy vs. Jason, is like the fight scenes where it mm. turns into an action film. It's like this, they have another fight, Buster Ram starts twirling a mop around his hand like a fucking dick. <laughs> <laughs> that was in the um, the directions there. Yeah, yeah, written the there, to, yeah, to twirl it around your hand like a fucking dick. Yeah. And he's like, I've got you. I've got you on this one. He actually uh, electrocutes Michael Myers in his little Halloween balls. <laughs> <laughs> Which are, in fact, just two little pumpkins. <laughs> <laughs> Which was our bad name for us for a short while. <laughs> Only on Halloween tours. <laughs> Um, yeah, he's, he's like a car battery or something. He just fucking jabs it in his bollocks and it electrocutes him. Michael stumbles back and somehow gets tangled in the electrical wire that set fire to the place in the first place and uh, <laughs> electrocutes him. He, he's just hanging there from the wires. I don't know how he got tangled in them. They're just loose wires. He's just always tangled up in stuff, isn't he? He grabs Sarah, Buster Rhymes, his heads out the garage, stopping only to say, And Mikey, happy fucking Halloween. <sighs> He didn't earn the right to call him Mikey. Mikey. Nobody calls him Mikey. (laughs) The police and fire department turn up and... um, Shoot Buster Rhymes immediately. (laughs) Miles sends her a congratulations you didn't die message. That's Uh, nice of him. She, in turn, thanks him live on the news. He smiles like a fucking goober (laughs) at the screen. (laughs) Whilst everyone pats him on the back and fucking hugs him in the room that he's in. And uh, Buster, I like how she's talking. Buster Rhymes just inserts himself into the shot, and he says he gives us a Steven Seagal style appraisal of Michael Myers. He says Michael Myers is a killer shark in baggy ass overalls who gets his kicks from killing everyone and everything he comes across. And that's it. <laughs> what the fuck is he talking about? <laughs> I like it. He's a killer shark in baggy ass overalls. Yeah, like we've ever seen one of them. Who's <laughs> <laughs> the last killer shark in overalls he's seen? A fucking idiot. Don't make any sense. This film had a death count of ten. 
was fucking terrible. It should have been 11, and Buster Rhymes should have been three of them. I can't believe he didn't die in this Buster Rhymes. he didn't. He'd have bloody made sure he didn't. The film ends in a, a sequel hook when Michael Myers opens his eyes, he reveals he's alive in the morgue, and the original plan... <laughs> he for reveals the... he's alive? Yes. What, by saying... <clears throat> he just opens his eyes to the camera. Oh, right, okay, so he just reveals it to us. Yeah. He doesn't reveal it to the morgue. No, right. well, he might do, because they're looking at him as, as, they're, as they're fucking like about to cut him open or whatever. He's still got his mask on. Of course he has. The sequel, the original plan for the sequel was Josh Hartnett was going to reprise his role as John Tate and seek revenge for his mother's death. Oh. I thought you were going to say, as Michael Myers, because that was his haircut. That would have made more sense. Yeah. Damn it. Uh, The critical backlash, along with the films ultimately flopping at the box office, killed off any plans for a sequel. Well, thank goodness none were ever made. The next film would be Rob Zombie's Halloween 2007 remake. Son of a bitch. Before we move on to the much better and fantastically superb reboot... 2018, well, not reboot, but I guess sequel to the first Halloween, another split in the timeline. Oh, dear. A quick note on Halloween and Halloween 2 by Rob Zombie. There's going to be no going through the films. We're just going to have a little chat about them. Ken, your thoughts on Rob Zombie's efforts? And uh, maybe Rob Zombie in general as a film director. Do you like no, his I films? I thought you meant my thoughts and, and something from him. <laughs> and Rob, please. <laughs> <A> rebuttal. <laughs> yes. Um, I, 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 I don't see the point. Hmm. I, I quite liked the first one when it was out, and I thought, okay, fair enough. You know, he's, he's done something different, he's given us a backstory, and then I thought, but watching the first one again, the original, I thought, I don't need a backstory, I don't want a backstory. Yeah, because he's just, that's the whole point yeah, of the, the character. Point, it's like Loomis says it all the time, nobody knows. That's the point of that. If it had been Donald Pleasance's Loomis, he's he's got why. You he would already know why he was like that because yeah. he'd see the family life and he'd have all the background and that that's explained. But that's that's also the scary thing as well is that that there doesn't need to be a standout reason. No, it's, it's almost saying it. like your child could do that to, to your I mean, family. I mean, we, we oh hopefully he doesn't. But thanks <laughs> thanks for raising that possibility. <laughs> Only got lucky in a cupboard. <laughs> No, but it's, uh, it, it's weird because that bit that I said earlier on was um, I like a character who's just got no reason for it. He's just a, a evil. He's just nasty. He's, he's, he's bad. And you brought up Rob Zombie's um, Devil's Rejects, yeah. which is exactly the same. But for some reason, he's gone back to the one character who was always no reason and give us a reason. Yeah, which is it's just pointless. It's it's irrelevant. As a film on its own, if you've not seen the original stuff, and if you don't actually appreciate the original stuff, it's it's quite good. The the Rob Zombie Halloween. Mm. Uh, but personally, as a fan of the John Carpenter Halloween, it's it it's not needed. It's not necessary. So I I can see why people like it because it it gives you the violence, it gives you the gore, it gives you the horror, it gives you the it gives you the extra stuff. If you do want to know, fair enough, it gives you it. I didn't want to know, so I'm on that side. I'm just not bothered. Yeah, I, I didn't want to know, and I didn't like the whole Rob Zombie. Everyone's a hillbilly. Everyone's a piece of shit thing that he does in all of his films that he did in this as well well and, yeah but, well I mean the, as I mentioned again the original it's it's in a nice 
neighbourhood. It's yeah. in a well-to-do neighbourhood, isn't it? It's not the fact that, you know, everyone's violent criminal. Everyone's not a violent criminal. That's the point. It's it's a nice place to live. And still, you're not immune to somebody coming in and start killing everybody. Which was, which was, <laughs> the, was horror, the point. Yeah. yeah, it was the horror of the whole thing, is the fact that this, this happened, a kid from a nice family who had no real inkling that like why would he do that because he grew up in a nice family in a nice neighborhood in a nice town that's that was the scary thing of it and the fact that he was walking around a nice neighborhood later on in full view in in the daytime and nobody thinks it's it's weird because it's not yeah because it's just yeah it's just a a guy in a costume meanwhile in rob zombies he's seven fucking foot tall (laughs) yeah serial like killing machine with danny trejo as his little pal <laughs> for the first ten minutes, his parents are fucking Sherry Moon Zombie, who immediately you just want to fucking and William Forsyth and Richie. I mean, he's he's fantastic he's in everything. Great in he, everything he's, yeah. he's totally horrible in everything he's been in, but it's unnecessary in this. Yeah, and that, that that's all. That, that's my only thoughts on that one. The second one, absolute piece of shit. Yeah, and that is that is that is not a remake of Halloween two. No. That's Michael Myers in a hoodie um, <laughs> with a beard. I do actually like Malcolm McDowell, by the way, as Loomis. Mm. I, I, I mean, I'll not say he he does badly. Uh, although I don't just... like him turning up at the beginning with the ponytail. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> that's uh, not a good look. No, that, that's a bit shit. Yeah. But I, I think he's good. He's good with what he's, what he's given, but I just... I don't know. I didn't like him in the second one either. So it's like everything that was okay in the first one was kind of gone to shit in the second one. I really I really didn't like the second one. I was pleased she died in the second one. This is spoilers by the way. <laughs> yeah, well the whole fucking net podcast is, yeah. I was uh, I was pleased that she died in the second one and then I was absolutely just fuck off when she wasn't dead and she came back as a ghost. That that kind of thing. I, honestly, that was my reaction to that whole fuck off. Mm. Because I was pleased she died because of the, oh, yeah, she's always in his films and you can't make a film without her. But I thought, okay, well, he's killed her off then. Cool. Let's see where it goes. And then she's come back as a ghost. And it was like, fuck you then. Yeah. If you're going to fucking dick me around. (laughs) Rob. Robert. (laughs) Robert Zombie. That's even your real name. Probably is. Yeah, I think it might be, actually. Yeah. No, but I, I just didn't like it. The second one I didn't like. I've only seen that once. And I've only seen the first one twice. That was... To write a review, yeah, it was the second time I, I watched that. But <clears throat> which is on our website www.badmoviecourt.com. See Kenby Wilde's unfiltered views <laughs> on Halloween 2007. I'm probably more kind to it now than I was in that because yeah. no, I, I, I can see why people like the first one. I can't see why people like the second one. Testing one, two, three. We're on. We're here to investigate. A patient that killed three innocent teenagers on a Halloween in 1978. He was shot by his own psychiatrist and taken into custody that night. And has spent the last 40 years in captivity. Hello, Michael. I have something you might like to see. Everyone in my family like turns into a nutcase this time of year. Yeah, I mean your grandmother is Lori Strode. She was almost murdered. Wasn't it her brother? 
who murdered all those babysitters? No, it was not her brother. That's something that people made up. Do you know that I pray every night that he would escape? What the hell did you do that for? So I can kill him. Somebody's in here. Hello? I just waited for this night. He's waited for me. I've waited for him. Going on to 2018's Halloween, this is where the, it, it got back on track. Okay, so yeah, so we're ignoring now. <laughs> from this, we're ignoring everything except the first Halloween from 78. Yeah. So we're ignoring the fact that uh, Laurie Strode came back. Um, we're actually ignoring the fact that she was still there the same night. We're ignoring Halloween 2 as well. Yeah. So we, we, none of that exists. Um, and as such, we're ignoring that they're siblings. Yeah, they do discuss that in this one. Yeah. They actually say that was just something they made up to sell news stories. Yeah. So which, you know, which is actually quite a vital point throughout every single other Halloween film yeah. that was ever made, well, apart I, from I am, this one. I am surprised they got rid of that. Yeah. But yeah, they do mention that, no, they're in fact not related. No, they're just not. She was just the babysitter. Yeah. Which kind of brings in, what's the point then? Yeah. Why is he so obsessed with a, just a babysitter of other kids? Yeah. But still, you know, we'll go with it. We'll go with it because they did. So uh, so it's not his sister. Um, it did say that he, he killed five people. That was what it was. Some some crazy serial killer uh, tw- 40 years ago killed five people. Uh, it's not a serial killer, incidentally. It was all the same night, so that wouldn't have been a serial killer whatsoever. That's that a spree That would have been a spree. Mm. Um, hey, check us out. <laughs> the, the, ba- the, the bad true crime podcast cult. <laughs> Movie. The, the name needs work. Yeah, we, yeah we, we'll have to work on that one. Yeah, but um, they, they, they mention all of that in this film. I actually really enjoyed this. Me too. This this 2018 one. Do you know what, what I found interesting? Well, well, I was surprised at it. was written by Danny McBride. It was one of the writers. You know, I wrote that down and I thought, it probably not Danny McBride, though. Yeah, it is Danny <laughs> yeah, McBride. Yeah, actually, I wrote that down and put, probably not, next yeah. to his name. Cause thinking, no, nah, probably wouldn't have been not that Danny yeah, McBride. Yeah, actually is. There's pictures of him on set. Yeah, it, it starts off. We get investigative uh, journalists come in and say, right, I want to go and see Michael Myers. They're doing some sort of ridiculous expose 
40 years on and um, he's not got his mask on we meet Dr Sartain yeah who's a, an interesting character to be honest with you I quite liked him he looks like he's got uh, eyeliner on at all times yeah and when Laurie Strode meets him she says oh yes you're the new Loomis yeah. So, you know, it, it, which pretty much he is right from the beginning. You think, oh, right, okay, so this is the new Loomis character. Uh, but she actually says that to him. So you're, oh, so you're the new Loomis. Turns out, no. <laughs> no, he's not. But uh, I I really enjoyed this film. The fact that you get to see him without his mask on, which caused people to uh, to assault social media about how the hell can this be the case why we keep seeing him without his mask on this is unacceptable and the fact that he's an old man which he would be yeah because he's 40 years on that's what I keep telling you about his age so now he's in his 60s yeah he should be in his 60s yeah Laurie Strode is uh, Jamie yeah. Lee Curtis she, she's there she's clearly in her later years yeah <laughs> I like the fact that you get those um, sort of journalists turn up to interview and you actually think that they're probably going to be the main characters of the film yeah I, I thought he was going to be the new Loomis to yeah. be honest the guy doing the interview yeah and but I, I, they get killed off don't they it, it's, it's a really it's a well made film I, I think it's it's brilliant it gives you every bit of a nod towards the old ones and I'm looking forward to the, the next one to be honest with you Halloween Kills I'm really looking forward to that yeah this is all recorded before that, by the way, in case it's too soon for people, because we do throw spoilers into all this, so yeah. we're not including that in this in this um, episode, because it gives you a chance to actually watch it. Yeah. <laughs> it also gives us a chance to go and watch it, because we haven't seen it yet, so... Yeah. That, um, that, the scene of when them two die as well is fucking really good as well, when them two... That, that's yeah, the bathroom I, again, I, isn't I, it? I like the bit before that where they actually do meet him. And yeah. he's just stood. And he's stood. He's in a square. He's not allowed to go further than the line because he's chained to a massive concrete block. And all of the other inmates are all in their little square, all outside, just none of them doing anything. And then the, the reporter takes out the mask and the, all of the others start howling yeah. and doing... And, you know, it's, it's just the atmosphere of that. Michael doesn't move at all everyone else does and that's the point of that they can all sense something's changing and it's it's just brilliant i i, I really did I, I remember watching it the first time and i just thought this is this is great this is going to be fantastic yeah because i said he's one of my favorite characters michael myers just because he's he's just dead isn't he he's just dead to everything except killing and you know when she says you're the new loomis that kind of puts you in the thought of okay he's going to be uh, the hero but he actually turns out to be a, a villain almost yeah, doesn't he yeah he's a he's a fucking idiot yeah yeah but he's he's good he, he's got the foreign accent he, he kind of does the voice i swear i tell you he's wearing eyeliner through a lot of it <laughs> but he's he's um he mentions loomis he gives him the the name check and he, he goes through all that um and he's also insane which i think loomis was towards the end they never clarified that or they never con they never confirmed that but Loomis was totally obsessed yeah. and crazy with it wasn't he yeah um, a good death scene I want to shout out is that incel guy who says to Jamie Lee Curtis's granddaughter that he loves her and she's like okay 
I don't reciprocate it, so he goes off in a huff, and then he goes across the lawn with the light that shoots on, and then you see oh, Michael Myers the, on uh, the uh, yeah, it's the motion 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 detector. detector yeah, and that's a great death scene as well. And he, he thinks it's the guy that owns the the house, and he's just standing there motionless, he's just talking to him. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's talking to him, saying, "Sorry, I'll, I'll, it was just a shortcut. I'll get off your property." Yeah, that's yeah, and great. Then the light just keeps going out, and he's just nearer. Yeah, that's yeah, brilliant. That. It is very, very good. Really well shot. Uh, Law, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis is great in it. She's a badass in it. She's she's like Sarah Connor, isn't yeah. she? All the way through this, she's like fully tooled up. She's ready. She's ready. Sarah Connor ready for the apocalypse. Uh, Laurie Strode ready for the Michaelopolis. My local Michaelopolis. Yeah. You know the Greek guy who lives around the corner. You, you mentioned the um, the investigators, the uh, the journalists. Their death is superb. It yeah, is, yeah. That is it, great. and again, it's a, it's a service station, gas station. They go, they go. She uses the toilet. Uh, big mistake. Huge <laughs> mistake. <laughs> yeah, so he's he's not happy. Michael, it's who, just it's just how actually like ferocious as well he is. It he's he's very very violent in this one, in, and I've I've heard he's absolute beast mode in the new one. Yeah. Halloween Kills. People have even complained how violent it is. It's like oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, if in, you're going to complain about a film for violence, it will be a horror film yeah. about a murderer yeah. who kills everybody. Because in the other films, he's a he's an unstoppable killer, but doesn't really show any emotion when he's doing anything. Whereas, like in that scene, that bit, you can he's, you can tell he's it's just yeah, it's just quite nasty, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not just a violent death. It's like he's nastily hurting people. He he pours teeth over the a door, the stall door in the toilet. It's like somebody else's teeth because he's, he's already to, killed somebody. Yeah, and the way he tries to break into the through the door, you yeah. see you see him like proper like it's scary. It's just there's, great. There's a few. There's. Um, <clears throat> And I'm not sure because I've I've not done the actual research as as you know I probably not not the person to be doing that but <laughs> <laughs> I think in this one he kills more people without his mask on than in any other film in the series mm. he he kills a lot of people without wearing his mask um, which again people were not happy about because that's the whole point but yeah he's he's a murderer that's that's the point yeah and whether he's got a mask on or not. That's that's what he does. That's all he knows how to do. So he does. He kills a lot of people before he even puts that mask on. It's alive! It's alive! It's alive! I'm very happy that slashers are coming back into fashion because we've had. I love these films. Yeah, we've had Jason, the Friday the Thirteenth remake, which was let's just shove everything that was great about any of the films into mm. one. Yeah, he wears two different masks in the first ten minutes of that film and. Didn't didn't like it, but it was a fucking masterpiece compared to the Nightmare on Elm Street remake, which was fucking <laughs> awful. Um, and also is much better than the Texas Chainsaw Massacre one as well. So I just want to end with saying I'm very happy that 2018's one was so good and hopefully it rebirths the slasher genre because it's been gone for far too long. Well, we've, it's pretty much been Scream and then nothing else really until now. So. It's, it's, it's a good time, to be honest, to be a horror fan. You've got the uh, you've got the new Halloween. You've got the new Scream. You've got Chucky starting a series. Hopefully, yeah. going to be on UK TV soon. Oh, I, 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 Halloween for me has always been the 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 best. Even the shitter ones have still been good. 
yeah. to, to a degree. <laughs> yeah. It's alive. It's alive. It's alive. I believe Ken's done a special Halloween film pitch for us. For all you lucky children. <laughs> all right, kids. <laughs> Settle down for the movie thought. Uh, yeah, well, you say this. Whenever we do the pitch, I give you about three details, and then you make up the rest of the pitch, <laughs> which is pretty much what I've done here. Excellent. Okay, you ready? Mm-hmm. It's called Halloween Regeneration. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is a Michael. We're actually doing a Halloween film. Yes, we are. Yeah. Bloody hell! Yeah. Our, our other movies must have done well. Yeah. Well, I've, I've got the uh, signed the contract. Our first franchise film. Yeah. Go on then. And I think our last. <laughs> yeah. It was uh, brought on by something that we said in our one of our previous pitches that we've probably not. Uh, published yet <laughs> it was three words and I'll get to those three words in a bit but uh, Halloween re- regeneration um, Michael Myers is captured and he's put into a uh, phantasm style yeah from the film's phantasm mm-hmm. he's put into one of those uh, alternate dimension things so that's me leaving yeah, him closer. And there he is now. <laughs> <laughs> Where he... Uh, have you seen the Phantasm films? Yes. Yes. So you know that they put the bodies into the alternate dimension, they come back, but they've been compressed, and they're dwarves. Yeah. Yeah. You got it, yeah? No, but go on. That's what's happened to Michael Myers. Michael Myers is going to be a dwarf? Yes. <laughs> oh, no. Dinklage. Oh no! Yes, and it was the three words: the ferocity of Dinklage. Which I know it's four because I added the. <laughs> Fucking hell! People, Ken, experience the ferocity of Dinklage. No, no, Ken. People are upset he doesn't have his fucking mask on. He's never got mind a his, mask never on. Never mind, he's three foot tall. <laughs> he's got a mask on. Oh god! It's not Dinklage without a mask, is it? It's Dinklage with a mask. His Halloween mask, and he's got little overalls. Where's he got them from? He's been in another dimension. <laughs> like the time warp. How big's the knife? <laughs> it's still 14 inches. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only thing that hasn't been changed. Oh, Peter Dinklage fuck. as the shape. Yeah. 0.5. What's the shape? Small. There, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he is. He's Reggie Bannister. He's in it from the Phantasm. He's got nothing else to do. If right. he's not dead, I don't know. Not looked him up. He, he's uh, Loomis. Reggie Loomis. It's uh, <laughs> his brother. Right. That's it. That's all I've got. I was just pleased with that. I'm sure you were. Well, what else can it be? Why does it even need to be Dinklage if you don't speak? Because <laughs> he's a name, isn't he? He never takes his mask, you never see his face. Then, yeah, but you're good almost. Like in the previous, you know, we're getting there, aren't we? So we're almost seeing him. Okay, so Dinklage, and then the guy from Phantasm as Loomis. Reggie, Reggie Bannister Loomis. Any, anyone else? Is Glory in it? No. This is a. a... It's. Okay, we got a relative. 
Okay. You've got a relative. You've got the uh, the granddaughter then from the uh, twenty eighteen. What's her name? I don't know. I've just put another actress in. Right, because that she's not going to come character. back. I can't remember. <laughs> okay, Sheila. Sheila. <laughs> Sheila Strode. Yeah, it's not a. It's not so, a real name. I'm guessing Dakota Fanning. Oh yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah, she's only twelve. Yeah, yeah, and Daniel Harris as Jamie Lloyd. Jamie Lloyd. Yeah. Okay, she's back. Yep. She didn't die. This is another splintering of yeah, the. Yeah. Well, why not? If, if that's what we're going to keep doing, this, yeah, let's do it. This takes place after five, before six, and uh, ignoring six. Twenty eighteen. <laughs> and H twenty. Yep. But not resurrection. <laughs> no, but it does acknowledge that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Atkins is in it. All right. Who's he playing? The the same bloke. Isn't okay. Played in three. Brilliant. Is there is there a cult? Have we got any of that cult bollocks or not? I don't think so. I think that would be silly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure they'd take it seriously if there was a cult involved. Yeah. Well, they could all be dwarves. No, no. No? No, that's strained too much the other way okay. from what we want here. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody would notice a cult of dwarves yeah. <laughs> rolling into town. Yeah. I think we're done. We're no, done. Yeah, you're definitely, we're definitely not done because we're missing a, a key casting. If you're talking about the sheriff, you know damn well who's the sheriff. <laughs> yeah. I'm talking about the sheriff of Haddonfield at this point. Yeah, he's reprising his role from <laughs> Halloween Nine. <laughs> who's Wait. that? Sheriff Carl Weathers. Carl Weathers, of course. Yeah. Sheriff. Yeah. Carl Weathers is coming to your town. He's got deputies, you know. <laughs> Name them. It's it's Dominic Lawton and Kenby Wilde. <laughs> no way. Yep. How did we get that far up in the police force? He just likes the cut of our dicks. <laughs> I think that's the same. <laughs> Is that what he said in our interviews? <laughs> <laughs> We're deputies fine and dandy. <laughs> okay. Which which one are you? My name's Johnny Fine. <laughs> and my name? Huey Dandy. <laughs> Huey. <clears throat> so we're we're hot on the on the trail of uh, little Michael. <laughs> I think we're allowed to call him that as well. Aren't we? I'm not sure. Mikey? No. <laughs> Fuck around. Buster just, Rhymes just a, did that just shit. Buster Rhymes. So we're on the hot on the trail of Michael Myers, and what we're finding out is he's he's tying up all loose ends. Buster Rhymes gets killed instantly. First scene, Buster Rhymes dead. Nice. He's doing you know kung fu. Is he practicing kung fu? Yeah, like, like black dynamite. Like uh, like Splinter in the <laughs> Ninja <laughs> Turtles dressed film. as a rat. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, Michael Myers turns up at his house, kills him. Is he wearing full gi, Michael Myers, at this point? Full, no. No? That's a shame. No. Um, Is he wearing half gi? <laughs> he's just wearing the bottoms. <laughs> <laughs> Dinklage. <laughs> yeah, turns up, um, knocks on the door. <laughs> he's polite. <laughs> yeah. Buster Rhymes opens the door. What the hell? No one there. Hmm? Huh? Michael would have liked to have unscrewed the bulb in that. <laughs> He'd have liked to. He'd have liked to. But, but what happened? 
Did he not do it? No. <laughs> the bulb was too hot for his his tiny hands. How do we know he would have liked to? Because he left see, a note. You see him reaching for it and then just shaking his head. Beyond his reach. <laughs> shaking his head. Oh God. Yeah, and then he steps down, knocks on the door, and Did he not get Pinhead to come and do it for him. No, he, no, not, <laughs> no, not on those rates. This is after hours. Uh, shakes his head, knocks on the door, then legs it round the corner, <laughs> and then you see like a shot, and it's basically half the screen is Buster Rhymes opening the door and looking out, and the other half is the side of the house, and you see Michael's <laughs> little legs just kicking in as he as he goes into the through the window there. Um, what? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm pleased with it. Good. Yeah, uh, he goes back to his karate. <laughs> kung fu. Sorry, it's a totally different discipline. <laughs> goes back to his kung fu. He doesn't know all of them, does he? Here's a banging yeah. in his kitchen. Yeah. He's like, "What the fuck is this?" And he's like, <laughs> "Does he say it?" Yeah. Yeah. What the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is this? <laughs> like Fatal Deviation. I'd like him to do Buster that. Buster Rhymes is playing by that guy from Fatal because <laughs> he couldn't afford Buster Rhymes. <laughs> we had to get it, that guy. Oh, brilliant. Play that soundbite. <laughs> what the fuck is this? So uh, he goes into the kitchen and he sees that the fridge is, is just slightly ajar there. The door? Yeah. Yeah. Opens the fridge, and then where he left a, a lovely roast turkey. <laughs> you don't have a roast turkey. <laughs> That's the cooked part. It's only roast when you cooked it. Yeah. It's a dead turkey. It's roasted. It's his leftovers. <laughs> oh, right, OK. He's got a turkey leg in his hand throughout all of this, I forgot to mention. <laughs> During his kung fu. Yeah, like Elvis would have. So he opens his uh, his his fridge and in place of where the cooked turkey was that you saw at the beginning is Michael Myers on the plate <laughs> what do you mean at the beginning well, you well, see, we're not you... starting with a shot of a turkey are we we're starting with the fridge opening and we see old Irish Buster Rhymes staring into the fridge and taking <laughs> what the fuck what the fuck is this and taking out a big turkey leg <laughs> and then uh, opens, the, opens it and um Michael Myers stabs him through the heart <laughs> with a turkey bone. Oh, he's very, very like, resourceful. Yep. And then climbs down out of the fridge, finishes him off. <laughs> with the wishbone. Yeah. Stuffs a, an apple up his arse. <laughs> or whatever you do to turkeys. I think that's what you do. <laughs> I'm no chef, but I think that is exactly what you do. Yeah. And they're off he fucks, and that's the end of Buster Rhymes, and that's the the opening scene before the title cards. Yeah, what do you reckon? I like that. That of course alerts Sheriff Carl Weathers, deputies fine and dandy, <laughs> just sitting there in their flowery outfits. You know, like those comedy fucking deputies from Halloween Four oh, or whatever it God, was. I hated them. Like them, but better. Yeah, the number five, I think that was. Number five was it with yeah, the, the clown music? Sound effects, yeah. 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 Uh, he he puts us in charge of finding whoever well, why did this. Wouldn't he? Yeah. He's got an utmost trust in us. And but in the blood splatter, hmm. he left 
Who? The blood from Buster Rhymes. Oh, right, okay. There's little shoe prints <laughs> in the blood. So fine and dandy, of course. Assume it's a child that's done this. Yeah, I know who it is. Who? Jamie Lloyd. Exactly. She's a child. She is, but she's 40 years old. But we originally, she's our I original. Bet she's probably still got small feet. Well, that's exactly the line that, <laughs> that Dandy says. Although she is of adult age, yeah. her feet will probably still be small. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we nod at each other and go... That's right. So we're writing our own dialogue here, yeah. just by our own thoughts. Yes. We go and <laughs> see her. This is like we're actually actively on the case. Yeah. We go and see her. Um, we show her the pictures of the crime scene. I'm said, not allowed in that scene with her well we'll get a stunt double okay probably the guy that played Buster Rhymes yeah back again <laughs> what the fuck is this we'll yeah. use him twice just, just from the back back of the headshot no 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 <laughs> <laughs> okay alright that, that's fine I'm in, I'm in. deputy dandy <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is this what the fuck wouldn't it be ironic if you were the killer <laughs> Uh, yeah, so we show her the picture, say, was this you, you bitch? <laughs> she says, absolutely not, of course it wasn't. I'm a full-grown woman with bigger feet than that. <laughs> Thank you for your time. And But she does decide to come back to Haddonfield to help us, with because she knows no one else wears little booties <laughs> like that unless it was Michael Myers <laughs> shrunk down using the phantasm fucking logic. She knows that herself, so... Well, she would. She's a fan of the genre. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so she knows that it's actually small Michael Myers. So she Mi- com- mini Mike. She comes back to conduct her own investigations with her new partner, played by Clint Howard. <sighs> Can I not be her new partner? You're fucking Colonel Dandy. No, <laughs> Deputy Dandy. Colonel. You're Deputy Dandy. Yeah. What the hell are you talking about? No, I just love her. You say Clint Howard. Clint Howard. Yeah. Giving her a sex scene with Clinton Howard. He's not getting a sex scene, he's just the husband. Oh, you're right, sorry. It's only me that keeps saying sex scene. Yeah, he's the doting husband. So he goes with her as well because he's whipped. Because he's doting. He's doting, yeah. Like an idiot. He's made her a nice honey roast ham as well. That's out the window now. Um... (laughs) What an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) Who else is Kelly? Kills Josh Hartnett next. Yeah. What was he doing in there? He's the when did he turn up? The son of well, I know Jamie Lee Curtis. Well, yeah, I didn't realise we were going to get him in. Yeah, he's there. He's oh. in a little cameo. Thanks, Josh. He's a he's a, a drug addict. Oh shit! After all the you know. I'm sorry, Josh. Yeah. No, That's no, how it hits some people though. The, the character. Oh. Yeah, Josh. Oh right, okay, sorry. Yeah, not yeah. not Josh Hartnett himself. Oh, sorry to hear that. <laughs> yeah, he's a uh, he's down on his luck. And um, he goes to buy drugs from a unusually small drug dealer. What? Yeah. Hmm. He comes up to me and goes, have you got any shit? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Michael Myers what? nods. Michael Myers? Mini Mike, th- yeah. Yeah, you've thrown that one in. I didn't expect it to be him. It was him. I and he was just a small drug dealer. Well, he's got a hat on. Oh, well, that's why I didn't recognise him. He nods and then beckons him into the alleyway. Mm-hmm. And so says... John follows him. And says, no. <laughs> yeah, got a sign, no. Opens up his 
his jacket Does there. Does it like the Bob Dylan in the uh, Subterranean Home Six Blues? He's <laughs> got loads of signs. <laughs> he opens up his jacket, and he's got a load of drugs just in the ins. You know, like uh, what kind of drugs? Cake. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hashish. Oh Jesus Christ! He's got the hardcore shit. Yeah. So John asks for two pounds of cake <laughs> and some coke, dope, some bicycle spoke. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> he's got the worst case, man. Yeah, must, and, be uh, a, must be a party going on. And Michael Myers beckons him to reach into the jacket to take it away. <laughs> yeah, that's, he, that's what they do. And as he reaches in, that that arm holding the jacket open was actually a fake arm. <laughs> you see, <laughs> on a stick. Yes. Yeah. Like the Muppets, <laughs> like Kermit. Yeah. It's actually a knife he's got there, and he just stabs him straight through his head. Oh, through the jaw. his real arm. Up into the top of his head and out the top. What comes out the top? The like, knife comes I, out the top. Oh, right. And then a little umbrella appears. I was going to say, something else has got him. Yeah, or if it's maybe it's... like a gimmick. Yeah. Like an eye, an eyeball. Yeah, and then, <laughs> so he's dead. Fine and dandy get there next day. Yeah, oh. rapid response. <laughs> well, we're on the the scene, you know. This is Haddonfield. Is he Haddonfield? He's California. Yeah, isn't he? yeah. I know we're in Haddonfield now. Yeah, we've gone back. Yeah, we never, we never got on the police force in California. That's true. Yeah, not with those names. We're a small town. Yeah. So we're, you know, we're saying this is definitely the work of Michael Myers and Daniel Harris. Like, come on, fellas, let me help. And Clint. <laughs> My husband, Clint Howard. Clint can offer us perhaps beverages when we're getting thirsty, or maybe a, <laughs> a pot roast, maybe a sandwich, <laughs> maybe a lovely sandwich. And we say, Danielle, I don't even know why you followed us. <laughs> of course, you can't help. Leave this up to. We haven't got the budget. <laughs> yeah, we, we, you've got to leave this up to us. We're the the police, for God's sake. You're just Daniel Harris with a. With a with, sexy tattoo. With a sexy husband. <laughs> <laughs> and that. Yeah. Holding a bloody pot of roast. <laughs> Enticing us with its scent. <laughs> just a cuts to him just smiling. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we actually see Michael Myers on the way to um, Tommy Doyle's house. Tommy Doyle. He's next on the fucking Should list. Have known. Is it played by Paul Rudd? No, we can't afford Paul Rudd. He's played by... Maybe he is played by Paul Rudd in a little cameo. They're all coming back for the cameo. Isn't it? Just just a very, very short cameo for Paul Rudd. Yeah. I'd like to keep Daniel Harris on set as long as I can, please. Yeah. So he's on the way to Paul Rudd's house, who's obviously wanking over his neighbour, as per. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And as we see him, it's actually you. It's Dandy who points out... Look, he's wanking. No, not no, Paul Rudd. Right, okay. that, that he sees Michael Myers. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I wasn't sure how, how observant I was. <laughs> Look fine, he's wanking. <laughs> My God, Dandy, you're right. <laughs> Classic banter. <laughs> I haven't seen someone wank that furiously since the, the chief, <laughs> the sheriff. <laughs> how dare you? <laughs> That's Carl Weathers you're talking about. <laughs> Nobody sees Carl Weathers wank. Except Carl and those Carl Weathers wants to see. 
It's a well-known fact. <laughs> Wanky weathers. <laughs> Weathery wanks. Well, it's, it's one of those. whether he does or not, it's something it's to me. It's an IMDb fact trivia. So you, you spot uh, Michael and uh, hit the hit the sirens, hit the yep. police car, yep. drive straight into him, yep. over the road, yep. into a tree, yep. through the tree, yep. fire hydrant, <laughs> yep. through that, yep. <laughs> into a house, yep. through that, yep. <laughs> into the pool in the back garden. Yeah. Turns out it was a child. <laughs> Trick or treat. You know, there's always a kid, isn't there, in these films that's yeah. fucking... Yeah. <laughs> And the pool sets on fire, I forgot to mention. <laughs> yeah, am I okay? <laughs> you, you're fine, you're oh, a bit good. shaken. Oh, thank goodness for a that. a hole in your hat. Yeah. <laughs> bit of smoke coming off the hat. A bit singed. Yeah, she's like, whoo, whoo, just blow that off. Yeah. Oh, oh. thank goodness, I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you're all right, you're a no, bit shaken, as we say. Okay, then. And we say, oh no, the thing is, this is a very popular um, uniform um, costume in, in Haddonfield. So, you know, maybe next time, let's not be so overzealous. <laughs> yes, and let's not kill children. Let's not kill a child. Well, yeah. It's things like that. If you'd have put them in, like, the protocol before that happened... Yeah. You know, you could, it's, being reactive is all well and good, but being proactive, it's just a bit better, isn't it? It is, and that's the, that's the one thing that me and you, as a, in our character arc, that's what we learn. Yeah. Through the killing of that, I'm, I'm writing that down. That seven-year-old uh, child. I think that can that can like translate into normal real life. Yeah. As well. Yeah. Perfect. Anyway, Tommy Doyle, he's dead. Oh. As that's all been happening, Tommy Doyle's been. Uh, yeah, he he's had his camera shoved up his anus. <laughs> it was going to happen, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, he's looking at people. Yeah. So he's he's like hanging half out of his bedroom window. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> these zoom lens fully extended. Yeah. Right up there. Yeah, and the rest of it, you know, hanging off Hang, the camera. Hanging back out. Yeah, so that's hopefully Paul Rudd will agree to that. <laughs> <laughs> He's, he seems like a bit of a laugh, <laughs> doesn't he? You know. Yeah. You know, he, he seems happy, you know, amiable. <laughs> Pliable. Yeah, probably. <laughs> he seems like he would come in for a 10 second shot of that scene. <laughs> if not, we could just have him face down. I was going to have him face up. <laughs> if we can't get him, we'll Legs probably, we can probably get, like, I don't know, a relative or something. We'll Looks just... a bit like him. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, the, Michael's come back and he's literally doing a tick list of, um, you know, who's left to kill. He's doing a ticklish. Yeah. <laughs> so me and you are forced to watch all fucking... This is mirroring real life where... Well, we have to watch all the films again. Yeah. And write a list of who's still alive. We also have to watch everything that Dinklage has ever been in. Yeah. Just for his, like, mannerisms. Yeah. And then we find out that... Um... It's Warwick Davis. <laughs> 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 We've been led up the Dinklage path, like so many others have. We find out that it's actually only um, Daniel Harris has left, and she's sitting downstairs waiting to be involved in. The, she's eating pot roast with with Clint. Clint. Clint goes to the kitchen for some gentleman's relish. <laughs> That's Clint. Um, and as he opens the the cupboards, 
Dinklage. No. No? Carl Weathers. He's come to scope the place out because he heard. He's in a cupboard. Well, he's looking, isn't he? <laughs> he's trying to think. He's very thorough. He's trying to think. He's like... inside one of the cupboards. He's inside the head of Dinklage is what he's doing. Think like Dinklage. Think like Become Dinklage. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Dinklage. <laughs> well, we ask him, Sheriff, why are you in the cupboard? And he simply just looks and says, Thinklage, and then gets out. <laughs> and then nothing else is mentioned of it. <laughs> He's a great sheriff. <laughs> He's actually been in there since we last saw him. <laughs> I don't even know. Oh, no, we're, at, we're still at Paul Rudd's house, actually. He's just still hanging out the windows. We're watching all six of the Halloween films at his house. <laughs> So yeah, Thinklage. Anyway, um, Thinklage. Yeah. Anyway, cut to uh, the lights get. Uh, we say, we actually say like actually, having watched um, Halloween Six: The Curse of Michael Myers, Michael Myers' house is just across the fucking street. And then we look. Buster Rhymes is there. No, he's dead. Oh yeah. We look. His corpse is there doing kung fu. We look, and uh, the house has been re reowned by a, a new family. What since? Since like tonight, well, since Halloween. Well, since we bothered to think about it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it looks quite quite a nice scene. They're all around the table eating boiled goose. <laughs> <laughs> we can see this through the window. Well, from through Paul through, Rudd's through Paul anus, Rudd. yeah. <laughs> through his anus, out of his mouth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do hope he's okay with this, because it's a great scene in Prospect, kind of like in Jaws, where the ship sails off, the orca sails off between the uh, the the jaw of the shark. I think this has got the same sort of uh, scope. Oh, God, just the thought of moving him, just looking at things in the house. Yeah. Oh. So yeah, and then we see. Michael Myers reaching for the doorbell of the house. Yeah. And then... Is that it? That's the end. Oh. No, no. He hits the doorbell. Ding dong. Yeah. Um, Sheriff Carl Weathers, Daniel Harris already seen it, and Clint Howard. They'll run over. Dinklage sees him, runs around the side of the house. <laughs> He's not running. Well, walk, well. Yeah, it's, it's, come on, it's Michael Myers. He's not running. <laughs> That's true. Scampers round the side of the house. <laughs> Waddles. Yeah. The dad opens the door. What the hell? He says... What the um, fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's him again. <laughs> at least two We've got to pay him some serious royalties for these films. Yeah, he, he says, um, what do you want, white boy? <laughs> Okay. It's Steven Seagal. I was going to say, who plays him, yeah. Here he is. Steven Seagal. He's having a little cameo, because he owes us for Harder to Kill 2, which got him back on the map. Yeah. He invites us all in. He invites Clint Howard in. He's seen his pot roast. He likes what he's seeing. Yeah, who wouldn't? He flashed it to him. A little, like, Sharon Stone basic instinct yeah. flash. How about so that? He invites him in, lets him serve it to his wife, <laughs> so to speak. <laughs> As it were. <laughs> 
Um, his wife's played by Bailing. That'll do. How ba- old is he? <laughs> you've you've been in love with Bailing for quite some time. Yes, I have. Yeah. Carry on. I'm not happy about it, but come. Not happy about Daniel Harrison Clint, but you know. I'm living it. I'm living it. Sits down. They're all. He serves them a little slice of his pot of roast to him, his wife, and their three. Who, lo- who's serving this? Clint. Clint. Yeah. Okay. To their three lovely children, Daniel Harris comes and sits down as well. Be rude to ruin the meal. As the the police officers scour the scour the house, and uh, as they're eating, they realise that uh, there's what, what the serving knife, the carving knife, is missing from the table. What the fourteen inch carving knife? It's missing as he's trying to cut up the pot of roast. Of course it is. What the hell's the point of having it that big? Yeah, and they realise that cute little Madeline with the the blonde pigtails and the pink overalls is actually Michael Myers. No fucking way. Full mask, just with pink ponytail, <laughs> pigtails, overalls, and uh, throws the carving knife straight through Steven Seagal's fucking forehead. Jesus Christ. Yep. Yeah. Picks the pot roast up and shoves it sideways down Clint Howard's throat. Does that mean Daniel Harris is available? Well... In a romantic sense. Hold your horses. Oh, he then He then kicks uh, Bailing's head clean off her shoulders in a running, well, not running, walking drop kick, which probably would look ferocious, I can imagine. <laughs> Slowly walking up to her and then drop kicking her head off. Yeah. He throws a plate, frisbee style, at the, the other child, cuts his head off. Nice, I like that. I like children being killed. Yeah. If you'll pardon that uh, observation. <laughs> and that'll be the soundbite at the end. <laughs> Daniel Harris escapes, slips on the blood. Little callback, Halloween 2. Excellent. And her tits were out? No. Oh. And her tits were not out, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Falls on her back. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll buy that for a dollar. And then all you see is, all you hear is... Tits. Michael Myers struggling to get off the table. <laughs> <laughs> you just need a lift down. Yeah, yeah. He usually uses uh, Steve Seagal's lap. <laughs> Don't we all? <laughs> Lands on the child's head. <laughs> Don't we all? <laughs> Slowly walks over to him, to Daniel Harris, and as uh, he goes to plant the final blow to Daniel Harris in the head, Deputy Dandy. Yes, this is me. Yeah, with the shot. Yeah, misses. Oh shit! Deputy Fine. That's you. Yeah, with the baseball bat. Slips on the blood. <laughs> misses. How come I'm armed with a gun and you've got a baseball bat? Because uh, you stole my gun. Because you keep yours at the fucking, in the office. <laughs> in your fucking drawer. That's right. Slips, misses. Takes out Carl Weathers coming around the corner. Oh, shit. At the knee. Fuck. Carl Weathers drops his gun, shoots, ricochets, and manages to just graze Michael in the in the... In the head to knock him off balance. Mm-hmm. Michael Myers um, advances towards Fine, who's on the ground, covered in blood, and Carl Weathers jumps in the way, and um, Michael Myers stabs Carl Weathers in the shoulder. <sighs> Shit! He's took a a blade from a dwarf for his deputy. The ultimate sacrifice, some would say. I think all would say that. That's truly the pinnacle of a supervisor's uh, career. 
<laughs> which gives Dandy a chance to run and drop kick the, the punt. Oh my God, another drop kick. Oh, no, right, punt, okay. a, a punt. A running punt of Michael Myers through the window of the, <laughs> the dining room. <laughs> and then you see him lying on, outside like... Um, oh, I was going to say, do we get him? Do we get to see a, like an E.T. moon shot? And we do, Where yeah. he's just like arms flailing <laughs> as, he, as he crosses the moon. And then we see him lying there like Halloween one. Yeah. We all go to the window to have a little look. Mm-hmm. And he's gone. Arm in arm. Yeah. Yeah. Cue the walk of life. <laughs> Thank goodness you were here, because that pitch from me was very brief. Although I think it it was it supplied the crux of the actual movie. Yes. Dinklage basically being it. Yeah. So for the sequel we have we still have Carl Weathers. Yep. We still have Sheriff Carl Weathers. Yep. We have um The Dink. We have still have uh, Peter yeah. Dinklage as He's Michael it. Myers. We still have yeah. Daniel Harris as herself. Of course we do. With Jamie Lloyd. Yeah, as long as I'm not allowed near it. Yeah, we've still got Dominic Lawton as Johnny Fine. As Fine. And Kemi Wilder as Huey Dandy. There I am. And uh, a whole host of new characters for the sequel. Where we up the body count. Up the ante, up the pot roasts. More pot roasts. Clint Howard, however... We we continue with the pot roast theme in memory of Clinton Howard's character. Yeah, and she marries Ron Howard. <laughs> That's the story of Clint's life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's not do that to him. <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> And with that, we will bring this episode of the podcast to a close. Thank you to my co-host, Kenby Wild. Thank you. When we decided to do this, we didn't realise quite how many films we would have to be watching, so <laughs> thank you to Ken for, <laughs> for joining in. Watching a few of them. <laughs> yeah. um, so, guys, what did you think to this week's episode? What do you think to the Halloween series as a whole? Are you a big fan of Rob Zombie's films? Are you, are you opposed to what we say about them? Are you actually Do you actually find them to be a good films? Then let us know. Um, do you like uh, Curse of Michael Myers and all the thorn bullshit that they do? Uh, let us know as well. The email address, badmoviecourt.gmail.com. On the other hand, you might agree and want to say, hey, guys, well done. Well done with your yeah, ramblings. Yeah, Buster Rhymes. If you're out there, you might want to say sorry. Yeah. I don't know. It's just a thought. Uh, obviously, he's a busy man, but you can find us, Buster, on Twitter. We're on Facebook or on Instagram. Search Bad Movie Cult. Um, you can discuss this week's episode on Facebook as well. We just find just search Bad Movie Cult Discussion Group on Facebook. All the links will be available in the show notes. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can by simply giving us an Apple Podcast rating or review, which is a massive help in getting us found by new listeners. You can find all previous episodes as well as written reviews of films not covered on the podcast on our website. That's www.badmoviecult.com. Join us again in two weeks' time and we'll be back with another movie review, deep dive and film pitch right here on the Bad Movie Court podcast. I think all that's left is to hit the walk of life <laughs> and sail off into the sunset.
like children being killed. 